Billy D. Williams talks about the power of Colt 45. You know, I, uh, I've always heard about the power of Colt 45, but I was never sure exactly what that meant. So I got something, found out for myself. Hey, Billy, you free tonight? Works every time. The dynamite taste of Colt 45, it works every time. Welcome back to Weird Out Loud, the DC Comics podcast, where a bunch of fellas get together and drone on and on about silly superheroes because they love them so much. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea, back from my live performance in the lovely Pocono Mountains. Oh, and I'm Jim Warner. I'm always here. Quaker Town, baby. Cute Town. All the way. And this is episode 77, bringing you a little slice of heaven. Oh, a little slice of heaven. That's right. You're back, I'm back, baby. It's me and you, all together again. It's not like it was that much away last week. We just had to do it in a different way. Yeah, they had time. Uh, There was a lot of Reggie, though, right? There was. And uh, not a lot of Eric. A lot of people missed you. Did they? I didn't, but a lot of people did. (laughs) Uh, I think Brandon missed you a lot. He he mentions it in his his mail later. But, yeah, hello and welcome to the official unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com. For the week of June 25th, 2016, I think I'm getting used to the URL. I think I am as well. It's taken us about, what, two months? It doesn't sound weird anymore when you say it. No. I, I, I never it say good. it, so I don't know how it sounds. Yeah, I only say it at one point. Well, I do say it a couple times. Uh, we're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. Proud? The We Begin Network proud. and the Batman Podcast Network. Oh, very proud, bitches. Uh, every time I put this, I always grab it from another podcast. It always continues on, and then I have to freaking on the fly adjust the date. I screw it. But it's weird. This After the Batman Podcast Network, I have two explanation points. Good. <laughs> I never say it like that, though. I don't say it that excited. You follow your writing, man. Follow it. I do. And you know what? You can follow us, Eric. That is a transition. You can follow us on Twitter at WeirdScienceDC, where you can see Eric post pictures of Ray Delane. Ray Delane! We get a little pistol with um, uh, Kevin Smith yeah. tonight. Looking good. Sure pistol looks like a cool sure dude. Does. Looks like he could be in 1D. I, I don't know what that is. That's One Direction, baby. He could probably be Harry's fill-in. Don't you think him, he could be like a double for Harry and one direction? Harry's the one with the crazy hair. Okay, you know who? That's the we talked about one before. my sister likes, maybe. Yeah, but that would have been you. Like four years sure ago. Can't stand him now. I'm probably freaking says that she never liked him. It's like my oldest son Alex when he loved the Backstreet Boys. Well, I'm telling you, uh, later in the life you'll learn, you'll say yeah, you liked him again. Like you know, for a little while in high school or middle school, it's like I never liked new kids on the block. Man, I'll fucking rock out the hanging tough. Well, you'll you'll rock out. You're never going to say you're a huge fan, well, though. I was as a fucking six-year-old. Yeah. My mom was a fan. That bitch. You can also find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash weirdsciencedccomics. I was yelling about that Facebook last week. I heard. Seems to pick up a little. I think that now that we have labeled it, I think it's working. I don't know. Beforehand, when you had me labeled other ways, I was like, this is the second highest like traffic source we have after Google. And it still is? Yeah. It, I'm saying, but I'm, I'm saying the likes. 
Like a lot of the ones were only getting two. Whoever it was was the only one liking the things because nobody else was finding. Oh no, we had a bunch of people had to do it. I see it when I load up each individual uh, thing. When I look at the individual stories yeah. or the reviews or things, it comes up right what it's like. And everyone I'd see two, 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 and then occasionally we'd have a a story that was crazy, but most of the reviews were all two, two, two. You and Manship. That's the only people. I never like it. Now it's like nine, and I like. <laughs> Nobody likes the page. It just sits there. It, it's a, it is. It's a ghost town. Hey, but so, tell me a fucking, second, you're, second. You're the fucking governor second most of traffic ghost. source. Yeah, I don't even think that that's true. I really <laughs> I don't. I, don't I think that that's all. Okay. I no. I'm telling you. I first off, that could be one guy coming to each story. Yeah. If we review ten things in a day, and one guy comes from that, that's ten. You know, hits right I there just from that. I think it's bullshit. You can also follow us at our site at weirdsidesdccomics.com. I said, you're the governor of the ghost town. Sure am. Ghost town it is. You can also follow us at Podbean at weirdsidesdccomics.podbean.com. A lot of people following us there. Are they? They show up there. I don't know what's going on. No, but Reggie, Reggie said it, it, that's just because Facebook sucks. Reggie doesn't like Facebook. Nobody likes Facebook. I'm telling you, I would not have one if it weren't for that. Yeah, I have a Facebook account. Do now. you? Yeah, to check up on oh. it. Actually, it was the only way I could look at the, the site that one time. So I have one. I, it has nothing. I'm never going to do anything with it. Just to check in. Fan of Facebook. Maybe, uh, maybe it, DC fan, maybe. <laughs> check in, yell at some people. I don't know. No, it's not. It's just like Jim. Jim. That's all. Uh, if you check out our podcast anywhere, uh, you could leave a rating, rating or review. I, I can't even read this. I'm I'm off already. Let's let's just stop. I have the worst diarrhea today. I know that those people. Are, hey, every time I listen to the podcast, I get hungry. You're not getting hungry tonight. I got diarrhea, and it is explosive. I got indigestion. Explosive diarrhea, Eric. Is there any other and kind? I'm telling you, not with me. <laughs> And this is so bad that I can't even I can't even begin to explain. I can't. It lifted me off the can. That's how bad it was. It sounded like I was pouring, not even pouring, like just water out of a spigot. And it's all because I had to listen to my kids, and we did midnight grilling last night. We got done recording with Reggie. It's about 12 o'clock, yeah. hence the midnight of the grilling. Uh, we actually went food shopping to get crap. Got burgers and fucking hot dogs, came back, fired up the grill, took a picture, ate. Uh, everything was great. I woke up this morning. I frapped. I don't know what that is. That's, I thought I had to fart, and I took a crap. Oh, yeah, that's a shard. It was like, yeah, no, I don't like that. I like <sighs> frap. You like the frap. Frap's better. Frap sounds better. Plus, you can call it a frappuccino, and everybody just thinks you're talking about a coffee beverage. But I'm trying to tell people about my pooping. You don't want to know. If I'm telling you about it, I don't want these other people to hear. What other like people? <laughs> the people listening to the podcast. They don't know I had diarrhea now because I use the word frap. Frappuccino, baby. Uh, I, frappuccino. I want out. Ever have a frappuccino? I don't think I have. It's funny. Me and my buddies, uh, Jay and Pete, called that a frappuccino from probably the time we were six. And then it became a drink, and we thought it was the funniest. And, and then you immediately went you and drank Jay- it? If no, if you had J and Pete right now and we said Frappuccino, we'd all we'd start laughing like fucking little kids, little kids, <laughs> <laughs> like Damien. Oh, we got done last night. I went out, and got some Burger King, and then watched Meatballs Four. I had a great time. 
And you know what's weird? What did I say to you when? Because uh, I that sent give that you picture diarrhea. Up yeah, I said that both of those meatballs four and Burger King gives me diarrhea. I wake up with diarrhea. Uh, it's it's all it's all part of the plan. Uh, yes, yeah, so <laughs> if you have wherever you I get like your our plans. podcast, uh, plans don't always have to be good. Uh, if you get our podcast anywhere that you can leave ratings and reviews, just be kind. Be kind. Be kind. Rewind. Rewind. Uh, Jazz left a review this week on the Australian iTunes. Did he now? And it probably said, good day, mate. Of course it did. Hello, Lord. Joe and I the shrimp on the baddie. And I, for some reason, I couldn't look it up. Uh, but also, on the USA uh, iTunes, we got a review from Repairman Jack. Oh, nice. Yeah, he left us a five-star review. Calling it a train wreck? In the good, yeah, called it a train wreck of a podcast. <laughs> and he, But he left that in the USA air. Give me a little chant. USA. USA. Hey. USA. These colors don't run, baby. Which colors? I don't know. I'm wearing blue. I don't run. I'm just a heavy set guy, though. You you run, but you get tired. Very quick. Cool. <laughs> uh, also on Twitter, just a little uh, background of our week. Uh, Juan Ferreira, the artist Juan Ferreira, had mentioned that he listens to the podcast. Shocked me. Shocked me I as never well. That any of these people listen. It's like even it, when they it, say they do, I don't believe it. Yeah, you know, uh, it'd be like uh, we played on a softball team. Or, uh, no, say we played on a pickup hockey uh, team, and I look, and Lemieux and Yager are watching us play. Oh, how are you supposed what to play after that? I'm going to go hang out with Lemieux and Yager. Oh, let's go hang out with Juan Ferrer. Right. Let's go this. He seems like, I see those pictures on his Twitter. He seems like he's having a grand old time. He don't have no explosive diarrhea. <laughs> he said he likes the crazy things we talk about. Apparently. Now, now he isn't. Once you put a guy in the same sentence as explosive diarrhea, I think they become less of a fan. <laughs> they run. Uh, yes. Not me. You know where? You know what he could do though. He could call into the rent and rave line. That'd be awesome. And say that he doesn't like to hear his name in the same sentence as explosive diarrhea. And that rant and rave line, the weird science rant and rave line, eh, you can call six four one seven one five thirty nine hundred. Enter the extension four five two three two eight. Followed by the pound sign. Pound it. Last last but a week. A sloppy pound. Fist pound. A sloppy fist pound. <laughs> Last week, uh, Dancing Mike had mentioned why he does not use the rant and rave line because he likes the interaction that he gets when he sends in a mail and we read the mail and react to it. And I said I would really love to have a, a setup with a soundboard, you know, an official oh, yeah. podcasting setup here. Morning, not Joe. just me in this middle room with a fucking mattress behind me so the echo doesn't go and whatever. But, yeah, it would be a morning zoo with all the, the sounds. But I did not mention one thing after I – Talked about this after the podcast, and this week I was thinking about uh, dancing Mike, and I did have my pants on, and yes. I said to myself, and then I You're said proven. to you and Reggie as well, the rant and rave line really was set up. I, I think that the rant and rave, I think it should just be called the weird science reaction line, because what I envisioned it as, and what I told lower you... Lowercase R, lowercase C, action? Yes. Yeah. And what I thought it would be is somebody reads your Batman 44 review. Why we got to bring that and up? And they... Because that's that's a big thing. Why are we talking about your wacky the rant rave line? They call up the reaction line and say like, beep. Here it is. Welcome to the rant rave line. Uh, leave a message. Beep. Yeah, Eric's a piece of shit. I don't beep. I don't like this there reaction is. line. Reaction or uh, beep. Man, I've I've been reading this rebirth shit and boy, it's on point. Beep. Then the next one. Boop. Man, I got two chains on this baby. Beep. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm making up some boop. You know what? He calls him daddy. I'm a guy. You know, just stop. Just most of these in my mind were going to be 30 seconds seemed long. 
This was going to be Unless a beep. I just read Batman, and God damn it, I came in my pants. Beep. And then what we were going to do throughout the podcast is gather them in like a section of, now, in my mind, 8 million calls a week. Gather them all in, say, a 12-minute section of 50 calls. And boom, all these reactions. And now, and then, uh, it no. was never supposed to take the place of the mail. Ever. You can react and still mail. The reaction is supposed to be like, Right on point. You're reading. You have that book in your hand. Oh, you know what? This this art and Green Arrow is off the hook, baby. I'm on the can. I don't have toilet paper. Beep. Yeah, it's something like that. Or hey, I'm in the supermarket and they got the fucking Frost Krispie Rice Krispie treats. Stuff like that. They got the monster cereals because I can't find them anywhere. Hey, you, you were trying to find the monster cereals. That's weird. That that is a weird thing that never was a seasonal item, but now it seems to be. Even Count Chocula, at least that was always a staple that you could rely on being there. No more. I, I always think that the Frankenberry is the staple. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you always have the Frankenberry and the Count Chocula. You're not just going to have one. You I've should, never you had Frankenberry. They should have the three. You should have Boo Berry. I agree. They should Actually, have the three. Fruit Brew. Where's Fruit Brew? Fruit Brew's taking a hiatus right now. Fruit They'll bring him back out for an anniversary. I like Fruit Brew. That guy's crazy. What about Yummy Mummy? I'm uh, not a big fan. Yummy Mummy, I believe, was like a lime slash crazy. I, 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 I can't remember. I know I had Yummy Mummy, never had Fruit Brew. But, um, that's, weird. that's weird that you had Yummy well, Mummy a, and never had Frankenberry. I, it was a different thing that came out, and I just got it. I don't know. For some reason, him being pink really turned me off as a kid. Like, that's a girl cereal. You are a child. Know, a child. No, you, you are. It's not sexist. What are you when you're against things like that? I don't know. And you're a, a child? fucking moron. A moron. That's what you are. It's time for the news, Eric. Oh, no. Why would you, you have a sound, right? You got a sound there? sound. Sounds of the city. Ready? I'm ready. Now it's time for the news. <laughs> news, news, news. You have, you have a, a song <laughs> that you recorded of yourself singing the news well, song now. Change it up a bit. I have to tell you that that took a little bit of effort. It that. did. Uh... That's a little odd. I like Very it. Odd. Let me hear it again. Oh, God damn. it up again. Ah. I know that there's something wrong with what how you record and play. It seems like once you play it, it's gone. It's lost to the lost ages. forever. You ready? Yeah. Now it's time for the news. News, news, news. Oh, yeah. 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 Is that actually the way we just did it is the slash uh, Fred Flintstone. Uh, yeah, but Cabin Tooth. <laughs> yeah, but Cabin Tooth. Wow. Pretty good. Uh, Steve Entire Rock. <laughs> uh, yes. Arrow Rock. <laughs> uh, the news. The first bit of news, Eric, is something that I do not think any other podcast, you, it's an exclusive. All right. This is an exclusive news item that nobody in their right mind would talk <laughs> about because it's about us. And then, yeah, but no. Uh, on Monday, Eric, we are going to start something new on the site, right. and I mentioned this. We put this up on the site itself, but for those people who do not go to the site, which is weirdsciencedccomics.com, sure and you want to see some reviews, we review all the DC books every week, right? Every single goddamn book. Never ends. They say that the people at the uh, post office, that's why they go insane, because it never ends. The mail never Neither of these reviews. I'm going to start killing you or something. But, start. Uh, since we've been really good at getting the reviews up quick, now that we get the books, that we get some advanced reviews, stuff like that, me and you especially, 
because we have some of the bigger books. We're usually done Wednesday night. Sure are. It's over. And so we have some free time. Free time. So on Monday, from now on, until we decide that we can't do it anymore or whatever. So it's getting crazy, Jim. Uh, I can't handle it no more. Yeah, we're going to have Marvel Mondays. We're actually going to review Marvel books just on Monday. Monday only. We may have, it seems like the way we've signed up this Monday is going to be a deluge of about 700 reviews in one day. But once it settles down, we'll, we'll try to do just about, I don't know, half of that. Sure, week's I, book. I don't half. know how it'll end up. This is nothing that we're going to well, demand. Okay, that we've we're, been talking about it. It's like, everything. you want this book? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait and see what comes out when it comes out. Actually, I went to, uh, Fresh Comics to see and everything that I pick, cause I think I picked the most yeah. books. I have a lot. Uh, I went the the biggest day I have is five books, right. but I have all week to do those. It's not like they you know they come out on Monday. They will be a little late. These will be the Wednesday, you know, the Monday after they had come out. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have a lot of uh, Marvel stuff up just to see how it is. It seems that I don't know. Everybody seems pumped. Kinda, you know, you it's weird. A little excited about it. It's just a kind of a fresh excitement that uh, we're we're doing the same old DC. I'm surprised book. we haven't gotten yelled at. No, we no, did that one Marvel it. book for friggin' just for the hell of it. Oh, here we go. Now they no. got a Marvel book. Yeah, people have said, and we had been doing this just for the hell of it Mondays, but it, it it was very sporadic, and it was just pick and choose. I think that this is something that, if anything, we'll have some fun with ourselves. I, I'll see. I'm dip telling you, back everybody in the out waters. There, Well, I'm telling everybody out there, dip your toes back. I've never been in. Yeah. This is a pool I've never visited. They don't let me in this pool. Don't they think are very man. Just jump people. right in. I'm just going to. And I am the one who probably has the least experience with any of these books. And so, of course, I pick the most. Of course. <laughs> and I grab uh, – th- just this week on Monday for myself, I'm doing Nighthawk number two. At last week, you'd say, who's Nighthawk? <laughs> Fuck if I know. Uh, Black Widow and some Star Wars stuff. Now, I will say, I'm making that joke. Un- unlike other places, I actually do some research. <laughs> And I will make sure that I at least know a little bit of what I'm doing. And if I don't, I'll be very generic, and you'll never know. <laughs> I ease my way that in. The, That's how we did the site. That was the biggest bitch, though. Like, oh, we're going to do this. I got a lot of homework to catch up on. Yeah, there is a lot of homework to do, but I'm having fun doing it so yeah. far. And I'll tell you, I have already read Nighthawk 1 and 2, and each one is the best Nighthawk book <laughs> I've ever read. I'm just going to say that in every one. This is the best Black Widow I've ever read. Uh, but uh, what happened is, as the, the summer even has gone on, and the, uh, even before that, I kept looking. I look at all these reviews, and I kept looking. I was like, all these people are reviewing DC stuff. Not a lot of people reviewing Marvel. And it's really odd, because each month we'll get the sales. And when we started, though, and, it seemed like it was the opposite. It, yeah. And eight of the top ten books are Marvel books, but yet you go and look. And some books, you're doing Carnage yeah. this week, right? And people who are out there... Who are Marvel fans are probably like, God damn, that, that book's a piece of shit. But it doesn't matter. Nobody reviews yeah. it. It hasn't had a review. What issue do you are you nine. doing? Number nine. Hasn't had a review since, I think, issue three. Like, these books are just left alone. So I said, it'd be funny. It's kind of a joke that I think that we're a DC site, but we can spend one day and we might have the, corner the, the most market. extensive coverage <laughs> of Marvel. It'll be so That's funny. We just want to be jerks is what we want. That's what we want to do. I just want to get people pissed off. But it goes to show, though, that these other sites that do all the books, they're, you know, they're the jack of all trades, the master of none, Eric. Woo. Picking and they choosing. They just pick and choose. And obviously right now, 
the, the picking and the choosing is coming DC's way because of Rebirth. So leaving the door open, we're sliding in there. And I just want to announce now that starting next week, me and you will be doing a seven-hour Marvel podcast. Hold on, hold on. That, I got to go no. get my gun. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> no. I got to uh, take care of this. Talk. A lot of people, I even made the joke on the little announcement that I said. Now, really, one of my favorite things to have happen with this, I want to see what the equivalent of the Batman 44 is for you at Marvel. So I'm, I'm just going to Somehow, gonna it's going to turn into the mighty Thor, I know. It'll be something like that. You know, you're not doing Miss Marvel or anything, right? I think that's mine. I just grab everything. Sam, I'll, I'm going to say, mighty Ms. Thor, Marvel. I was thinking about it, too. Like, I'm, I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, James, you James, up a James Foster, she's got cancer. This is, all right. I, you know, I'm like... Why, why, why is she playing this whole cancel thing so goddamn much? I understand you're sick, you're dying, but stop with the weepiness. He's really playing it what, up. Really? Well, see, that's what people need. I, I think that everybody needs a little no, Marvel. No, it's a good book. It's, has, it's not a lot of backup. But everybody wants to have some freaking movie, 80s movie references and curse words. That's what we're here that's to bring. That's what you need with a Jane Foster with cancer, some blood sport and gremlins right. references. Some blood sports <laughs> yeah, and freaking back to the future. Yeah. There you go. You're in. Indiana Jones. Got to talk about the Friday the 13th. Yeah, really. That's that's why we're doing it. But it is kind of, it's not a joke, but it kind of kind of. Hey, we're just gonna do and it. We're taking it, it seriously. We're gonna make a lot of jokes while we do it, though. Yeah, yeah. But it'll start this Monday. And so, if anybody out there is interested in seeing what we think about certain Marvel books or whatever, again, this Monday will be a weird one. It's gonna be a weird couple weeks in a row of us just trying to catch up and trying to see what we're gonna do and and things like that. Um, but yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. I like it. And really, on Monday, we don't do a lot on the site because we've gotten all our DC stuff done. We're just kind of that Monday's a really odd day because Tuesday we're gearing up for everything. Me and you are actually doing some reviews for the following week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. But Monday, we kind of just sit and. Oh, man. I guess I should do some Puppet Master tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And we will still do some of that stuff as well. I I I saw that. Yeah, I put up a Van uh, Van Jensen thing. I just don't know if we're gonna late uh, yeah. today. Cryptocracy. It was good. Um, yeah, I gotta figure it out. But that's that's our little news uh, for us. Like I said, this does not mean a podcast is coming down the line. Most important news tonight. If there is a podcast coming down the line, Thank you so much. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be with us. I, I really can't. I can't see just just the amount of books that that Marvel puts out. Well, we'll pick I and choose. Even, uh, well, I can't see the way we would have to do a podcast would be a uh, weird science, mar- almost like the books of the yeah. week. We'd pick two or three books and do it. That might happen. So that, really? It may happen. Oh, God, it really. may. We'll see. we got a lot of free time. A lot of free time. Give me that news uh, song Piece again. Piece of shit. Why you going to do that to me like that? All pumped up for this now next news story. Yeah. For the news. The next bit, sci-fi's Krypton characters revealed. You remember that show, Krypton? I really keep thinking. really excited about I that really show. keep thinking they're just going to sweep it under the rug and we're never going to hear about it again. You know what? It's what I want to happen. Do you want the Krypton show? No. Do you want the Teen Titans show? Yes. Yes, that got swept I under know. the rug. Big time. Krypton's still going. I don't know who wants to watch the show, but they've released a list of characters to the sci-fi Superman prequel show, Krypton. Uh, they've been revealed on TV line. TV line. Not shut up, my shows are on. Oh. TV line. And here it is. According to the list, the characters are mostly members of the Ellen Zod family. Huh. Imagine that. 
two names that should carry a lot of weight for Superman fans, Eric. Two names. Here's the list of characters. Seg L. Lana Lang L. Seg L. Superman's grandfather in his 20s at the time of Krypton is the show's lead. Seg L Segway. previously Get appeared, you. and that's what I think it is. They're zipping around on him. He lays down. Futuristic Kryptonian technology at the time. Different type of urban surfing. Seg L previously appeared in comic books in Starman number 51. Okay. You know, that, what was, didn't that come out yesterday? Starman number 51. It, it, that classic the my issue, Jim. It's on the tip of my tongue. It just happened. Val L. <laughs> Seg's grandfather which makes him Superman's great-great-grandfather. I would love that if they had something... I'd love if they had on Krypton that it's different, like it reverses, so it's like Segel. Seg's grandfather, Superman's son, and uh, Kara's fucking niece. He's a pioneer in space travel who escapes death by entering the Phantom Zone. Phantom Zone. I was on a, a hockey team called the Phantoms. I know. And I used to call the Phantoms the Phantom Zone, Eric. <laughs> you did not. Yes, I did. I didn't. That's a lie. <laughs> tear L. Tear L. I'm going to tear you L a new ass. Seg's father and Superman's green. <laughs> Does anybody thing? care about this? His role is still unknown. Okay, oh, now we're oh yeah? To this, it's unknown. We're get tear L. We're moving on to the Be side. Tear L. Lita Zod, not Lita Ford, Lita Zod. She's a reluctant warrior in her 20s and a, a presumptive ancestor to Superman's arch enemy. Okay, you got that? Now we have Alora Zod, Lita's mom, who shares her first name with Supergirl's mother. Good. Dev Good. M. Uh, Eric, don't interrupt me. I'm in the middle of telling you these names. Dev M, described in the report as a Kryptonian bad boy. <laughs> in his 20s, Dev M appeared in comic books as an enemy of Superboy before also allying himself with the Legion of Superheroes. He's a, he is a Kryptonian bad boy, possibly the leader of a, a boy band. I'd like that. No Check casting for these characters or premiere date for Krypton has been revealed. It, it, really, uh, we all we joke a lot about these that they throw these stories out to get hype and stuff like that. This story's getting nothing but me angry. Actually, (laughs) should we play that each each news thing? No, no, we should not. Ow! I just did something to do. I was so bored during that. I wonder how Dev M, the Kryptonian bad boy, would sing that. How how would he sing that? You think he would do that little scat form? He's got he's got so scars like, all over him. Now it's time for the news. I'm not scared. I'm scared. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Wonder Woman cast in CW Super. All right. You know what? I I was going to make a rule. I mentioned this to Reggie. And I mentioned it beforehand uh, with you tonight that I was going to make a rule that we are really we're a comics podcast, and this news is always this fucking TV, TV. Oh, over and shit. over again. There's just not a lot of comic news. So there really isn't. So we throw this out. I, I may actually throw it the fuck out, and we might not even do news. But I, I like to talk to you about it. We Where's Dan Stransky at? We have a laugh. Where is Dan in that fucking Apple Watch? His Apple Watch fucking died. He's still standing there. He has no idea. <laughs> Wasn't he in that hotel and there was like a serial killer in there? There was something? a murder on his or first was that night. His fucking, or was that his goddamn story that he wrote? No, I'm pretty sure that was... Uh, there was a murder. Yeah. There was a death, right? The first night he was and there. we started uh, thinking to ourselves, huh, Van Stransky was there. First night somebody died. 
Why is no one talking to this little died. psychopath? He died, and all they could find around the body were locusts and crickets. <laughs> <laughs> and car horns, somehow. Wonder Woman cast in CW Supergirl. Wonder Woman, Eric, and Supergirl. That doesn't make sense. Kind of. Well, I'm okay with it. Linda Carter, who played Wonder oh, Woman in 70s TV series, I, I set you up, has joined the cast of CW Supergirl as the president of the United States. Gonna... A, a woman is president, <laughs> Eric? What is going on here? What crazy you know, world that they live in. That was always the thing in, in the past. Whenever somebody would travel into the future, in any movie or TV show, it was either going to be a black or a white uh, white woman president. Yes. And that was like, everybody went nuts. The world's gone crazy, turned upside oh, yeah. down. Oh, my God. What is going on? A woman president? Ah! They're too emotional. Yes, Eric. It's just like, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, then you go back in time. Uh, no, that's the other thing. Then they start yelling, what is this horseless chariot attacking me? How do you get these small people in this box? How are these small people in the box entertaining us? Who are these people? Jerry Seinfeld, Eric? get out of here. Linda Carter will make her debut as the president in Supergirl Season 2's third episode and will reprise the role throughout the season. Cool. That's the story. Supergirl Season 2 premieres October 10th on the CW. I like that sort of story. In and out. In and, and out. I actually like, might watch Honeymoon. Supergirl now that it's on the CW, and I know there's going to be, like, you know, mixing it between the worlds, whatever they're going to do, that crisis in December. Yep. They're, uh, and actually, I took that out of the news. Uh, Grant Gustin actually uh, tweeted, I guess this week, said that Flashpoint's on. Yeah, I saw it's that. On I didn't add that. That was when I was still getting angry at just having news about TV. <laughs> Justice League logo revealed and villain confirmed. Also a synopsis. They they have a whole synopsis, but they have this headline just wants to tell you about the logo and the villain. And I hate the logo. The official synopsis. The logo. How's that star doing there? The official synopsis the fuck is seems that star doing because there? there are there are stars that guide us on our way. Oh, is that what? Yes, there are stars. Ben Affleck. That guy's a fucking star. International. That's what you get. You get that. Jason Momoa, you pull your pants down right now for the guy. I want to star so hard. The official synopsis seems to pick to up right where Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice left off. Would. Batman and Wonder Woman, you shut your mouth. <laughs> Assembling a Superman less league to stave off an alien threat. Wait, what happened to Superman? Shut up. What, what Spoiler happened? warning. I still haven't seen it. Here's the full text. I was finding Dory, Jim. It's good. <laughs> Got me all choked up. Fueled by his restored faith in humanity, inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newly newfound ally, Diana Prince, to enter an even greater, to face an even greater enemy. Jeez, I'm trying to even go slow when I can't. Together, Batman and Wonder Woman work quickly to find and recruit a team of metahumans to stand against this newly awakened threat. But despite the formation of this unprecedented League of Heroes, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and the Flash, and may already be too late to save the planet from an assault of catastrophic proportions. Okay. As for which threat the League is uniting against, that has also been revealed. According to CBR, the Justice League will indeed be fighting one of the villainous new gods. It's not Orion, Eric. Good. And it's not Darkseid. It looks like it will be Steppenwolf. Oh, he, Steppenwolf is a stepping stone. In. I'd love if Steppenwolf came in and they had Magic Carpet Ride playing. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot of fun. You it's don't it's actually the band Steppenwolf they're fighting. Created by Jack Kirby, Steppenwolf... They wanted a reunion. They're like, we're not having that. <laughs> Darkseid's general and often leads his advanced invasion forces. 
Steppenwolf appeared briefly in the deleted scene from Batman v Superman, though his identity was not confirmed at the time. True. The use of Steppenwolf, along with the idea of Superman as a villain in the nightmare sequence of BVS, suggests that Justice League may take some cues from Earth 2, in which Steppenwolf invades Earth ahead of Darkseid's arrival, and the dead Superman is resurrected to serve Darkseid. Justice League is scheduled to hit theaters November 17th, 2017. Good. You excited? Yeah. I, I, I think that that uh, BVS... Anybody say no, that? I've not. I've never heard until you. And man, you see that BBS? I think they're talking about underwear. <laughs> the BBS. Yeah, it's like, it's like, hey, I see your fucking, you know. <laughs> I don't know BBS. Uh, I was, I was thinking of something that I used to yell at my kids that I can't remember. Shut oh, the hell up! No, wow. just leave me alone. You're not my. <laughs> November seventeenth, Eric. You, you have that marked November down. November seventeenth. I think that uh, a lot of people have seen BBS. I think it kind of, you know. I don't know. People aren't that excited. Well, the thing anymore. is, I, I watched the movie. I was, you know, I, I enjoyed it enough. It's just been so long now. I need to be hyped back up. So when I get Wonder yeah. Woman, Aquaman, maybe I'll get back on the hype train for Justice League. You think you will? Maybe. I see your epidermis. <laughs> my epidermis is showing. That's what I, that's my epidermis. I, <laughs> I used to yell that a lot. That was the best. I, I'm telling you, the best thing was when uh, it was like this, this December 28th, and you're leaving. So hey, see you next year. Yep. And I'm like, what? What are you moving? No, you're an idiot. You're a child. <laughs> All right, we're done with this news. Done business. with it. Let's let's get on with the mail, Eric. Can you get on with this mail? And... Everything's good. It, it, I hope that you recorded a books one. No, I didn't. Now, and it's all the same. Yeah. It's all the same. Here's the mail. And if you want to mail in to us and listen to us read your mail, listen to me botch it continuously, uh, write in the email is weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. I was drinking. How did he fuck up the mail? It's been a while <laughs> since we, we've even said it. I always forget to say it. Did you say the episode number at the beginning I of did. the podcast? What is it? Is it 77? Yeah. Paul Coffey. 77. Paul Ray Coffey. Bork, baby. Ray Bork. I, I think I forgot to say it last Bork, Bork, Bork. I am not good at the intros. I don't like that. I like that's when I hear you. That is another trigger of yeah. mine. I hear you. I kind of get in the mood. I get going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my I voice bed gets down. you in the mood. All right. Yep. I bed down my wife then. The first mail is from Mike. And Mike is a long time, not short time, first time. I guess it would be. What's up, Mike? Mike says, Jim, Eric, Reggie, what's up? Long story short, big DC fan for years, but it took me this long to realize listening to other people talk about the comics and characters I love might actually interest me. So after waiting through podcasts and finding nothing but hosts that got on my nerves and sounded like people I'd avoid in real life. It's funny, you put IRL, and I didn't know what that meant. I have to look it up. <laughs> I have to look it up. I stumbled upon your podcast, and you guys are fantastic. Really? Great show, good comments and reviews, and just plain fucking fun. Nice. Funnier. Funny, ha I'll be listening every week. Yeah. What am I here to I'm fucking, what am I, clown? <laughs> Keep it up. Am I here for your amusement, huh? Hey, he says, P.S. Jim, has anyone ever told you you sound like a young, angry, just waiting for life to end Stan Lee? Take it as a compliment. Later, guys. Mike from New Jersey. People just love it. Craig at first was like, that was all he fucking ripped me apart about my voice. I love now I'm fucking Excelsior. That's funny, too, but because I, re I read this mail earlier. And I'm like, I just don't hear it. Then I started watching some Marvel movies. And like, it's for the cameo. I'm like, nope, I don't hear it. Hello, true believers. 
Is that what else yes, he says? When I saw Stan Lee, I, I said they really – he is a guy who is – he's a smart fellow, right? He, he knows the game. Sure. And we were, I don't know him personally. We were at, well, we were at Wizard World. And where you're walking around, they have everybody there, and they're in their little booths that you can go up and get something signed or whatever. Um, you most saw of guys, Stanley, I got Frankie Muniz. Well, most of, <laughs> here's the thing. The, when I went, I don't know if this is standard for Stan Lee or whatever, they actually had almost like the either the desk he was at or whatever it would be called was raised, so you could not get a picture of him just walking. I have heard All that. All you saw was the top of his fucking head. That's, That's not smart. normal. Yeah. I'm walking around. Dean Kane is fucking chasing people, begging them to come and talk. He's talking to some lady who was fucking at a, a kid in a, a stroller, and he's fucking, you know, kissing the kid and handing out lollipops. Oh, my God. I can't believe this is mine as well. What's the that? Kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, God. Uh, and then the lady's like, who the hell are you? Uh, I'm Dean Kane. Boy, you went downhill, buddy. And then I saw Lou Ferrigno fucking screaming and yelling at people. He was pissed off. I saw that, got too. Me. Yeah. That guy's not nice. No. It may, I, I don't know. I was going to make fun he's of He's very here. briefly related, like kind of, it's a strange way he's related to one of my best friends. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Everybody's related. Yeah. Right? Next mail, Dan. Dan says, and, and thanks, Thank you, Michael. Mike. Michael. Eventually, eventually uh, Mike will mind. get pissed off at us and bail. Probably. Like everyone else. They all leave us. Dan, Dan says, hey, Dan Strand. Dan. Dan says, hey, Jim, Reggie, Eric, and Chris. Now that the series is over, I wanted to talk about Poison Ivy's cycle of life and death. Right. The reason why I want to talk about this is that I think it exemplifies the fact that DC is taking the wrong lessons from the Harley Quinn comic. Harley Quinn is a character that has been popular since her appearance in Batman in the Animated Series. This isn't so surprising considering she is so goofy, fun, sexy, sure and her voice actress gave her a signature sound that resonated with viewers, kind of like Betty Boop. Fast forward a bit, and Harley has become something of a tragic character, one that has fallen in love with someone who takes advantage of her and wouldn't hesitate to sacrifice her uh, for his own selfish interests. That's true. They gave Harley such incredible depth. Fast forward again to the middle of the New 52. Amanda Conner and Jimmy Palmiotti came in and are given free reign with this character. And why? I would argue that these two had a very clear vision for what this character book character's book would be. Admittedly, the story wouldn't be for everyone, but many people would flock to this, and people and do. do. They, they, uh, character, and there was clear vision as to what they wanted to do with this book. They wanted her to grow into a strong character who was more relatable. Thus, she may continue to cause mayhem, but she is ultimately a hero now, and she has made incredible steps to get away from the Joker's hold over her. That is an inspiring story. And I, I do think that uh, Pamiani and Connor did a really good job, and obviously... It sells. sells so lot. it is resonating with a lot of people. People are really enjoying it. Uh, whether you, you are you get past, of, like, the Dark Knight, Batman, and Justice League, it's like all Harley. Like Harley's fucking spinoff books, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether you are a fan of Harley Quinn or not, it's easy to understand why people like this book. Sure, the art is fairly good, and the characters are artistically presented, surely. Uh, the way that they're presented surely gives lots of eye candy. If you're in that kind of I thing, am. but ultimately the book is full of fun and people like that. I, I actually think that one of the main reasons is because it is fun and it's something that you do not have to care too much about. No. It, you're, you, they're not changing the world here. They're just going to have some fart. Jo- Everybody really, if anything shows that people like fart jokes and sh- it's this podcast, Dick and fart who jokes. the hell would ever think to listen to this? Bunch of fucking morons cursing. That's all we are. No, this issue of Harley, spot on. Loved it. And I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that series, but I really like this issue. 
Here, but I, I think also, Dan, it doesn't say specifically, but it's true that if you do like it, you're always going to like yeah. it. You know, if it, if it hits that thing in you, you're, you're going to be in. You're a fan for life. Like me, a fan of yours. Thank man. you. This brings us to Poison Ivy. This series really attempted to gain the same kind of popularity that Harley Quinn did, and it's very obvious. Now, I will say right away before I haven't read this full thing, but I will say one thing that I think that um, they tried to grab what Harley was doing and then tried to twist it around to something else and got lost along the way. Yeah. That book was a wreck. Uh, so obvious, in fact, that the series decides to copy exactly what happened in the Harley book. Ivy now is attempting to have more civilian life, and she starts by getting a new job in a previously run-down apartment, which she fixes up to be a pretty sweet pad. Ivy has her own goals, but is ultimately drawn in a new conflict due to unforeseen circumstances. While there, Ivy meets a new man who just so happens to fit a very specific criteria for a possible romantic interest. Then Ivy creates a new group, quite literally creates it, filled with individuals who are pretty much many versions of herself, like the Gang of Harleys. Place Ivy's name with Harley in that paragraph, and you have some of the major plot points to the Harley Quinn comic. Now, before we go on, I will say uh, as well that Poison Ivy comic just did not have the charm. It it had no No, charm. No, it had. You're reading it, and there's... Like, when Harley would murder somebody... Hilarious. They did it in a hilarious way that you're like, oh, yeah, I get... But it's so done in a Harley universe that it doesn't matter. When Ivy gets upset because she thinks a guy or a lady we still don't know is abusing a dog, yeah. then I think it was a lady. And uh, she just goes and murders and and there's no payoff to it. It's not a, it, it just was not good. Whether it's the basic setting, the romantic interest, Mason for Harley, or the team, Harley's gang of Harleys, the similarities are too prominent to ignore. Book is clearly trying to appeal to the exact same audience. It's not a coincidence that Ivy loses more and more clothing with each issue cover. <laughs> DC has seen the success of Harley Quinn, and what they've taken away from it is that people want to read about a former female villain making it on her own. Sure, there are some people that want uh, that, but ultimately that's not what made Harley Quinn so popular. Harley Quinn has a, was a character with a lot of depth. Ivy, while making or having her character deepen over the years, doesn't have that kind of depth. Harley Quinn has a huge following, even among non-comic reading fans. Ivy sure. has some, but not nearly as much. The Harley Quinn comic had a team that had a clear vision of what they wanted the character to be. Poison Ivy book had a team that wanted to make a new Harley book. I, I, I really don't know that they even knew what I'm they wanted. I'm telling you, to do. I don't know if Jim is going to edit it out or not, but once we get to the Harley book, Jim goes on and on about it. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm not going to edit that. Okay. And well, no, I got pretty nasty. Yeah. Didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> later on, uh, I will tell you just so I don't edit it out. I got in a fight with that Poison Ivy League. On uh, Twitter this week, it's just weird. That book to me, the the uh, Poison Ivy book, it just it didn't know what it wanted to be. It, it wasn't jokey. It wanted to be serious, but it wasn't. It was a wreck. People and these people with their oh, you know, uh, it, it, these guys like Harley and not Poison Ivy. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. I even said to the Poison Ivy League, that's basically that's what she said. She made fun of me and wanted to badmouth Harley and say, oh. It, it's funny that Weird Science loves Harley but has to ridicule poison, uh, the Poison Ivy book. And I wrote back, what's so funny about that? I want to in on the joke. I like laughing. What's so funny about that? I like that? having a good time like when I read a saying, book. You like Batman and you don't like Superman? Yeah, you know what? Everybody has their own opinion. And, and the problem is I don't go on her fucking page and write, hey there, Poison Ivy League. You're morons for liking Poison Ivy. No, if they like it, fine. Good. Yeah, have fun. I'm getting angry again. There we go. 
The lesson to learn is that having someone who has a clear and original ver- vision of a comic will make a good comic. Trying over and over to make the same exact thing with slight variations isn't a good plan, and we've seen it twice now. But, hey, that's just one guy's opinion. Love the podcast, guys. I, I found myself really looking forward to Sunday nights, uh, and not just for Preacher. Ah. Preacher. But, yeah, I just I, – I, this is turning into me being angry at this Poison Ivy League again. I remember at one point we were like, we don't want to upset them. And I'm like, hey, we upset them. <laughs> <laughs> they go around and try trouble. And the the girl, she, she writes to me, Bad Mouse Harley doesn't realize that she fucking tags Jimmy Palmiotti. Jimmy Palmiotti steps in. She wants everything to disappear. I don't want any trouble. You'll hear about it later. Yeah. It's going to be repeat later. Uh, i got to keep myself from getting angry now. It's fucking ridiculous. I, I hate these people. Who are these people? I hate these people. Get on this fucking Twitter. Yeah, settle me down. These people, they get on, they, they make these recordings about the mail, and then yow at the end. Who yows at the end? Who do they think they are? Fucking, what's his name from Creed? I don't know what his name is. Scott Stamp? Sure. I think that's his, I think that's his name. Dustin is the next one. I just, I hate people who try to cause problems until the problem hits them. And I'm telling you, this has happened over and over again. I am not a genius. I'm no Alfred Einstein. Sure. No rocket surgeon. But I know how to deal with people without getting in trouble. So when these fucking assholes start confronting me with this stuff, I always can turn it around on them. And it just shows that they're morons. If I can turn it around on them, anybody can. Really. Next thing you know, they're fucking sending me fucking cakes, pies. Scott Stapp. Stap, it's not stamp. I was close though, wasn't I? Yeah, you were. Yeah. Dustin. Dustin hasn't sent me a pie yet because we haven't fought. Because I like Dustin. I want some pie. I would too. What's your favorite type of pie? Fuck you. Um, coconut cream. I was going to say, what what kind of pie is fuck you? Coconut coconut cream. Pie is very important to me, and I just threw that out there because I didn't want to think about it too long, but I really enjoy it. Coconut cream. Not just like an apple. I like an apple Apple as well. pie. Do you like a watermelon pie? I don't think I've ever had a watermelon pie. How about grape pie? I don't think I've ever had a grape pie. So funny. As a kid, I always wondered, like, why don't they have grape pie? And then I realized, what the fuck would it be? (laughs) Be like pouring a glass of water into a fucking into a fucking pie crust. My favorite pie is chicken pot pie. Nice chicken pot. You want a little outside the box there? I like it. Dustin says, greeting. I, uh, you know what I was going to make the other day? And this is kind of a local thing. I was going to make a cream chip, uh, cream dried beef pie. Okay. I think that would be cool. I think it would too. I think it would be awesome. Dustin says, greetings, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest. I'm sorry that it took me a while to respond, but I want you to know that I was a big fan of the New 52, at least in the beginning. I admit that when I first heard about it, I could not believe that DC was going to have another reset. I did, however, look forward to jumping on some of the books that I really had little prior knowledge of. I had tried to pick up Green Arrow books just prior to the New 52 and had no idea who the characters were. You know what? I don't think Ben Percy did either. Yo! How they related to each other, or really what the heck was going on. Are you trying to figure out that the fries right no, now? No, no, no. I was, okay. I was thinking that, did he say the Green Arrow books before the New 52? Just prior, oh, prior to the New 52. Oh, yeah, he did. I thought he was saying, like, prior to reading. Right, right. I think he might have meant that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I didn't read it before the New 52. What was the Green Arrow book like then? Do you even remember? No, I wasn't reading it before the New 52. So it wasn't Ben Percy. My joke fell flat, Eric. Wah, wah. Fell flat. Where's the soundboard? <laughs> I'm just doing my own. The price is wrong. 
I like the diversity of the original lineup. I really liked the new Superman for a while. I thought that the early creative teams did a good job reminding us that alien plus godlike power equals scary, plus genes. In some ways, the new Superman reminded me a lot of the pre-New 52 Superboy, and what eventually started to grind my gears is that this Superman never really seemed to grow up. That's the story I wanted to see. Oh, here we go. You want to hear what Bookie loved? I love Resurrection Man. <laughs> I think we've now met every Resurrection fan fan. Or man fan. I can't man fan. It's you. I am a man fan. I was sad to see it only get 12 issues. I, felt, I thought that that was like originally just going to be that, but maybe that's not the case. It's weird. I didn't know that. Was Resurrection Man officially a New 52 yes. book? Was it? It's just we were we didn't even have the site until after that, right? We were just while well, we were twelve issues almost from that. So oh, I'm I never, we started right. at like issue twenty three. Yeah, yeah. So I I never touched Resurrection Man. I did. read a couple of Voodoo though. I felt that Green Touched Lantern and Justice League Dark were plagued with too many events. I was very happy overall with the New Fifty Two until the end of Trinity War. We had this great buildup, and the conclusion felt like a kick to the junk. Sure I could not wait to find out what was in the box. It was like What's a 70s game, show. It was a 70s game show fused with three Justice Leagues engaged in an all-out brawl. Finally, I thought the magic characters are going to have some time to shine when the dark juju in this box finally comes to light. I felt completely ripped off and let down when the freaking crime syndicate jumped out. Frankly, I am surprised more people were not pissed off by this. Were you pissed off? With at? that being the conclusion where the Pandora box opened a portal to Earth 3, I was, but I do like seeing the crime syndicate. But with the, with the dark characters, though, all of that turned into nonsense with them and ruined that book. It made no sense to me at all. I am still pissed off about it. Like, I like the crime syndicate. I like Forever Evil. I just really hated Trinity War, and I can't help but think that there was another story there, something that got scrapped. And that is actually around that time of Abandon that. Uh, all hope. Abandon all hope. That was supposed to be another crossover big story that they scrapped uh, for Trinity War. So, yeah, I think that you're not just making that up in your head. There was supposed to be something that was supposed to really tie into the dark characters. Uh, Dan DeVito yep. told us that himself. I still want that story. Killing off Pandora didn't fix it. Enough of that. Gentlemen, I have a real problem with the new Rebirth books. Yeah. I'm trying to narrow down the number of titles I'm going to follow to about four. Sure. Problem, that's, that's a low number. The problem is every damn Rebirth issue I read just gets better and better. <laughs> At this rate, I don't know what I'm going to do, except for maybe brown bag it to work so I can squeeze in another title or so. So he would say six, maybe. Green Arrow number one is my favorite of the new books thus far. I'm digging the Shinola out of Otto Schmidt's art, which I'll tell you right now, our buddy that we mentioned earlier, Juan Ferrer, is going to take yes. over. Uh, which we like Ron Ferrer's art, but so if but if you're a big Otto Schmidt fan, that is changing soon. But I'm really hoping that the stars align. He ends up remaining the regular artist <laughs> on this book. I don't bad freaking he's bad mouth and Juan Ferrer. He doesn't know it's Juan. I don't Ferrer. think he's bad mouth and Juan. I, I think he's just boosting freaking Otto. No, it, it's all misery. <laughs> I do have a question though. Where the hell did all the thought bubbles go? And can we please get them back? When Emma, he's right. I, after he said this, he's right. And I do want to point out another thing that we really missed on a podcast. It, it could be even a correction. But when Emiko shows up in the issue, she is clearly hiding to get the drop on the bad guys. At the same time, she's monologuing. I understand that the dialogue at the beginning of the issue is a little forced because we're giving a sense of these characters to yeah. new readers. But the juxtaposition between the dialogue and the art th uh, threw me right out of the book for a moment, but only for a moment. The issue overall was an incredible fun ride, incredibly fun ride. Yes, it seems that the story is headed for a place where Ollie is going to lose his money, at least for a while. Seems like a little better way than I thought. I actually thought he was just going to give it up. Who's going to give up those Not riches me. there? 
Yeah, I'm not money, Jim. But I will be damned if I don't want to take that trip away. I love the new Titans book, but I can't understand why both Jim and Eric are signing off on Arsenal's new look. I, I, did we sign off? We made jokes about it. That's what I don't know. It's funny because I think he says Arsenal looks like Mike the Situation <laughs> Sorrentino from the, new, uh, from the Jersey Shore right after a spin class. I love the look of the rest of the book, but Arsenal needs to return Speed Demons, the Marvel Speedsters, glasses to him. So I, I think that he, the way he wrote it got a little weird. I, I thought I put in my did. review that like uh, I liked all the new looks except for Arsenal. Yeah, I I think that he's mistaken both of us for me because I thought it was funny. <laughs> and you know what? You say that he looks like the situation. I like it even more. I think it's even more funny. I like it. He says, help. I have some tough choices to make. I would really love to get all of your perspectives as far as figuring out how I should prioritize my books. Which books do I keep? Which do I drop? Uh. It ends now. Here's the thing. It's um, it's weird. Obviously, he likes uh, Green Arrow. You, you, that's a staple right there because you like it from before New So since yeah. you like it, so if we have to pick three to five more, because he said he could brown bag it, I would probably right now I would stick with a Batman. Yeah. It's weird though. You say this, you gotta you gotta hold tight because there's a lot more books coming out. You have Justice League coming True. out, and I know Brian Hitch is writing it, but it's still, that's a huge book, and that's a, little Eric Shea would grab that book Constantly. if he gets all his heroes in it. But that's why. So if you, like, say you you can't decide uh, Batman, Superman, whatever, you might want to wait for the Justice League. Uh, the Titans book, I don't know. I'm not that interested. I am. In I'm glad that you're doing it. I'm not. I, it seems to me that that is going to be the book that's just going to keep on fucking talking about the Rebirth stuff. I don't need that. I want fun stories. I don't need shit from I that. I trust Dan Abbott. Uh, you, it to us. I give you that. I don't know. I trust Dan Once we hear about Aquaman later. Uh, Aquaman, I did like. I liked a lot. We'll talk about it later. I like, but I can't say that I would tell him that that's a book that he should no, grab no, 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 no. when he went. Dustin only has a couple books he's going to grab. So you you would almost think that you would grab Batman, well, Superman, Green yeah. Arrow. Here's the thing. You're going to have to grab the stuff like uh, I like Wonder Woman yes. more than you. And if, if he reads it and really likes it, um, you would think that you'd want to grab a Green Lantern book. And if, if it was me, I'd probably grab the Green Lantern core because you well. get how, even though we haven't read it yet. But it's still that's the classic one. Um, and those two right now, Justice see what we're League, getting like from it, the Green Lanterns, I would just say wait on for Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern. That's, well, I'm saying I think that the way to do this is to just right now, it's tough to get all the ones. And then you got to do a start working a lot of weekends, so you go and spend a hundred yeah, bucks at a shot at a combo shop like next I month you're gonna get, Next month, you're going to get Titans. You're, or not, I mean, uh, Nightwing. Right. You're going to get Justice League. You're going to get the Batgirl books. You're going to get all this stuff and you get the new Superman. Who knows? These things you might even get like the uh, Superwoman book with Lois. Might my kick ass. Super Sons when that comes up. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is, is as you're waiting, these other books are going on. Maybe what you have to do is get every number one, decide what books you want after that, and then get the trades of the <laughs> ones that you decide then. It's a weird deal. This is why I wish that DC had dropped all the books in one well, or two I'm just going to go and say you should get Green Arrow, Superman, Batman, and Titans. That's my yeah. pick. Yeah, but like I said, then then you're negating almost half of the books right yes, off I the bat without ever, without ever reading them. You know, you're just, you have now picked He'll listen to the podcast. He'll hear about it. But you know what I'm yeah. saying. There, there are books that are going to be coming out into October 
that you may like then. And maybe by then you'll go with the, hey, you know what? Green Arrow wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I'll drop that and add something else. And then else. Ben Percy, hey. who's writing Green Arrow, he's got Teen Titans coming out. He has Teen Titans. I'm, I'm I said, excited we're about not that. Even half the, we do not have half the books. We only have so far probably, what, like eight books so if far? That. Yeah. And, and there's almost 40-some. It's crazy. 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 What about birds? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, we could sit here and you'll think of each the cyborg. Cyborg's going to change up. That's coming oh, back. You have a, a new lot. Deathstroke. You have, like you said, Titans, Teen Titans. Red Hood and the Outlaws. Red Hood and the Outlaws. I'm telling you. That's not, but that's, it's Scott Liddell. It's not going to change. But it is a fun team. I don't know. I don't know what to do, Dustin. I don't know what to do. You're talking to guys who have to get every goddamn book there is. That's one thing. I, I like the fact that we forced ourselves into that because it then doesn't even become yeah. an option. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, we got to get them. Here we go. Fuck, I got to read Harley? Shit. That's, that's tough, though. I, I would just say right now, because of what's out, I would go with what you said, Eric. But I don't even When does Titans number one Are come out? Two weeks? got to be week. No, I don't. Well, it may. It may. Also, I don't know if he wants to... Get a schedule out, almost like yeah. how we review it, so that doesn't have four books that all come out in one day and then has nothing else to do. Though they do come out every other week, so it, it, that helps out. But uh, yeah, Darren, uh, Darren goes on. D Ron says, "Hey, Jim, I've been thinking about what you guys said a while back when I wrote in last about Jeff Johns being involved in the DC movies. While it's true that DC's move, DC movies need uh, some help, I'm honestly more concerned for the comic side of the house. For all I care." DC could put out great animated films and good comics and shit live action films. I'm sure I just ruffled somebody's feathers no, saying that, but it's a sacrifice I'd be willing to make because, let's face it, Marvel got the movie shit in the bag. In the bag, Eric. Before I get too far off track, here's my concern. I'm worried that now since Jeff Johns is devoting more time to the DC films, that the comics will suffer. This is where the responsibility would seem to fall squarely on the shoulders of the creative teams and the editorial staff. Editorial needs to hold the creative teams accountable in regards to artwork, consistency, scripts, and maybe even continuity issues. I, I don't know that they have that. Like, I always heard of the guy who was like a Star Wars continuity right. expert. This guy would just be sitting around, big fat guy probably in his basement, fucking playing World of Warcraft. He gets the call. Oh, what do you want? Hey, you know, uh, if Anakin went to this planet when he was 12, where, where would he go? <laughs> Boom. And then shift in a bucket. But yeah, I, it wow. seems like DC does not have that sort of guy. They need that guy. They need Eric <laughs> <Yeah>, Shut up. <laughs> It'd be funny. They call you up. <laughs> yeah, you're in the basement. No, they call it. Ring. Dring, dring. You, you just be st st I'm not answering I'm not, that no. shit. You got other I don't have a phone. You're there with your, your leg up smoking like a badass. So fuck that. Yeah, that's the thing. They didn't ask you. You don't have a phone. Yeah, I can't call you. After listening to you guys go off since episode one, it is apparent to me this is why some people bitched as well as I did about books like Batman and Robin Eternal. We've all heard you guys go off on Midnight or Green Arrow and Dr. Fader on the show during the New 52 era. What I'm trying to say is that I hope DC has someone there to keep the DC comic ship on course. I think he's saying what I said. He need, they need Eric Shea. Sure Get your phone. With Jeff Johns being gone, being a movie-making guy, I'm worried that people relax or chillax. And this whole rebirth thing will go to shit in three to six months' time. I hope I am wrong. I'm going to go in my storage uh, compartment here and pull out my old Garfield phone. 
Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Eat a little lasagna. As to the last couple of issues of Green Lanterns, I wish I could get my money back. Whew, I'm so bummed about this book, and everything feels so forced. It's true, but I... It's weird. Um, a lot. All these issues are forced. These, these first couple issues, they are still trying to get the people up to speed, so a lot of these are forced. It's just a matter of how forced and how legitimately out in the open the forcing is we're talking about flash later boy i have not read a more forced issue than that one really except maybe the cyborg <laughs> but that's not a rebirth issue but boy that cyborg later jesus christ i wish i could force that out of my fucking mind in my opinion sam humphrey seems to be pulling whatever bullshit rabbit out of his hat all the while giving me that stupid smile on his face the book comes up i i do not know Neither sam humphreys he's a marvel guy um People hate his yeah, guts. Yeah, I keep saying Holy that. Shit, they hate him. I, I have never seen anybody. I know that people hate like a damn. I wonder what's trending on Twitter right now. Hashtag I hate Sam Humphreys. That's a weird. I've been hashtag. doing some research on these Marvel fellas, and like a Mark Wade. I always heard like Mark Wade to me for a long time seemed to me like he was like the golden. T- like you know what I mean? Now I realize everybody hates his fucking guts too. They think he's a great writer, but. I see that like a Sam Humphreys, Jesus Christ, all I hear, that pot-smoking son of a bitch, I hear this crazy shit, I look at him, looks like a nice guy, he's just hanging out. Yeah, he ain't hurting nobody. He ain't hurting nobody, Eric gets the munchies now and again, I don't know what he does, that's alleged, alleged pot Okay. The book comes out twice, <laughs> the book comes out twice a month, you don't need to cram 100 pounds of shit in a 5 pound bag each issue. I don't understand this whole emerald sight thing. What is this Nostradamus meets Leo and the Sword of Omens giving Baz sight beyond sight? It's utter nonsense. And I said halfway through that issue, I was loving it. And then Hell's that hell fucking out went up. We got the Emerald Sight. No, I out. fucking bailed. Yeah, I was Beach out. I hope that Walmart. it itself. Yeah, it was weird. It, it really seemed like they did, or Sam did, tried to just well, jam a bunch of shit. Well, I remember the last time shit. we talked about Green Lanterns, I just, at the end, I'm like, here's the stuff of lists I have of things thrown in this issue. Argus, Helltower, yeah. Rage Seed, yeah. uh, Emerald Sight. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wish that in litigation proceedings that I could sue for time instead of money. Both of these issues took off 40 minutes of my life that I'll never get back, and I'm pissed off about it. it takes a while reading those comics, I do, <laughs> Uh, I actually, I'm the worst. I, I lose my place all the time. I have to go back. Actually, I will tell you, since I get the uh, print copies as well, I really like the digital. Like, I have the option of which to read. Barely ever read the, the that's print. That's because you don't like any lights on your house. Ah, well, that's also that I, that's one of the reasons. There's nothing better than a tablet with a backlit yeah. deal. You don't miss anything. I can read. I'm not squinting. I don't got fucking Ben Franklin fucking bifocals going, eh, what'd you say? I got a big fucking horn out my goddamn ear. What are you saying there, Sonny? And with my sight, too, I actually like it because I can magnify it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have horrible sight. I, I magnify I, I it enough. I missed the end I, at the end of Cyborg and complained yeah, about it. Well, here's the weird thing. I read all the books digitally uh, today, again, for the podcast, there were a lot of books, it seemed, this week with a lot of weird panel layouts that I would end up going to the next page and realizing I missed half of a fucking page. It really happened. It happened a lot in Batman or uh, Detective right. Comics. I'll get on with that. I didn't like the panel layout in that. A little confusing. But, yeah, that oh, is... That part uh, with that the is Colonel demon. and freaking uh, Kate? 
Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. It didn't know where to follow it. And it, some of these, sometimes it is a matter of digital versus print that we had that issue. Which issue was it that you had where they had that whole section that really in print was only like two pages, but oh, digitally? Batman Beyond. And, Batman Beyond. Um, so I went to the print. It didn't make a difference. I had no idea what, where you were supposed to go with it. It seemed, everything seemed to just be thrown on that oh, page. Oh, like the review copy the kernel, of uh, Destiny. The colonel with his wee beady eyes. The review there. copy of Deathstroke was very odd this week too because the captions were very hard to read. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know where else I had that issue with? Oh, you know what? I'm saying this. It was in that Van Jensen, <laughs> <laughs> that cryptocracy. They had a weird panel uh, or a weird word bubbles for the the greys, the aliens, yeah, and I, took, I had a lot of trouble reading it. It was very good. He says, "Oh well, at least there's Detective Comics. It's currently my favorite book." Out of the Rebirth Bunch. He loves that, and it's weird because I never took him as a detective or a Batman. Though he did like it. He actually did like the detective a bit before, so that makes sense. Regards, D-Run. Next one, it's Dancing Mike. Hi, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and Chris, and hello, What's Mother. Up? What's up, Dancing Mike? Hello, Mother. Just writing to follow up my email from last week. I finally received Batman number one in the mail Wednesday, exactly one week <laughs> late. Yeah, last week, I don't I know if you heard, he's so upset about that DC uh, freaking subscription. I'm so ready for my subscription to be over. Since Batman comes up twice a month now, that should happen sooner. It's bad. It's been a bad week for me, so as of this writing, I haven't read this week's Wonder Woman or Detective. That sucks. Hey, well, I'm telling you, I, uh, I had a subscription to Uncanny X-Men as a kid in the 90s, yeah. and I'll never do it again. It's actually a subscription where you know, they sent it in the mailbox back the day type yeah, of shit. Yeah. Uh, I always thought that that would be I neat. always wanted it growing up, but I never had the cash. And then now as a teenager, and I'm like, all right, I have a job. I can finally afford this. Yeah, and I it. did it. Was it always and late? It was, you know, I didn't really mind the lateness at the time because I didn't drive, so I couldn't get to the comic yeah, shop. Yeah. The problem I had is there was an issue I was waiting on. I don't even remember what the issue number was. Oh, you, you didn't. Colossus died. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, I can't wait. They skipped that issue. I don't know why. You didn't never it. got it. That's weird. Somebody and I'm stole like, it. I'm done. The fucking hey, mailman stole my Colossus. It. Yeah, he knew it. He knew that that was going to be worth money later. That guy was Nostradamus. And then, and then Josh the Whedon brought site. him back with Astonishing X-Men. Yes, he did. I, I read did. that. That's one of the only things that I read uh, of Marvel. Uh, he says, uh, this writing hadn't read uh, Wonder Woman or Detective, but I'm looking forward to both of them, which I picked up at the Golden Age, 1942 in Merville. Mer- Merville. Oh, yeah, Merville. I, Merville. I was like, you know, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Did he go back in fucking time? What is he got a time traveler? Even I know. There's always even on that podcast. No, they, they, no, it's because we have to fucking yap between. Next thing I know, I read a sentence. I don't know what's going on. He's in the golden age of 1942 in Merville. What are these? What are these flying, you know, cylinders? <laughs> what do you call these? Ufos. Since this was my first week picking up my subscription there, I didn't know what to expect, so I was pleasantly surprised when they brought up both the regular and variant covers and let me choose. I was going to say, boy, you're getting to me like I'm going to be fucking pissed, but they let him right. choose uh, which one he wanted. That's awesome. And I didn't try to, they didn't try to force me into buying anything else. <laughs> so unlike Seriously. our store. I'm there for fucking grace, and the guy brings out Rocket Raccoon. Like I can't tell you how right? happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody likes that. I, I, I think I heard you talk. I heard me talk about it. I haven't said a fucking word while I was here. I even told my son to shut up. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how happy I am to finally have a local comic shop, especially one as nice and friendly as this one. I, I wish that we had one right in town. 
Are we dead? Uh, I'm not talking about your buddies. I'm not walking all the way over there. And plus, the guy was always late, never paid his fucking bills, never had anything. I wanted, like, a big-ass thing. I want like, Midtown Comics, right? Fucking in the middle of the You want me to buy that line of books and start my own comic shop? No, they already did the fucking place. Just now selling tuxedos. And other news. That's right. My shop. I made a date for my... I made a date with my wife for July 25th. We are going to dinner and a movie. The movie is Batman the Killing Joke. You, you sick bastard. That's a Mike. My wife doesn't know the plot or story of the Killing Joke as far as Thank I know. Since then, the only uh, comic she reads, Grundy is the homeroom teacher, not Solomon. So I'm sure she will be absolutely delighted by the movie. I'm hoping she doesn't see spoilers on the internet because I want to see her reaction to the story. Yes, I'm a twisted person. Well, I, you say that. I actually want to hear her reaction. Hey, I hope she doesn't. Weird science reaction with. line right there. But they, no, I yeah, I just want him to, to write and say, listen, my wife saw it. I asked her what she thought, and she did this. She thought it was a rape. She didn't, whatever. I want to see somebody fucking, you know, not corrupted by Twitter. I want to hear what she says. And finally, I have a suggestion of something that I would like Reggie and Chris to discuss on their excellent Weird Comics History segment. Is it just me that gets angry when people like Reggie's and Chris's yes, segment? Yes, it's just you. Is it just yeah. me? I get fucking angry. I'll, I'm going to edit it this week so that it makes no fucking it's sense. Crazy, man. What do you think? Then you won't like it, will you there, Dancing <laughs> Mike? If it wouldn't drive them absolutely insane to dive into. I would like to hear a discussion and or explanation of the history and approximately blue bajillion iterations of Supergirl in the comics. I know that she has been changed time and time again throughout her history, and I think if someone could make some sense of it for me, it would be Reggie and Chris. Just to suggest, and, and also it'll sound like they're coming off the fucking streets of Brooklyn. <laughs> streets of Brooklyn. If they feel like it, because it's definitely a weird history. Until next time, you've grown, so grown, now I must say more than ever, things around here change. That's what he says. And I do want to mention... Me and Reggie hinted at before. I believe starting next week, the Weird Comics History will be its own podcast yeah. segment. It's not going to be on our thing. We're going to put it up. I believe I would. It will be going up on Sunday mornings. I got. I got to figure that out. But yeah, just like our uh, Books of the Week type deal, it's going to be its own little podcast that you can listen to, and then you can talk to them. I don't want to hear oh, it geez. anymore. Get so fucking angry. Why? Because I, I like all the praise for me and you. Not not anybody else. They don't. Do, well, I guess. They do. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is not proper. I don't. I don't call you and tell you that I like fucking McDonald's because you're a Burger King fan, Eric. I don't go. You that never way. are contrary to something I like just to fucking piss me off. No, everything you like, I love a hundred percent, and I stand by you, just like Loretta Lynn stands by her man <laughs> every single time. Never in this podcast have I ever argued with you about Oliver's friend or why the fuck the change of the clothes in goddamn Grace and of Autonets. I stood by you. I said last week, two weeks ago, you loved Action Comics. I said, you know what, Eric? So do I. I. If you love it Some that much, history I'm going on right right now. With, I am right with you, Eric. I love it. A+. plus. Listen later. When you tell me... That you gave Wonder Woman a 9.8. I'm right with you. I give Wonder Woman a 9.8. 9.8, Eric. I agree with you. Manship says, hey, bros. First round of Rebirth books have made it into our eager hands, and son of a bitch DC actually stuck to their Rebirth solicit card schedule. The last new 52 books, or the the late new 52 books, do not count. 
talking to you, Justice League 52. I, I don't know what you consider 52 anymore. That thing got fucking twirled around more than fucking Sally at the fucking evening dance. Sally Star? I don't know. I'm trying to make up. I'm trying to make catchphrases up that they're going to catch yeah. on. Somebody, somebody at work this week go, man, that got twisted around more than Sally at the evening dance. Evening the dance. dance. You old fucking <laughs> man. Right. At the box social. At, 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 hold on. Let's all hope for a continuity. I'm making myself laugh. See, Eric, you laugh, I Good. laugh. I am right Good. with you. Let's all hope that the functionality lasts uh, the past next five years. Back to the present. What is your favorite new series out and favorite new single oh, issue? Fuck. Hands down, Detective Comics for me. I'll tell you right now, my rebirth, uh, Wonder Woman number one is my favorite. Oh, no. No, I am wrong. I agreed with you. That's the last Superman, Eric, was stupid. It was very good. That was my favorite one. I, Superman number one. I don't one. know. That, that was number one, right? Yeah, that was it number one. Um, I don't know. I think I, I still really like the Action Comics Rebirth issue. Uh, no, it's not no. even a Rebirth issue. It's 957. No, no. It was, uh, yeah. Uh, I, but I really did like that Superman number one. I like that Superman. Uh, my favorite series right now. It's weird. I almost have to say Green Arrow because it's uh, we had two and they were both very good. Uh, There a couple of these. Not that anything's been so up and down. It's not like a yo-yo down at the five and dime, (laughs) Eric. Boom! There's another one. My favorite series would have to be Superman right now. Yeah, I think my favorite is Green Arrow. Um, But I yo-yo at the five and dime. I'm just trying to sit here and think of other things. Down at the malt shop. When the people are talking at the mall shop, you know that shop. that's 10 cents to a dollar. How about that? I'm done with you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. He says that. Hands down, Detective Comics for me. Something about this series is just so much fun. Now, I will tell you, we're talking about it. I really do like Detective, and I really, really like what went on this issue, but I still thought that it was kind of treading some yeah. water. That's the only thing that I thought. I really want to get to them getting to it. Taking it to the streets, Eric. They're not, they're not ready to take it to the streets, Jim. Well, they will be now. Hopefully. We'll get to that. They better be. Batman's in big <laughs> trouble. Rebirth number one would be an easy favorite new issue. What the, the fuck is, is he that? Saying that? He's talking about the Rebirth special? That's not included. What Jesus are you Christ, Manship. Jesus. Manship. God damn it. Right off the rails. God damn you. You're like a fucking... Here we go. Think you're like a box truck heading to a, a party without the favors. <laughs> you're like a box <laughs> truck headed to a red state. Yeah, I'm gonna say you're like a plane loading up, ready to head to the ocean. Rebirth number one would be an easy favorite new issue, along with the Goldie killing issue, uh, Superman number one. I did like that, but Batman number one struck a chord with me. A lot of people, it's funny. A lot of people are getting a hold of me, and they're saying, you know, Jim, well, I'm here at the five and dime, taking a little uh, fucking egg milk. Uh, yeah, people are telling me that uh, Batman's the one that they're most disappointed with. And I think it's that everybody thought that Tom King would head on there and it's going to change drastically. I don't know where it would just be every issue is solid gold. Um, but, yeah, I, I hear a lot of people say that, that Batman is their biggest disappointment so far. Uh, I would guess also that it is more of a thing where, like, you have a green arrow that's just, like, really, I hate to say it. It was gorgeous. Sure was. It's great now. And because you're moving that up, but Batman's staying solid where it was, it kind of makes it seem like it's not, you know yeah. what I mean? It's coming off a little different in uh, 
relation to that. But stagecoach riding a fucking airplane to certain death, only to be saved last second by the Gotham Twins. I thought you were starting out another goddamn one of your slogans. Stagecoach, no, no. rah, rah, rah. That's like a stagecoach leaving at noon and not getting back to 11.59. Boom. No. no. So. <laughs> that's like digging for gold and coming up with silver. No, that's terrible. I don't even know what you're That doing. is bad. Man. You don't no. like that one? That's like eating a horse steer and ending up with a grilled cheese. Next one's Brandon. <laughs> Thanks, uh, I, I, I Hello, don't Brandon. have many. I, we don't plan these things ahead. I could have made all these sayings. <laughs> if only I knew I was going to be stupid saying man tonight. Brandon, yeah, Batman ship is that he loves Batman. He loves Batman. Thanks, Batman. For fucking all off the rails because of you. Where are your stories about your goddamn rollerblading? Those things are great. Sure Brandon don't. says. Sup, fellas? Sup. Welcome back, Eric. Maybe. Jim, check his finger. Uh, uh, do you ever have a cheese curl? Do you know no. what that is? I don't know if this is a common thing, cheese but my curl? kids yell and scream. Cheese curl. Cheese curl is when you shove your finger up some guy's ass and then make him smell. Oh, yeah. It, do you think that that's an actual thing, or did my kids make that up? Dirty Sanchez? No, they, no, that's kind of you're doing things down there. This is the finger, so the finger's kind of the cheese right. curl. And the cheese, I guess, from that. From the cheese? They just, yeah, for Munda, for Munda, my nuts. Hey, they, uh, they yell that all the time, yelling and screaming about cheese curl. I had one of those weeks that really makes me question living with women, women with any fashion. It just reminded me of something. I thought this what, was what part of Brandon's say? mail. No, no. He, oh, he said, Jim, check your oh. finger. And the finger thing, I was going to say, I can't check your finger. We don't have the video going. I had one of those weeks that really makes you question living with women in any fashion. First, my girlfriend managed to hit my car backing out of the driveway. <laughs> say it, her. What are you talking about? Did you hit her? (laughs) I'm waiting for all these. On Father's Day, no less, on her way to the grocery store, I get about 11 frantic texts in a row while I'm waking up saying, I scratched your car. I walk outside to check and find a dent the size of a human ass (laughs) and front fender. Oh, a scratch. So not really a scratch at all, much worse. For comparison's sake, it would be like me texting Jim saying, hey, I dug a hole in your backyard and you walk out and find a fucking working in ground pool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, down at the sippy hole. You know what we say at the sippy hole, Eric? Sippy hole? Ain't no party like a sippy hole party, because a sippy hole party never stops. Uh. Then on Wednesday, she was cold called and tricked into granting access on... Oh, this is ridiculous. He did tell me this earlier. Listen to this one. She gets a call. This fucking person from India on the thing claims to be Windows support. Okay. Who knows they change the they change the name every time he said I called back investigating. Yeah. So they they were Windows support, network support, whatever. Anyway, once in her she allowed access to her computer. So they anyway, once in her computer they get her, your IP address and have access to do whatever they want while you just watch. <laughs> Which fuck me, he's like he had a lot of porn on her? that computer. Yeah, really, I don't know. You say these passwords go about planting viruses in your computer on their victims while claiming to be cleaning them out. Oh, and of course they charge. This cost her three hundred dollars. Christ! I I I don't I don't know what to say. I was at I work while this man. was going on. And I'm telling, I don't know what I would have done to Tanya if I came home and she gave somebody from fucking that just happened to call Nigeria and fucking three hundred bucks. With all this, I get a phone call. She says, I think I did something stupid, and something doesn't seem right. 
She tells the story to me, and I never really get mad about anything, but here I was furious. I literally said, it's not a fucking Batman comic book. They don't just know you and call you if you have a virus on your computer, then offer to help you. He threw in the Batman nice. there. So after work, while well, she went to the bank to address it, her card. Yeah, plus she must have given him the credit card number. I got, I, I got to go to Best Buy and purchase a new modem and drop the computer off at Geek Squad for cleaning and checkup. Good thing that money tree in back is about to sprout Seriously. any day. I'm glad he, he planted that money tree. Does this not remind you of the girl at work? Who's oh, the fucking now husband uh, got it. He put his PlayStation on eBay, and in my mind, what it was is they offered, like, hey, and like this is like PlayStation three, for three hundred dollars, yeah, and it was like, yeah, like three hundred bucks, and this guy was even going to spend. He was going to actually pay them more, like six hundred. Like, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> so fuck your buy it now. I'm going to give you double. And they sent it. The guy never paid. They didn't ask for the money ahead of time. Then they tried to, like, force that. I and think they, they sent then him the money. Best was, no, no. Then the best was they said that's what happened. They're like, oh, we didn't pay yet because when it got to our country, it needs to be worth $600. So if you wire me $200 more, to, I'm telling you, to Nigeria, yeah. then we will give you all the money. But he did. He sent the money. They, they got 200 bucks and the PlayStation. And they, they were, and the girl was like, this is ridiculous. Hey, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, all right. So, long story short, I'm very defeated man this week. I've come to two conclusions. She's secretly trying to kill me, be a shock, or trying to see if she can give me a stroke at age 34. Pretty sure she wants that money tree in the backyard all for herself. Now, I do have a little story, but I gotta keep it quiet. My, uh, my wife got upset because she got the phone mm-hmm. bill. And she saw that I was talking to somebody from San Antonio, Texas, okay. and sent him a couple pictures on my phone, and then was mad and looked it up, and it was a uh, guy. It, it, it ended up being Paul. <laughs> it was Paul, but when she went on, the phone is under Paul's wife's name. So my wife thought I was cheating with Paul's Good wife. Times. So, Paul, you get, you get a look. How are you cheating that. in San Antonio? I don't know. It didn't make sense. These things don't make sense. I guess I was flying out, <laughs> flying, and Paul went to work. I flew in. Boom, boom, boom. Out I went. Yeah, he, and the pictures were, we were sending Dick each other pics, pictures. This is months ago, though. <laughs> no, we were sending pictures about fucking uh, Chris Makepeace and fucking Bill Murray. Speaking of meatballs earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. And yeah, Brandon goes on bat notes. Detective is just really an awesome comic. I don't really like the look of the Batmobile in the books lately, but do appreciate it stayed the same in both. I actually thought that I actually myself. thought it was crazy when I opened up Detective today and saw the freaking uh, the Batmobile from Batman. I'm like, didn't he ruin that? And this one, it looked yeah, like yeah. it got ruined again. Hey, it was funny. It seemed like he was heading that same goddamn bridge again, too. He loves that bridge. The whole bat head in the front of the car is just weird and lame looking to me. It flat out doesn't make much sense. That's pretty much the only nitpick I have on any oh, of the like Batmobiles so far. It's like Batman. the old, old Batmobile yeah, like, mixed with the yeah, animated yeah, yeah. series Batmobile in my mind. Yep. Uh, to me, even if they had, like, the old radio serial, yeah. if you actually could see it, I would imagine that would have been the Batman. I imagine, it, honestly, like. when I think of the radio serial, I think of the old black and white Batman and Robin movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Batman has all the money in the world again. Yeah, Batman has all the money in the world again. There's no reason for his car to look like shit, he says. Uh, speaking of which, I want to say what I was going to tell you before. I never did do that correction. We read that first right. Batman, and Batman number one, and at the end... First off, at the beginning, they called Clark, and then at the end, he thought it was Clark. Clark's yeah. dead. dead. We dead, never baby. even said that. We never said that. Why would Batman have called Clark, and why would he think that was Clark 
when the the plane got lifted up. He I, I says, know. Clark, we didn't even catch that, Eric. We're awful. I'm already liking these Superman books so much more than what's come before them the last few years. I do wish action would be less punchy-punchy and get some story going already, though. I read two issues of Superman punching his problems away in action and not doing it very well. This is the problem with Doomsday. He says nothing and just punches with no motivation. But Eric, he has a plan. Sure does. He strategizes. I do really enjoy the art more in action than Superman so far, though. Finally, goddammit, Flash, get your shit together. Seriously. That is all. Yeah, he he messaged me all week. He doesn't like Flash. And Brandon, Brandon's another guy who gets a lot of the books. Sometimes he gets them right. late. He's getting them from the service, and uh, they're half off or whatever. Uh, but he gets them late. So I get. it's funny. He tells me, like, later, and then I get angry again. Flash isn't bad. It's just not it's for not us. You good. said it. You say it later. It's just not for people who are up yeah. to date on the flat. It's really slow moving. Gets everybody He's else. I'm telling late. you. Anybody who hasn't read Flash, they probably love it. Yeah, I think they will. But yeah, people who have already been in, and even I'm telling you, people that, watching Jim. the show, even people watching the show know most of the stuff, and it just seems to kind of just it's it's grinding my gears a bit. But yeah, that's Brandon at Bmir three six six zero, and he's going to go on. He has a couple reviews. I think he said he has three mini reviews. Nice. He's going to do, and then we're going to be back with the books there. Hey, how we doing? Weird science. This is Brandon. I'm coming at you this week. Uh, we're going to do things a little different here. I'm going to give you three quick uh, Marvel mini-minutes. Uh, first issue we got on the board here is Gwenpool number three. It's written by Chris Hastings. Uh, we got art by Girahu. Um Quick summary of the issue here is, is Gwen basically spills the beans uh, about why she's here and what her her quote-unquote powers are to Betrock the Leaper uh, after he threatens to expose her to Modak. Um, after the after the reveal, they kind of uh, become pals, and he helps teach her how to shoot stuff better. Uh, Modak makes Gwen uh, tell him her social security number and bank account uh, when she doesn't give up the info right away and tries to stall. Uh, he refuses to pay her until she does so. Uh, this leads her on uh, quite a strange adventure with Doctor Strange, um, possibly at the expense um, of her identity to Modak. Um, so my overall suggestion for this issue is uh, obviously a buy. Gwenpool uh, is seriously one of my favorite comics going at Marvel right now. Uh, so you guys should give that one a shot. Uh, if you're looking for something kind of in the comedy alley. Uh, second issue we're going to talk about tonight is the Ultimates number eight. It's written by Al Ewing with art by Kenneth Rockefort. Uh, summary of this issue is basically, uh, it is a summary issue. Um, the first act is basically showing you how the team came together and, and how they were recruited uh, as a group. Um, act two is basically a lead up um, to the events of, of how Civil War II started um, for, for anybody that really didn't see the free comic book day issue. This is just kind of covering ground you've already um, you've already known. Um, for number three here, our third act, uh, we, we kind of get um, see how the government interprets the actions of the Ultimates as a team uh, throughout these different events of them gathering and and the events uh, leading up to Civil War, and then we kind of end the issue with a reflection uh, between Spectrum and, and Blue Marvel. 
they they have a moment together and possibly breakfast in the morning. Um, so we're gonna you know sum up this issue here as a buy, borrow, or forget it altogether. Uh, I'm gonna circle the borrow category on this one. Uh, it was really altogether just a summary issue. Uh, if it's not something you're um, hardcore collecting and you don't need the entire run, this is really a skippable issue. Um, final book we're going to get to is uh, Doctor Strange number nine. As we kind of come near the end of the second arc of the story uh, by Jason Aaron and Chris Bocciolo, uh, we see Doctor Strange continue to gather um, any magic artifacts he can kind of get his grubby little hands on um, since, since the uh, empirical have been taking all the magic out of the world. Um, he, he tries to, you know, get a hold of anybody he can that's still around that hasn't been taken by them. Um, and you see he does have a few tricks left up his sleeve. Um, you see the empirical kind of ransacking Dr. Strange's Sanctum Sanctorium. Uh, when they run into an evil hate pet Dr. Strange has been keeping in the basement, um, and, and they're having a hard time dealing with him. Um, and then the third act is we see Dr. Strange come back uh, to the Sanctum Satorum and, and bring the fight to the, the Lord Imperator, uh, who's the leader of the Empirical, um, after after he refuses to allow Wong to help him out any, uh, to keep him safe. Um, so, so that's how that issue kind of wrapped up. Uh, you know how I do again, buy, borrow, or forget it altogether, and Dr. Strange is always... Uh, solid buy, so I'd stay stick with that issue. Well, that's all I got for this week, guys. Uh, look for some Valiant stuff this weekend. Uh, and, of course, the new and um, exciting Marvel reviews coming on this, this Monday. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, we're going to go back to Jim, Reggie, and maybe Eric. Later. Hi. I've never met you before. I know. Just two guys and we're having a good time, having a good time, having a good time. Just two guys and we're having a good time, having a good time, having a We'll burn the roof off, this party's going off. You think that we're soft? You get tossed. Guy number one, I love to dance. Fancy feet moves, putting you in a trance. It's a friend thing. All right, it's time for the books. And you know what they say, Eric. Children are certain cares, but uncertain comforts. What? When cobwebs are plenty, kisses are scarce. What? He, he who would pun would pick a pocket, and a friend to all is a friend to none. What do you think of that? I don't think much of it. You know that garlic makes a man wink, drink, and stink. We all know I, that. I have the heard gist that. Just a lady's letters in her postscript. Jesus Christ. I'm just going down the list of ten old... This is actually a list, ten old sayings we need to bring back. I, I, I disagree. disagree. <laughs> you don't like that? How about this one? Gluttony kills more than the sword. I don't... What, what are you going to yell that at the... Who uses you're a there, sword? You're there at Burger King yelling that on Whopper Wednesday. Hey, gluttony kills more than the sword. Um, you have people just look at you and their fucking minds would yeah, blow up. gluttony kills more than the sword. Can I have two double whoppers with cheese, yes, please? I'll have a double whopper and, and can I supersize this? I don't give a fuck what that movie says. Cheese me. I need to supersize it. That was the worst. I like the super. So did I. Now I have to buy two goddamn large fries. Uh, you know, gets pricey. I used to have that super. Oh Jesus! What's going on? Are you playing something? Is that the books now? The books. You had it so low. I know. I don't know why I've got so low. 
Why don't you get it a little? Oh, that so you can't actually raise that. That's the loudest it's. Oh no! Be. You know what? That's, that's. Let me guess. It probably goes something like this. It's time for the books, 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 books. Yeah! I, I quickly okay. recorded each of these things just before we got on. Yeah, I'm going to the bathroom. Time for the books, 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 books. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. I, I, now, did you also record the meat and cheese, meat, meat and cheese? No, but if you, yeah. if you start talking a little bit, I'll get it done. Let's do that. No. We are, it's time for the books. And this is the meat and cheese of the podcast, as it always is. We talked already too much food, I think, right? I, I don't know. What is your favorite meat of the day? What is the meat of the day? What do you mean meat, meat of, of the day? I, I don't go, I don't wake up day. and say, holy shit, you like yourself day. a little... Butt roast, a little, little pork roast. roast there, little fucking you know pork shoulder. It's a it's a filet, filet mignon day, Jim. Oh, filet mignon. But if my boss I'm keeps telling me, I can't afford it with what he pays me. that. I don't. I don't like the filet mignon. Neither do I. My kids today got super dogs that are like the dogs that look like the you know the things are like eight times the size of a regular hot dog. They're in this pack. It's a five pound pack of these goddamn hot dogs, and I told them, listen. If we're getting these, you're eating them, and I'm not throwing half away. Right. You're going to eat them. So, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll eat them. We, uh, now there's four of them, and I, I had to tell them that that means you're having them every fucking day for dinner. That's it. Two two hot dogs each. for That's it. Super dogs. Boom. You're in. So now super dogs are the, the meat of the podcast. I think about myself, My the meat son. of the day. I'm like, okay, meat of the day. What am I going to have, McDonald's, Burger King, or Wendy's today? Yeah, it's, it's just burgers. <laughs> so the meat actually just means Wendy's, yeah. Burger King, or McDonald's. You know, you're not going to go to Popeyes. Not going to Five Guys. Popeyes getting now. Uh, Five Guys always gives me the me run. as well. It really does. I don't know what it is. It, it just maybe it's just my body does not like real burgers. <laughs> I need that fake pink fucking shit. That pink ooze or whatever. I'm they all call about it. it. Yeah, it, it tastes good. My son was yelling about that. My youngest Logan was yelling about that the other day. No, I said I don't care. Said I'm fucking eating it. It tastes good. Damn right. Give me it right in my mouth. It's like fucking a machine, almost like the fucking slushy machine. I put my hand, fucking head under there. <laughs> what is it like? Green, uh, pink slime. Ooze, pink slime. Right in, right in the mouth. Pink slime. Right in the mouth. Uh, we're gonna do the books now. And if you want to uh, read the reviews, yeah, as well as the Marvel reviews on Monday, Ooh. did I did I mention that? I think you have. So funny, I say all this, it gets us not a cent. Nope. <laughs> it's like I'm pushing this, that we want to make money. I just like people reading our stuff, and I really just want to get everybody angry. So, yeah, we're going to do the books. Now, it's the meat and cheese. I'm trying to gather what I was saying. You go to our site, where it's dot.com, do the do, and there will be spoilers ahead. We're going to start with what I consider one of the bigger books. It's a weird thing to consider these now with Rebirth starting, because every Rebirth book seems to be big. Uh, but we're going to do it this way. Detective Comics, I do. number 925. I don't know. I, I would say if I really had to lay it down, Wonder Woman would be the biggest book of the week. Maybe not but your favorite. But she's a lady. Maybe not your favorite, but maybe the biggest. <laughs> Detective Comics, number 925. Eric, I'm trying to grab that list again of those sayings, and I can't bring it up. Uh, Detective Comics, written by James Tynan, number uh, James Tynan, number four, James Tynan the fourth, <laughs> head by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Andriano Lucas, and Marlene or Marilyn Patrizia. Patrizio. Patrizio. Hey, 
While I have seen some reviewers complain that this book is taking too long to get moving, I have enjoyed James Tynan's work in the character work. <laughs> I'm losing it. Character work and team building. This issue made me like the team a little more, and I can't wait to see that when they take it to the streets. The way the issue ended, that may be sooner rather than later. And I did mention myself. I, I am getting – I'm not irritated. It's only two yeah. issues in. I do want to see them take it to the streets, though. I did enjoy – what we got this issue. It starts off crazy, but again, if you've been reading comics more than a week in your life, you know what the fuck's oh, going yeah. on, right? It's it's the danger room. And I like the concept of this. I do not understand, I don't understand it. how it works. Well, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. The, what I don't understand is how you can get pieces of Clayface off him without hurting him, but... And like, hey, the, this seems to be something in my mind that Tim Drake created before he knew Clayface. Well, it looks like he modified it because the actual only thing that appears to be Clayface are the people they're fighting. I don't know. I'm looking at this fucking uh, the town. The no, city, no. I mean, it's kind of brown look and behind, murky. No, it, way behind, it is kind of coming apart in a digitized way right behind them. Okay. It does seem to be melting at a point, but I think that it is a combo. I think that what they're going with is that the – Hologram, it's not going to work. You can't fight. I, I don't know why so we need a, a be construct solid. like Clayface, though. Why couldn't we just have the normal shit that like we had in the Batcave? But that seemed like, uh, to me, they were making it something clever. It, it's because it's it, a hologram. It's not real. You have to have this. It's a hard know, light hologram, Jim. They're not Green Lanterns. They're going and they're, they're fighting an army of Jokers. And yeah, if anybody turn that page and was like, holy crap, this is really crap. Then I want to Seriously. slap you, but it, it's Wake a cool fuck up, thing. Kid. And basically it's set up for Robin, Tim Drake, Red Robin, to get mad at uh, Batwoman because Batwoman's pushing him too hard. She's pushing the this mudroom, quote-unquote mudroom, too hard as well because she wanted to see how they react when they are exhausted. I like that concept. I like the the idea that she wants to see. She doesn't need to see them kicking and punching when they're all rested. She wants to see what happens when they're exhausted, which they the will be. Especially and, and again, do you think that this doesn't set up that they are going to be fighting an immense army of, of these Fucking, yeah. We, we don't it, know what the colony is yet, but it's a good thing we have no, this they issue. don't know, but somehow she wants to get them. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but I do like it. I like how they call it out. Like, hey, you know what, Stephanie, you do this, you do that. And they spell out the deal. I like that Cassandra, her biggest thing, she's like LeBron James. <laughs> her biggest fault there is that she tries to help everyone. She's got to dominate the playing field. She's just too damn good. Um, while it was going on, were you like, who the fuck is this guy? Because there's Clayface. Who is well, no, because you spoiled it for me beforehand. Uh, yeah, but you would have. Yeah. I was like, who is this? But yeah, it is, uh, it's Clayface. And Basil. he is, oh, it's Basil. But it, I really, really like what she, what Batwoman says to him because he's she, like, listen, I couldn't fight. You have this thing on me. And she's like, no, no, no. I don't want you to fight with these crazy ass powers of I, yours. You have to learn to be a fighter first and then you will be the best. I got an idea though, Batwoman. He's not a fighter. Don't throw him in the fucking biggest fight he's ever going to be in well, right yeah, away without well, trading him. It's true, but again, it is and a mudroom. I, I don't know myself how, too. How it's like, it. why would you train him to fight as a man and not as a clay face? I, I guess that maybe she wants them to Use your do that. power so you can well, fight. Well, here's the best, though. She says, hey, 
you can't rely on just uh, smothering the world around you. And then Clayface says, hey, it's worked pretty good for me. So, but no, it no, hasn't. No, you've been defeated every it goddamn time. Works. It never works, Clayface. Shut your mouth. Shut your yeah, clay it, mouth. <laughs> your big we're, clay getting these, we're getting the whole thing where you want to – you're getting a – you know, the teacher versus the yeah. students, they're all pissed off. Summer I do want to say, I watch that movie. I want to, I want to say though that, uh, Red Robin is not being treated like a lieutenant. Not here. at all. <laughs> He's thrown into the mix. Stephanie's a, a bit of a bitch. She's just like, hey, this is BS. We were fighting when you, you know, you were knee high to a grasshopper. Jim, and Jim, she walks away. Breakfast yeah. club, she'd be the princess. She would be. But yeah, uh, then they're like, hey, we're in this thing and they, they show their, that cave, the Belfry. I really like. And Clayface it. is Judd Nelson. He probably uh, maybe Emilio. Emilio, he's the jock. Emilio, yeah, because no, he'd be Red the guy Robin's who, Emilio. No, he would. He would uh, glue ass cheeks. Red Robin would not do that. Red Robin, I believe, would be. Oh, he's uh, freaking, the, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, the he's brain. Anthony Michael Hall, he's the brain. He's the one who brought the flare gun to to school and should be arrested there. And freaking Batwoman's there. Hey, you messed crazy? the bull, you get the we horns. Have it all. We have it here. Cassandra's crazy. Why isn't this happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we have it. Uh, but yeah, and and uh, Batwoman's obviously the principal. But yeah, we need one other person. It's Batman, uh, Judd Nelson. <laughs> we need one more guy. We'll get him Fair later. Enough. That that's Azrael. Azrael is, is the crime. There we go. We're in. But yeah, I like the Belfry. You like that? Yes. Um, I, you I'm like a little, that? You think any? What's I'm a little con- uh, confused though because I look at the Belfry. I like the concept of it having this hub in the center, uh, center of the city where they can work out of. Why are there so many goddamn bat suits all around it? I don't know. I, I guess uh, it's weird uh, the way they have it. It almost looks like a lazy art. Exactly. Thing where they just doubled like, it why up. Why not have you know the people who are actually here doing I, stuff suits? I yeah I I just well Batman can come and, and get in his cow off he Which goes. One? I, he has one I for just, every day here. Like. Hey, yeah, he does. He's got the zebra print one there. He got the surfing one over there. I I just like that. Any time you announce anything in Gotham, it seems like lightning goes off in the background. Like this is the Bell. No, that's the Speed Force. Yeah, it might be. And, and for a fucking Argus Heart. Oh, just turns yeah. the uh, but then it, it moves on, and you get a uh, thing where you do get the idea, and Tim Drake says later that Batwoman is a little frustrated herself. She wants to take it to the streets as well. Batman does not want to allow them to do that till they're ready. So Tim kind of is giving oh, her shit. You know she doesn't want to hear Before it. Before we get to the Belfry part, I mean, since we got there already, I just want to talk about the art for a second in the beginning here, because we have the standard art, which I really enjoy. And do you think, like, where that one Batwoman that, panel... Batwoman that, is such a callback to her own series, and it works so goddamn well. Oh, you know what it, it actually looks like? It looks like that one panel. They, uh, I'm talking... you know the panel I'm talking the about? The like, Batwoman. She's there, yeah, definitely, she's definitely there on the so side. Yeah. It looks a lot like Raphael Albuquerque's uh, cover. Yeah. Even this cover, the variant cover, that's Raphael Albuquerque. It is good. I actually like it. It reminds me of the Batwoman Albuquerque series. Did, he did a lot of the covers of the Batwoman series, yeah. and they were always awesome. Uh, but yeah, I like that. I like the art in the series. It it is it kind of jumps between a cartoony look and a little look like you're saying there. Right. I really like it. Um, but yeah, they move on and like I said, Batwoman is arguing with Tim. Actually, Tim is more pissed off. Tim is like, "Hey, listen, you know we're ready." I I think she thinks they are as well. She's kind of trying to get him, but she says, "Hey, Batman has the rules. Don't don't fucking yell at me. Yell at Prince." Honestly, Bat- it really just feels like we're. Sitting here on hold, waiting for something to happen at well, this point. Well, that's the problem. That's what it does seem like. Uh, and, yeah, the thing happens later. 
but uh, then you have uh, Clayface. And where I really liked this issue, what I really liked about it, it did address some things that we yeah. talked about in that birth that we wanted to know. I asked you, why can't Basil just be himself? He even says it. He has a problem holding his own form. Just that it's addressed there. It was yeah. great. And he says, hey, he has this little thing and uh, that can make him hold that form. He wants to go on audition. No. And I thought that. Absolutely not, was Clayface. Like, yeah. No, he says it's fine. That's fine. No, Go do what it. What he's doing is he's not even paying attention. He's dismissing him. He is. And there in that. I have deep in thought over here. He is deep in thought, but he says it's fine. That's fine I That's think fine. that Clayface just wants to go off. He wants to get involved in that casting couch again. He loves the casting <laughs> couch. <laughs> Nobody wants to go on the casting couch with a fucking big fucking load of clay. You have to be but Basil Carlo. with Ron Jeremy? Come on. It's the exact Basil, same thing. Hey, yeah, Basil Carlo, though, that the guy just looks into my soul. Looks into my soul. Right on the casting couch he's going. And he's not even there for a role. He's just on the couch, Eric. Uh, but yeah, Tim is going to go off and talk to Batman. He wants to know, like, listen, I know that Batwoman is as frustrated as I am. You're not telling us everything. And it kind of starts to lead back into the whole Batman Eternal, Batman and Robin Eternal, where Batman's keeping something secret. This is not as bad. Right. You know what I mean? He he is trying to figure out some stuff on his own. That's why it seems he has isn't around anyway. But it leads him to take Tim to the church where Azrael uh, lives. I think Batman just has too much on his plate right now. He wants to make sure all these he teams are rounded up and like you know being trained to do stuff. But he also wants to go off on his own and like you know investigate this shit, even though he says yeah, the and, team and fly on airplanes and fly on airplanes. Well, again, it's not good. he wants. I think what the whole concept in Batman's mind is: while well, you guys train and get ready. I gotta figure out what the I'm fuck's doing going the on so, so that you'll be ready when it happens. And, uh, yeah, they go to Azrael. I told you beforehand. I just, I, this scene is very odd to me. You have the church. Obviously, Batman has gotten, uh, Dr. Leslie Tompkins to take care of Azrael. And she seems very angry about it to me. And, and then she, she calls it out. And it's a, it's an okay call out of, hey, look, you know, there's all this shit going down. And now you bring teenagers because Tim's there. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because that's something that everybody says, oh, yeah. so it's nice to see it addressed. But it's just the scene of, of this whole issue. This scene is the only one that kind of threw me off a little, only because, first off, Leslie just yells Bruce no matter what. You can't do that. It, it's funny. Bye bye. Leslie, it, you ever it, hear of a it, secret it, identity? On the oose bray, you know, when I'm at Man Bay. But yeah, it, it, it just seemed weird. She seemed very combative to him. And, to the point where she's like, hey, I'm stuck here and he needs to go to a hospital. And, and Batman's like, no, I'll get you what you need. And I'm thinking she's like, God damn it, I can't get out of here. It really seems like she's a prisoner. It really, I'm me. telling you, you, like those mob movies where they get a doctor to come pull out a bullet. Like, yeah, yeah. no, we got to go to the house. I'll get you whatever you need. we got to stay here. Though. Yeah, no yeah. hospitals. But, but even then you're talking a bad so guy. Doing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, is not, this just does not come off as something Batman would do. And if it was going to be that, I would think that Leslie would have been more like, a, oh, man, you know, I'll do whatever you want. You did this for me. You did that for me. I've always been there when you were a kid. It just came off weird to me. It's not a game change. It doesn't ruin things. But, yeah, she's dropping that Bruce name while he's in the cow, and Asriel's laying there comes too. And he, he wakes up, and then we get a name for the bad guys, and it's Colony. He says, you know, oh, you know, he, Asriel does Asriel not has, talk anything but gibberish Asriel has at been any beaten, point. has been beaten so hard, he looks like Sloth now or Jason Voorhees. Yeah, he does. And even, even when he's normal, he's going to give you a little, you know, gibberish yeah. with 
Yeah, oh, the gates of heaven have opened. The bush is burning. Just tell Colony. me what you're talking Oh, what he's telling me is the Wendy's drive-thru is closed. That's 3 a.m., you know, Wendy's drive-in closed. Yeah, just tell me that. Don't go, when the gates of heaven open and, and the, the moon is in the... Uh, no more triples with cheese. Yeah, all I want is a burger. <laughs> but yeah, he says, Colony, you're there, and that's... um. Then, then Leslie yells, that's enough. <laughs> he needs us. That's enough. We yeah. got one goddamn word. What do you mean that's yeah. enough? He said a sentence. I really want to know more. But yeah, they go out on the rooftop, uh, Batman and Robin, have a little rooftop chat. And this is the best part of the comic to me. Because uh, Robin says, Red Robin, I, I always, Tim, hey, what, Colin, what does that mean? He says, yeah, what does that mean? And Batman kind of is a little, you know, dodgy about it. I don't know. I have to keep digging. I'm going to do this. And then that's what Robin in the, I, I'm telling you, there's my favorite sentence in this. He says, hey, I just want to ask you, why did you bring me in for this? Why? Yeah. And then he says, why this new suit and why the mission? So it's solved. Batman gave him that suit. Yeah, he did not pick it. And really, I don't even Batman, care. The it, suit doesn't it make any lot, sense with my name. It sounds, it sounds a lot like when they had the thing with Jason Todd had to do his hair. Guy is hair. Batman's picking out the suits now. No, what it is, it's Pretty Woman, where Richard Gere would pick out the dresses for Julia Roberts. And then all of a sudden they go and he closes the box on Tim. (laughs) 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 It just, but it it solved the issue to me. I don't have to worry about it now. Batman picked that awful suit, and there you go. He's not a great, he's not a fashion. I'm making you a Robin, whether you like it or not. Yeah, but then he says, yeah, really. Then he says, listen. You always, this is Batman, says it to Tim, you always insisted you weren't Robin. You always kept yourself at a distance. I respected that, but I need you to know you were a Robin, to me at least. And I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's a nice that's line. Good. And again, this is continuing what we're getting from after he died, where he is opening up to all of the Robins, even that Batman where he said, I have the things for the kids. Uh, Dick can be a great trainer to Duke, all that. So it's what really you're good. telling me is Jason's going to get on that painter. Maybe. I was actually in the shower today thinking about it. I'm going to send Tomasi a tweet and wonder why he never put him on the goddamn well, painting. Yeah, I never t- did it. I yeah, Tomasi, it Tomasi follows us. I can ask him yeah. that. I actually will. I'm going to ask him that in between nice. breaks. And uh, But I thought you were talking time, and that guy hates sure us. I could give this book a 20 out of 10. He's not going to retweet it. <laughs> yeah, it's something about him. He hates us. But, yeah, I really... Really like this part. I love that it is Batman. And you know what? It's also consistent with the Batman book, the way he's acting towards Duke and all of them. I like it's it. I really do. Re- I- and the weird part is this almost feels like what um, Snyder tried to do with Batman 44, where he tried to present this new Batman well, all about go. hope. But even yeah, though it didn't yeah, make yeah. sense in the timeline, it didn't make sense. But it does but now. now. Like even I was saying, now I would even go back five years ago. Say, I said to myself, and, hope. Yeah. I better do that. I better get on that. Uh, you didn't like it because then what happened in the next five years. Fucking but nuts. really, I think now you should go back and that issue is no longer a four to you. No, no, it still is. Especially it's after a, finding out still, that fucking Daryl was goddamn Mr. Bloom there. I know. That was crazy. But yeah, then you go off and you find out that. And I really like this. I didn't get this as much the first time reading. But uh, Tim goes back to go with Stephanie. Yeah. I mean, go with Stephanie. Hey, hey. And freaking uh, orphan. Uh, we need the room tonight. Yeah, I, I like it too that she's like she is the fat friend who's always <laughs> fucking showing up at I the wrong time. Fat friends. Always showing up. I I might have been the fat friend at a point. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Tim shows up uh, with Stephanie, and then you, I like the idea here that Tim has a secret that he's not telling Batman. 
I, I actually like that. That it's like before it was always Batman doesn't tell us shit. He goes no secrets, and it's yeah. But oh yeah, I said. And what we find out, and you even said, how did these people know that what that letter I was? I have no idea. You and I, are like, okay, you got a letter that's kind of fucking harsh for Batman just to send a letter like that. He wants to be on the team. But they said, said, oh, it's, oh, it's college. college. Like, and it ends up being, you know that? Ge- yeah, it's a genius grant to a Ivy League school. They don't really say the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I said to you, there is no fucking way that Batman does not know about this. The minute that they type into their computer, doo, 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 Tim Drake, Genius Grant, there is something ringing in that bag cave that he is a stalker, Batman. He knows that. <laughs> he's got everything. keywords to search out. He's like the NSA. Oh, yeah. He knows. But she, he's like, no, I didn't say. I, I want to figure I'm out what I'm going to go on Google do. right now and type I in really ISIS like and bomb and terrorist. You would think Stephanie kind of is giving him the, um, Kind of like, hey, no, you know what? You might be a, a better guy. You might be able to do more yeah. sway. I, I really like Look at Harper. She's getting her life together going to college. Why don't you? Yeah, Harper's up, and they even mention her. Cassandra, sometimes she crashes at her apartment, and hopefully tonight, because, you know, they start getting busy. Yeah. Busy. And that, that threw me off a little bit. I know it's a legacy thing. It just threw me off a, a little bit that out of nowhere they're making out. You know, you start slower. They're already at second base, isn't that? Isn't that third base making? No, no, that's first base. That's a home run. Second base is Teddy. Third is Cooter. Really? I thought that was first base. I, I'm going. Uh, uh, that's why I get you play baseball I, weird. <laughs> I, I I run up third base. I never uh, played baseball, but I played baseball, Jim. Uh, yes, and now we get to that panel very quickly. Red page that we talked about earlier that kind of threw me off because I didn't know where to read. Oh, my God. And it's when... Well, uh, honestly, the even with the Tim and uh, Cassa- um, spoiler stuff... Yeah, it is. It's a little, it's it's very a little off. And then freaking we get to Kate Kane and her father, and yeah. it's even worse. And, it's, and I still feel like I read it wrong for some reason. Yeah. Well, it's Kate and her father. They're talking. He is not very happy that she accepted Batman's offer. Now, I'm throwing up red flags right away that he knows too much. He really does. Because she's like, hey, you know what? Uh, what's going on? House boot camp. Well, like, like, I think he's, he's been listening in on the comm. Well, she says you've been listening in. He knows too much, though. That's not something that... That's kind of creepy. This has got to be... All he cares about his daughter. I don't know. And really, I don't understand how people care about case, other people. No, there should not be a... That should not be on a regular channel <laughs> that people can just listen in. He's listening in to the fucking boot camp talk. Well, what is, you know, that should just be between the mudroom and the fucking control panel. Yeah, that woman's a leak. All She's over a them. mole. It, they didn't know that everybody in the whole fucking town, this is the greatest reality show ever made. Batman is really Batman's forming a reality room. show. It is. It's the mudroom. The mudroom is like the, where they confess, or, uh, like in those exactly, reality shows. Yeah. So then there's Tim. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I got Cassandra was holding back then. You know what? That Stephanie's a real good kisser. And then Stephanie comes in. She's like, I really don't like Tim. But you know what? What other choice do I have? Look at fucking Clayface over there. Jesus Christ. But yeah, that's the reality show. What do you think of that? I'm just looking at this goddamn... Were you just drinking or something? I'm trying to get the reaction. I, I actually, I'm just no. looking at the goddamn uh, panel layout of this freaking Batwoman part. But I'm like, well, it's got to be a red herring, right? Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I was just going to say, he is so against Batman. He is so against the Waynes. It's like, oh, oh my the, God, yeah. I didn't really even Kane. realize how much it was yeah. against the Waynes. Yeah, the Canes, that we stand together. We stay, you know, and the the Waynes might as well, their motto may as well be, we stand apart. And Batman's the worst of them. And it's a real, it's really dangerous that he knows who Batman Seriously. is. Um, I actually, I, I actually stopped reading at this point and wondered to myself, 
why don't why don't the Shays have like a like a Latin family motto? Like you don't have a Latin the family. Yeah, it's uh, hubris day shumplanti, and that means we eat, we shit. That is our motto. It always has been our. Like, do I got to be a fancy man to get one of these? <laughs> well, I think that my mom's crest, like the family crest in England, had a motto, but it, they're all bullshit. It's like you know, together we stand. It's all. All of a sudden, I'm like, seeing the canes like the goddamn Lannisters in Game no, of the Thrones. Are. See that sheep? We're stealing that bitch. Damn right we are. That's that's what you were, right? Out of our goddamn town back then. Exactly. That's right. Uh, steal sheep, then run. That is your motto. Don't fuck it in public. Steal sheep. Steal sheep. Fuck later. Run now. Fuck later. Uh, but yeah, it seems so much like a red herring. It is so over the top. He is a military man. He thinks that people need armies to, yeah. to solve problems. He hates Bruce Wayne. He hates the thing. The problem with it, though, is I really, really, really think that he loves his daughter. I didn't think that before in the New 52. Here, I really do think oh, he definitely. loves his daughter. He is going to end up killing her if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? I don't think if this was the case, he was the leader of Colony, I would hope that he would say... No, you can't do this. No, he doesn't. He just well, is maybe, a little upset. A, if he is the leader of Colony, it's big if. Yeah, he gets this whole thing together and he shows her this is the right way to do. In his mind, at least, this is the right no, way to it, do it because look what he can do like, with this. Yes, it seems like that's what it's leading to. You know, him being the believing. head of Colony and saying to Kate, like, "This is your destiny. We've always led." You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's what you're led to believe. Uh, as of now. We really don't have any other options. Yep. So we better get some more options in here, or it probably will be you know him. It, it just seems very heavy-handed. You know who the colony is? Oh. Clayface. Alfred. <laughs> it's all Clayface. Yeah. They're all Clayface. They're all constructs uh, in the mudroom. That's right. It, they got out of that mudroom. That's why he asked if he could go on uh, auditions. He's going to be out there. Damn. And actually, Kate's dad, Clayface. <laughs> There you go. You have the Batmobile that we like. I, I do like it. I'm looking at it now. I like I it really, enough. I, I, I'm telling you, I really got used to the one we had. The new doesn't it kind of look a little like the uh, Green Hornet car? The Black little, Beauty? Didn't, no, yeah. not really. Doesn't it look like, uh, what am I thinking? There's another car. You know what? It might have been something in that uh, that one other book that I read. Batman, that I can't 1989? No, 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 no. It was something else. I don't know why I'm mentioning it. But uh, you get him and Alfred. I'm telling you, the Coyotes cars look just like the Tumblr. Yeah, they do. Uh, do you like? Uh, and they're military. Yeah. That's it's all military based. Uh, do you like Alfred here? He's talking to. Uh, I like him. He's no, talking he about. It's kind of weird to me with that. I, I don't mind that. It's, it's just the, the dialogue. Dialogue's the same dialogue you get all the yeah. time. You need to rest. Oh, you didn't eat your dinner. Eh, get home. I got you, Fucking Alfred. Take out the trash. But yeah, then That's Batman's job, like, Alfred. "Hey, something's wrong. Uh, my sensors say I'm I'm alone, but I'm not. He's gonna dun, be attacked." Dun, dun. Yep, he wants to jump off a bridge again there. <laughs> guy loves jumping. He's a bridge jumper, this guy. And uh, I think it is now. And then is that he one goes of your old tiny and, sayings? Yes. They shoot the Batmobile. Now that Batmobile's done. Jumps out, and it's 50 colonies. I swear to Christ, this Batmobile better be done because he jumped off a fucking bridge and ejector seated the last yeah. one. Now it's been blown up. Yep. And, um, yeah, there's 50 guys that are going to fight him. And I was waiting for him to say, that's not a fair fight. <laughs> I was waiting for that lame line. Oh, what? You, you think there's too many? No. You should have brought you more. Need you need 100. And starts going, I really do think Batman killed a guy, too. With that batarang in the face? Oh, 
crap, that guy might be dead. <laughs> this is a new Batman. This is not, not uh, the spying Batman. I was, no, no. I was promised. When, when, he, when he's out on the streets, there's no hope. He's going to kick right ass. The but, yeah. yeah, It's going to be a big fight, and you would guess that this is what's going to get the team out and about. You would think and that I he's think gonna, they're going to get their asses kicked. I do, too. You would think they would. Uh, but yet, I would hope that if the colonel is not the villain, I would hope that at a point Kate suspects it is and everything points to him. I hope it goes that route. Uh, I, I hope that's what we're either. suspecting now. I yeah, be but surprised. no, but I, but I don't want it to be yeah, him. Yeah. I want, I want now, whatever's happening for us to keep thinking, oh, my God, it do is him. Do we have a name for the head guy? Because we have no. the colony, which is, you know, the it's lot just of the them. Okay. And I would guess that it's going to be one of those. The that's going, it's fucking multiplex. That's all Multiplex is new armor. Yep, just new armor. But, yeah, I liked it. I liked the art. There were a couple pages, like we said, that were a little hard to follow. Um, but in general, I did like it. I like what you pointed out where the things were, like uh, Batwoman. And we got a lot like of that for, like, big poignant scenes yeah, at the it, end. Or it, like... it actually seemed to be, like, the ending of yeah. scenes that it would do that. I kind of liked it. I liked the way, and it kind of told you, okay, move on to that next scene. Um, but it is more of the same. You're, you, we got some stuff, but it is them training. I gave it an 8-3, um, but I still really like it. I think I gave the first issue a 9, and I like this a little less, though I like some things better. It's a weird it's thing. Odd. I think I gave the first one a 7.5, and I think uh-huh. I might give this a 7.8. Okay. I'm around the same, yeah, though. 7.5, like I'm, I'm it's, right around it's there. Very, it's very similar to the first yes, issue. Um, it's just a lot that of problems that first with Rebirth going on right now. That, yeah, that first issue was so fresh and new to me, and now we're getting into the nitty-gritty, and it's taking a little bit, but I think next issue is really going to pick That's up. I like our next and issue. And I'll say it again, I love the fact that we only have to wait a couple weeks. Now, this time, we're going to have to wait three weeks because of this weird Fucking week next week. five weeks in a month? What is this The five-week thing, we have annuals, and they don't want to mess up whatever. But, yeah, I really do like it, um, and I, I'm still, it's one of my favorite ones so far. Uh, you said what, a 7, 8? Uh, yeah, around 7.5, 7.8, around that. I liked it. Uh, the next one I didn't like as much. Well, uh, this one suffers from the same thing we just had with Detective. Yeah, this is yeah, Action yeah. Comics number 958, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Patrick Zercher, Ulysses Ariola, and Rob Lee. Now that Doomsday is out and about and it's up to Superman to take him down again, and hopefully this time he doesn't end up dying in the process... One thing that might turn the tables this time around... Jesus Christ, what did I write? This time around, <laughs> Super Lex giving a helping hand, but I've seen Doomsday take out the entire Justice League with one hand tied behind his back, so I'm not about to back that pony just yet. Also, we have some more details about Clark Kent, what Clark Kent is doing on the scene, but not much. Yeah. I, um, I'll get all that right with now. my stammering? No, I don't know what fuck me. Said. I have no idea what you said. You know what I didn't like? I didn't like that part with Jimmy uh, talking to Clark. I hated it. Uh, it threw me off. You know the part I'm talking about where he kind of like... There was two parts. Clark. Well, the part where he's just like, Clark, what's going on? I'm trying to find it. I, I have it in my notes, but where he says, uh, you know... Oh, I'm God. looking for the big story. I got Superman, Doomsday, and Clark Kent, and Lex Luthor. No, it's then after the that. He's talk, when he's talking to Clark... Yeah, the flying. That's what it was. He's like, hey, you know... Why don't you just fly? And he's like, but it's so off to me because all Jimmy is there to do is give you a full recap of everything that's happened to Clark. Because there's no way, if that's you, you're Clark, and I say to you, hey, why aren't you helping? And then you go, what do you mean, Jim? I'd say, what the fuck? 
You were dead. There's none of this other. Lois outed you as Superman yeah, in the yeah, whole yeah. We world. We do get that. But now we're both here like nothing happened. He's wearing your cape. How are you? No. The, the only thing that Jimmy should be saying is, God damn it, you were dead. What the fuck happened? How did you come back? It's so weird. I, but yeah. I, you get, I kind of like it a little bit because I wish we would have gotten more. That's the biggest problem. But Yeah, but it, to it, me, this, Jimmy saying that makes no sense. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not I'm just talking about the situation, General. Jimmy's yeah, dialogue is like catch up. You know. you. You're there, and uh, I'm going to talk to you. I don't know that the 7 Eleven near your house closed. Oh, my God. And I show up, and I'm like, oh, my God, Eric. That's where you got cigarettes, and that time you got a soda there, and you were mad because it didn't get full all the way, and then you got chips, and you did this. No. All I have to say is, when the fuck did this fucking 7-Eleven close? He goes so into it's it. It's very heavy-handed, it, but it's, it's, it's a lot you know. like we are dealing with every other rebirth-type issue where we yeah, are throwing the, things out there for people who don't know. Yeah, you're doing that, but you're throwing – it's almost a way he's saying that, that you're – you don't know if it's true or not with this Clark, so it throws everything off. The thing off. I do like about it, though, is that it, it extends the mystery, but I would have liked a little bit more just because we have Clark Kent here out of nowhere. He should be fucking dead, but it's like, how can this be? You're here, and he gives the whole exposition thing. He's like, that, like I did what I had to do to survive, Jimmy. And then later yeah. on, like, why don't you get up there and help? Like, I can't fly. That was never me. And I'm like, yeah, that was that, that's a fucked up line to say. Like, what do you mean that I was? I don't know you? what he did. I want to know what he did to survive. What he means? Yeah. He just I'm telling you, it, it piqued my interest. That's why I wanted more because of the rest of the issue. It's a goddamn slugfest. I, I read this well, back in '95, I think it was, or '92. Yeah, yeah. You have it there. You have the whole thing. You see a recap of all the beginning. You see Lex there. Looks yeah, crazy. we get that recap and thing. You see, Jimmy. So that's why I think it threw me off even more because we've already had recap up yeah. till that. Now, the one thing that people in Metropolis have to learn, uh, I'm telling Ooh. you now. Yeah, get the fuck out of these. I'm not, fucking I'm not living in Metropolis. Disaster. I'm not living in Gotham. No, I'm not even just saying that. I'm saying move out of the fucking disaster area at the moment it's happening. There's the one guy. He's like, man, this is so cool. Get the there fuck the out of there, dummy. Doomsday. Fucking sh- beating the shit. I really do like, and basically, like you said, Superman is fighting Doomsday. He is trying to figure out if this is his doomsday. You have Lex there as well, and you have Clark Kent who just showed up, and you don't know what's going on with him. That's basically the whole issue. Is. You're going to have totally the fight. The I like at one point where Superman does say, you know what, maybe this Lex is a little better he than I He does realize wanted. that when he comes yeah. to helping and saving people. Yeah, I'm and like, he's like, uh, the best that's part, right, though. Clark, get I, on the Lex trolley. Yeah, and I like at the beginning where he doesn't know what this doomsday is. He says it might be a robot, a hologram. But no, he thought it was that. It's and not. And then he He's, started getting beat about the face. Like this feels well, just really familiar to me. It does. But the best thing is the best call out I thought ever is at one point he thinks I'm gonna throw him into the sun. <laughs> He's gonna just use that standard <laughs> Superman throw him into the sun. And even then, Jimmy even goes, "Why isn't he gonna throw him into the sun?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, at the mean in the meantime. Little John is watching this on TV. And I like this. I like this quite I a lot. I don't. I don't. Because, number one, Lois seems like a goddamn drunken retard in this. She's just like, huh? There's your dad. Yup. Yeah. He, he fought him before. He won. She's just sitting she's there. She's got to keep yeah. her cool. No. She's got to turn off that fucking TV. She finally does. There is no reason in hell that John should be watching this. She when knows she finally what does, John's happened. like, I'm fucked this. I'm going out and helping yeah. daddy. And then, yeah, and then what does she do? Stop, John. What's she going to do? He's a superpowered no. man. But she, she barely even tries to stop him. 
I'm telling you, if this was had vocal to it, she'd be like, no, stop. Jumping. Please don't. No. No. She's going to send him. He has no – she doesn't even know that he's used his powers really yet. Right. Because really the only time we've ever seen it and he was supposed to start training was with Goldie. She doesn't know anything about it. He had the whole thing like walking through the fire and then when he flew before. That's not training your powers. No, No, she's going to send him off. If anything, she'd be like, okay, I'm going to hope your dad lives through this. But if he doesn't, I I want you to be alive. There is no way she should let him get anywhere. Oh, I agree. She should have never had that TV on. She she should have never let any of that happen. She is the worst mother. She's worse than a father taking his sons to see fucking Deadpool. I like it. She wants, to, she wants to watch it to make sure her husband's okay, yeah, she, and she has to keep her cool in front of her thing, kid. Though, but you don't – you send him – you do not let him watch this. He is watching his father get the living shit kicked well, out. Well, yeah, now that she's uh, started watching, Doomsday's come out, and now she's like, oh, my God, this is going to happen fucking again. I hope he can take care of this. She would – she still – he was because getting – Because they, they, they were watching it, and it was just him and Lex Luthor, and then Doomsday came out of nowhere. Oh, I see them watching there. They, there is the part where they're both flying into the building yeah. together. With, and she's still watching. And she to the point where she's like, yeah, he fought him before. That's Doomsday, honey. Hey, your dad fought him once before on our world. Oh, what happened? Uh, Daddy, Daddy won. won. I mean, this is going on too long. Daddy won. That's the most important thing. With that kind of name, Doomsday must be pretty tough. Yeah, your dad thought so. But, you know, he can handle him good. But what I really don't know is what's that guy? Oh, that's Clark Kent. He's like, it's going on forever. Yeah. And then she just breaks down. Saying, I, oh, it'll be okay, Mom. I like the idea of freaking Lois trying to keep her cool in front of her kid because she know yeah, what happened not, before. Not. She breaks down. She tried. And you look, she looks like she's about to cry five panels before that. She's all upset, even when she's like, eh, his name's Doomsday, honey. Looks like she's about to fucking break down there. It's ridiculous. There is no reason she, they tried Jim, to. Jim, I thought you agreed with everything away. I said and backed me up. No, they tried you to keep him this. away from things as a point with. Oh, you know what? We don't even want him to know that his dad's Superman. Now they're watching Doomsday beat the living shit out of him on TV. Shit got crazy out of nowhere, man. It's like watching the Challenger. Got crazy out of nowhere. She sees Doomsday fucking punch Superman the hell across into a fucking butt. <laughs> they're still watching TV. Then I think. Oh, it's ridiculous. But yeah, there's Lex. Lex, um, Lex is goodness. And I love that we read that Justice Damn right. League. Went into this because we know that, yeah, Lex is there. I see now, Le- fucking Doomsday has Superman by the fucking throat. <laughs> and it's gonna fucking punch him. No kid needs to see that. That'd be like, be like, hey, I'm gonna go get in a fight with this guy down the road. He, he, he beat the shit out of me seven times. Come on, kids, let's go. Let's go see what daddy does. It might be daddy's time this time. Oh, it is as a force way that you, we they want to get John involved. We got everything going on in the story. Now, now they just want to get John involved. They didn't really need to get him involved in this fight, and we'll see how what it turns into. But really, it, it seemed weird to me, and that's where then you get Jimmy. Hey, Clark, why don't you just fly? And then he's like, what do you mean? That's not me. And Jimmy takes it as if Clark is trying to maintain his secret identity. Right. 
It's like, no, no, Lois out of you. No, I know what you're saying. You're trying to keep people in. But as of this point, I don't, I really do think this is extraneous. We've seen enough of this. This is part of the rebirth number I one. I know. And the super, then Action Comics, the last issue, we added in every issue of Superman of the whole Clark Kent thing. And I just think it ended up this way. It was really forced with Jimmy just spelling it all what? out while they're, while in the middle of a huge ass fight. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't like And then, you know, Superman's taking it up in the sky. And he, the whole thing, I guess, what they're doing, because he realizes that Doomsday has strategy. At the one point, he Oh, yeah, he's Superman breaking into the helicopter. Into the helicopter. And he's like, oh, he what wants, the hell? He wants to destroy as much life as he can. And uh, no, to me, that they, they spell it out. It's because that's just to show you that this is not the original Doomsday that he thinks he is. I don't know. Doomsday wanted to kill everything. Well, I'm saying, but now he's saying this isn't the, this isn't what Doomsday usually does. He's doing strategy now. He usually he, they spell it out that Superman's taken aback yeah. that he's doing that, and I think that's just to make it so that you know that it's not you know it'll come about that this was made with the end. Well, however they did it, but he's like Doomsday's using strategy since it's so when? weird having that alien burial suit though when we first start out for it not yeah, to be yeah. the actual Doomsday. Yeah, I, it, I, to me that just shows you right there that it's not. This is something different, and he says it. Doomsday using strategy since when it throws him off. That's when John runs out. He's like, if you that's and that's when she. Right before Superman gets punched into the helicopter is when Lois finally turns off That's the goddamn enough of that. Yeah, she, he, Superman, at one point, you look, the panel before, Doomsday looks like he has almost taken off Superman's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John's with a knee, with a spiky knee. But, but, yeah, they're watching that. And then she's like, and then that, uh, John's like, did you see that? He can't do that to my dad. No more. That's right, no more. Hey, <laughs> Lois. It's too late. And then she's just like just sitting there. Hey. And then John thinks it's a well, fucking tear. I want to see what happens. I'm telling you, you're sitting there, you're watching something with your kid, and you realize, you know, all right, this is this is maybe a little bit too much. It's not too bad yet. And then you get to a point, okay, that's enough. No, not when it's your father. This isn't, uh, you know, they're playing Call of Duty, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden <laughs> they shoot three guys' heads off, and I'm like, okay, guys, you know, stop it. Or you, you hear somebody on Xbox Live calling them the N-word, which happens all the, all the time. time. And then you're like, no, no, no. No, this is the father. This is the kid's father. Also Superman. kicked out of him. He's not there. This is like, you remember how upset little Rocky, what was his name? Who? What was Rocky's son? He's watching fucking get, Rocky, Rocky get the shit name? kicked out of him there right after happy birthday, Pauly. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, no, he's going to die. And then, they, But they're still yeah. watching. But did you, do you remember the fear and the, the, in that kid's yeah. face? Little Rocky. Rocky Jr. What was that kid? I can't name? remember. Because then he came back later, right? And then he was uh, freaking from that guy from Heroes in the fucking new one, the yeah. Rocky Balboa. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I do know. It's, if, it's, if it's I a little was, bit over the top. I like the moments, though, with Lois trying to keep her. I, I really feel like I don't, it's her. You know, I think she's an awful mother. Ah. There is no way that you should let a kid of that age watch her dad Watch his dad get the shit kicked out of him by a bad guy who already had killed him in his own world. The, how does Lois know that at any point, Doomsday just doesn't snap fucking Clark's neck, dead, and there's John watching it on TV? It's ridiculous. It, 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 it's ridiculous. And I took my kids to see Dead. I know. Ridiculous. But yeah, he's going to fly off and, you know, he's going to save the day. 
John. He's a kid. I don't know. A, and also, he too, it doesn't even have any sort of suit or anything. Nope. He's just John. People are going to see him. He's out. He's out and about. Lex comes and actually saves Jimmy and Clark. Uh, saves takes him away. People. I like it. I And, yeah, at one point, they're kind of tag teaming. Superman and Lex are tag teaming between, you know, I'll, you save the yeah. people, I'll deal with this. And I really do like Superman is like, hey, he knows that Doomsday might kill him. Oh, he did before. Shit is crazy. I'm, like I said, yeah. I'm not backing so the Sony yet fucking for them taking no. him down because I've seen Doomsday take out the entire Justice yeah. League. So he doesn't, and he does not want Lex to die. And, we, he and as we end, it looks like uh, Lex is about to get his fucking head crushed. Well, that's what happens then. Then Lex kind of steps up and says, no, you help these people. I'll go fight this monster. No, Lex, and he doesn't do it. Do it. And he, he doesn't really even do it like a, like a Lex type of way. To me, it was just like, no, tag me in. Yeah. It's my turn. Fucking the Hardy Boys, baby. He's in fucking on the ladders and tables match. And he goes, and he's going to fight, and it looks like he's going to get his fucking head ripped off. And all I could think of is fucking Mother Box start pinging. Seriously, ping the shit out start of Start a pinging. Yeah, because he looks like is he is Superman big, I want to see right now? Yeah, like he's in big, big trouble. Now, in the meantime, throughout all of this... um, Mr. Oz, I always want to say Dr. Oz. Mr. Oz is there with this cryptic, you know, this is what... And I, I don't I even care about it at this point because it is so cryptic every time we see him. I, well, I'm at the end, here's the deal. At the end, I, it means something big where he's like, hey, Kala, what do you do next? Only you can make, you know, only then can I make my move. Yeah. I don't, obviously yeah, I don't even know who he is, though, at this point or what he does, I so I don't care. But he... We already knew that it seemed that he made the new 52 Superman. Yeah. He kind of said that. So I don't, well, I don't know what he, he wants to see if Superman saves Lex yeah. or does whatever and then he's going to make his move. I don't know what that means, but obviously we're getting Mr. Oz in every issue. This is the issue. This is the book where Mr. Oz is going to be the big thing in and go Did on. You get him in Superman? He, he was a little. Okay. And Superman mentioned well, it's like him. very like, little oh, on it, each issue, and he doesn't really have yeah, but much no, to this say. Is big. This is big because he was in it a couple times. I think that this is the the book that it's going to go forward with him a lot in. Um, it was the issue was okay. It was, there's a lot. I have a I, like I said, I have a lot of problems with Lois, and I had a problem with, with just Jimmy, how Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy was only there as a narrator to catch everybody up. I didn't like it, but yeah, I also I have to mention again that Mister Oz definitely has. The, I think the TV is bugged because every time he sees Lois and John, it's like directly through the television. But the guy has fucking drones or something all over the place. But, yeah, he says... He's the colony? And he says that this is... Yeah, maybe. He says um, pieces are falling into place quickly, and on that you see Superman getting hit, you see Clark, and then you see John, yeah. and then he says much will be gained. We'll see what that means, and then... You know, he, he is. He seems to be watching out of the TV. He's a creep. Well, I'm telling you, things are so... Uh, besides from the big-ass fight that we get, things are so goddamn small and cryptic in this. We get Mr. Oz doing his thing. We have no idea what his fucking plans are. We have Clark Kent just saying weird, innocuous things like, that was never me. Yeah. I did what I had to do to survive. Yeah, that was... And I'm like, but that, I that want ties more. into what they said about in, uh, in Rebirth when Mr. Oz went to talk oh, yeah, yeah. to Clark. Clark, pre-Flashpoint Clark, so at least that But I, I don't in. understand how he can be here and what that means for the old Superman, the new 52. Yeah, it, like you said, it almost seems like he shows up, and you would, like, you would even say that he'd be like, yeah, you know what, it, one day I just saw this other Clark, and I fucking went into hiding, baby, I, I took off like Supergirl, I, I went and hit. And all, I was like, in my uh, mind, all of a sudden, like, the true Superman, oh yeah, that wasn't me. 
What? Well, I don't yeah. know. I, I well, just that's what don't they know. said rebirth. Yeah. That the whole rebirth, that's what Mr. Oz said to uh, pre Fleshman Clark said that yeah, the new Flashpoint or the new fifty two Superman wasn't real yeah. and you're not what you think either. Um, but we'll see. I think that these are maybe they're just all clones. Maybe that's what uh, Doomsday they is. They were there with all- freaking uh, right? what Superboy Connell getting made. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just it is odd. I, I just um, need a little bit more. And it's not even. I actually need a little less. I need less fight, like more background. Get, well, I would like to get less of eight hundred things going yes. on, and I would have liked this book to have just been Lex for a while. We, well, we didn't talk about that in the things. Justice yeah. League thing. I really would have liked that. That's why I wanted this book so much to see the Super Lex. Yeah. And you haven't got to – this book has not let you settle and in. And the thing is, I, the things that we get here, I really liked in the last issue. Yeah, you but did. But since we got the exact same thing here, I'm like, and yeah, yeah it, I, I bet you done that. It's almost like that whole thing too, too much of a exactly. good thing. It's just too much thrown at you without you getting to settle down and learn the story behind it. And yeah, that I, and especially if we didn't get that Justice League with the Lex, then we really, we would have been like, well, well what's Lex's motivation and yeah. stuff like that? At least we got that, but that shouldn't even matter. It doesn't really. I want to know in this, I want to know the story. I want to know really, if you pull out, we're going to be, uh, pull out. I don't know why I said yeah, that. You, never you do pull that. out? No. That's the whip it out Harry method. Never works. <laughs> um, if I was going and I'm saying, oh, you know what, I'm going to buy a couple issues and see where things are going and see what I have to buy and continue, because we're going to get all these, me and you always yeah. get every book. Um, I don't know that I'd continue with this, only because I don't know where it's going, and it's getting crazy, and it's just shit seems to be – if we get another issue of this, then I'm like, god damn it, you're just throwing shit at me and not telling me anything. But hopefully next the issue – next issue, because I gave this a 7 out of 10. I gave the last one a 9 out of 10 because of how much it wowed me. Yeah, and this loved, one, yeah. since because we got the exact same thing, I love the art on that front, but um, I had to go down because I, I already read this issue pretty much. And yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I actually thought the art was a little off here. It was a little muddy. It seemed a little rushed to me. I like uh, some panels were really good, but others just seemed like really washed out. Not really like I'm looking at the panel where um, Superman saves that monorail, right. and even that, it's like nothing has the people in it are really like they're fucking crazy ass people. They look like uh, the uh, people when they had the train going by in the movie The Wall. The Wall. And they're all oh, the fucking the like Floyd, the people and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they look like, oh, it looks What's crazy. There? The yeah. Wall, what is, oh. The wall. Midnight movies, I saw The Wall one nice. time, fell asleep. Fell asleep. But yeah, Doomsday looks great. Yeah. And I like Lex and all that. And uh, But yeah, I'd probably give this a seven. Is that what you I said? said it's you seven, yeah, I'm telling you, if we get the yeah. same thing next issue, I'm going to go down again just because like a 6.8. Yeah. Just because I do not, I want a little bit more and yeah, less fighting, yeah. more story. Yeah, there's a lot of fighting, there's a lot of action, but it's not. It it doesn't ring, tr- not ring true, but it doesn't have any substance to it yet. I say, we have that. all these things just hanging up in the open, waiting yeah. to be plucked down like low hanging fruit. But no, they're still just right out of reach. Come on, yeah. here, fruit, come here. Come on, fruit, come on. I'm hungry. Get, get in my mouth. Come on, watermelon tree. <laughs> Give me your fruit. <laughs> Let's move on to the next book. Next book is Wonder Woman number one, written by Greg Rucka with art by Liam Sharp, Lauren Martin, and Jody Wynn. Wonder Woman is on the hunt for some answers about the past, while Steve Trevor just so happens to be in the same area going after a local warlord named Cadulo, and Etta Candy thinks it's way more than just a coincidence. Eventually, after talking about how she gives three warnings, Wonder Woman is confronted by Cheetah, who she wants to help her find Themyscira. 
Yep. Yeah, it's weird, this issue, because I really liked it. Uh, not a lot happens, and it's a little odd, but I like the way it sits up. I like Wonder Woman in it. I like the art a lot. I think the art is the strongest point. I, yeah, I, I love the, the art. Bo- the book looks amazing. I don't understand why everyone is going gaga over this issue because nothing really happens. Well, I like the fact that uh, Wonder Woman's going to find the truth. She wants to go, whatever the case may be. It's led her to the same land. Don't do it, and it's Wonder more Woman. Of, I've read the truth. It's not worth it's it. More of a, it's more of a coincidence that she shows exactly, up than yes. Steve Trevor because Steve Trevor is is sent there. There's a warlord. He's got a black fight. ops mission going on. Yeah, and they're gonna clean out this this area. And Wonder Woman happens to be there now. It, it is mysterious. You don't know what's going on. Uh, she's there. You know, hey, it's more of the thing like when she said about, hey, the lie is out there. It's scared of me. That's where you're going from. And she shows up here. And basically, there's not a lot to talk no. about in this issue. There really isn't. I'm telling you, walk, um, Wonder Woman walking through the jungle, and it seems like uh, the rebirth issue that we're getting, di- like it's Diana's greatest hits going on. Because as she's yeah. walking through the jungle, we see the hyena men who were the firstborn's army. Yeah, and and again, that it's you're getting the idea that this this land she's in that's basically their whole deal, and that kind of ties into. But Cheetah. before that, we well, have the nor- like a normal tribe, and then we move on to the hyena men, which yeah. turns into we move on to Cheetah. I'm like, and she's just talking to herself. Every time she sees something, like this is second warning. I'm like, okay. Is yeah. that for you? For them? I understand. No, no, no I, think I, I understand what, what she's saying, saying yeah. but well, it's she's just saying so because weird. of the same thing. She's walking through the lies. The hyena men that were the firstborn's army, yeah. that's another lie. That she's like, no, no, you get another warning. I'm here for what I'm here for. Don't fucking try to fool me anymore. You tried to fool me before. It, again, it's stripping away most of the history that we've seen in the past five but years. Then, do we like continue said, that the with uh, Steve Trevor and his stuff going on? Oh, yeah, because Steve Trevor's there. We have to point it, out that you know, he still has a crush on him. He's got that freaking uh, mugshot photo. He does. He first still, it's all, it is awful. But the thing that throws me off as well as uh, where you see is they really do want to show you they're in the same area. No, that's the problem because Wonder Woman does not see shit. For some reason, either she's seeing this world different because of what's going on, because no, it does not seem the same. She looks at one point that she's in a jungle. Yeah. Uh, Steve Trevor looks like he's in the middle of, you know, sub Saharan, like you know, even in like Africa somewhere. And, uh, where you get where this warlord is killing people, it's doing this. And the Steve Trevor thing is odd. It, it is really odd. It threw me off a little. And Cadillo uh, stealing daughters of villages, and somehow yeah, he's kicked off to their uh, their Black Ops mission. I don't, and I don't know that that ties into like a reverse of Themyscira, where the, the the you know the daughters are in control and the the sons get taken away. I I don't really know it, yet. It is so freaking uh, esoteric, though. It's this. I'm reading this book is, trying to figure out. Like I was just looking for anything to read into yes. it. This. Well, like I said, and that's when not fun get, to me. Well, when Wonder Woman gets there, like I said, I think that she gets there. Listen, hey, you know, I'm sick of these lies. You get three chances and these lies end. And each time she fights like the hyena men that, uh, you know, here's your second chance. And it's all leading to being that it looks like the lie uh, at this point was Cheetah doing it against her. But she needs Cheetah's help to find Themyscira. Uh, to find Themyscira, because she doesn't know where it is anymore, because I think, she even spelled that out before. She doesn't know where shit is yeah. anymore. It's weird. And it is the, uh, it's Barbara Minerva. 
Yeah, Barbara and Minerva, yeah. Crisis, yeah, I, li- I like that. I like the art a lot. Uh, there's just not a lot to say. There's the whole thing, like you said, they want to make sure that you know that Steve Trevor and her are not an item. So they throw that in. I like, like, instead of Jimmy Olsen yelling, wait a minute, Superman, I and going through fucking five panels. Well, even that with Ed Candy talking about it so Steve can tell us about it, that did seem a bit forced, too, kind of yeah, like but Jimmy Olsen. More like, but here's the thing, though. When that happened... I was not so sure that he'd say, yeah, you know what? I had dinner with her last week. We didn't know that. Like the way that that they're doing Rebirth, we're not sure that she is in love with Superman. I'm not sure that she hasn't taken up dating Steve. And who knows if that – to me, it would have been even better if they would have said – like Steve Trevor's like, oh, yeah, you know what? We're engaged. And you'd be like, what the fuck is happening? That's not real because this whole thing is playing on the – What's real and what's new, what's Maybe? old, what's the truth. Well, you do. Like you said, you spelled it right out. She gets attacked by the hyena yeah. men that are a big thing in the New 52. And she gets through them and basically says, no, fuck and you. And then, then we get, I'm here and then I see this freaking effigy made out of human bones and animal bones. And I'm like, is this supposed to be like when the firstborn like kind of turned Olympus into that freaking bone? Yeah, it was weird. I, I, I don't I, know yeah, what is going yeah, on. Oh, uh, but again, I don't think that we're supposed to know everything of what's going on. Uh, it's a very quick read. Oh, this is very quick. Those, it is like it really. This is like Rebirth 1.5. It it's starting now. What's weird about this is, and I I tried to explain to the one guy on the site, and he's like, yeah, you know what? It is a mis- mystery, but we'll find out in two weeks. Now, number one, we have to wait yes. three because of the number two. That's my story coming up. It's year one. It's not the story. So you're going to have to wait five weeks. So really what you get, if you're a fan of either or uh, of these Wonder Woman stories. It's like a normal Wonder Woman book waiting for it. It's going to be like a a normal Wonder Woman book for each story. So you're going to have to wait. But really, I don't know anything else to say about this. I really don't. It's one of those, though, um, I just think when you read it, you either like it or you don't. Uh, Really, I hate to say that because it's very generic. I liked it. I like Wonder Woman. I liked because I read that whole uh, Bernard Chang, Brian yeah. and, and yeah, Chang's deal that I did like seeing the hyena men and thinking, okay, I get it. She's going through the, the whole bone thing. Maybe somebody out there knows a little more about that. I don't know. Because they're also going to throw in some other things. It doesn't all and have to be. And then she just like attacking her real fast and then right up in her face. I, I, yeah, just, she, well, I don't think Cheetah wants to help no, her. Of course not. Cheetah's there to attack. Yeah, Cheetah's going to attack. And, and then I even found myself looking that. up that uh, that destination, whatever it is, the Bacanan or whatever like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. place, and I like it's nothing. I, I thought maybe this uh, is some old thing that I, I don't know. Yeah, I found myself doing so much research on this issue just so I could try to understand what's going on, and I still don't. Yeah, and, I'm lo- and actually, when I look, there is Cheetah at the end. Yeah. She is there. It doesn't even look like she's angry. It, it more not like kill you angry. <laughs> She actually looks more just like, why the fuck are you doing this? And that's where I get it. If the art is anything mm-hmm. to look from, it's not like she's baring her teeth. She looks pissed, like you're fucking up my whole deal, because I have a feeling that what is going on is affecting all of Wonder Woman's you right. know, world. And you might find out that these lies that are happening have helped Cheetah to stay you know, by herself and away from people and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. But I, I want to see what happens. And also, I get the 
feeling that the whole thing with Steve Trevor is going to get a little twisty and turny as well, and shit's going. This Wonder Woman's world is getting tossed and turned around that she doesn't know. You don't know. Next week they might be married. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I anything. don't know. But yeah, I want to see what happens. I really like the art it. in this book uh, though is beautiful, and I thought it. Yeah, honestly, I really thought it couldn't get any better than fucking David Finch on the art. But this is top notch to me. It's really good. It is really good, and I like the. Uh, it, it's very easy to follow. There's no tricks, no gimmicks. It's just fucking straight it out. It looks deal. beautiful. Yeah, it does. Uh, what did you? Six point five out of ten. I actually are around an eight five. That's I liked it. I like Etta. Uh, you like Etta? I do. Now, I uh, couldn't remember. What? Have we seen Etta in the normal Wonder Woman book before? I, see, that's the thing. I couldn't Neither remember. Neither could either. I. So I'll have to look. I, I, I know we've been dealing with Etta a lot lately in like Legend. Yeah. Yeah, she's great in that. But yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to. That's look. one thing I did not I don't look remember. up. <laughs> um, Everything else. The other thing. Uh, I just here's no, a Eddie weird Kenny, deal. I know her. I don't have I'm to look her up. A little shout out, a little callback. I missed the thing in Detective that I don't know why it just came up. Remember at the point when Batman says, "I'm going to have to ask her." Remember that? No. And you, yeah. There's a part where Batman basically it's Alfred says. Have you asked her yet? No, no, I'm keeping on the slide. Oh, it's yes. a very weird... What do you think he's talking about? I don't about? know. I actually thought about that earlier, and then it completely left I my mind. I forgot all so about I... it when we were talking, and I don't know if it's possibly... You're, you're made to think that it's Kate. Right. I think it might be something with uh, Stephanie and her dad. I really do. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm bringing it up now. It just... Well, I was thinking of mysteries and stuff <laughs> and that. That's, yeah. But yeah, I put 8.5. I love the art. And I'm intrigued by the story. I love Wonder Woman. I like Wonder so, Woman, too. I just don't going. want a comic book to turn into work, even more than it already yeah. is what we do. But I'm telling you, I had to keep stopping and looking up stuff to make yeah, sure. but it's weird. You really didn't. You just go with it. You go with the, and if I just go with with the idea like, that nothing in her life is what it seems, like you talk, and she's trying to break through the lies, then it's, it's fine yeah, to what, me. What is that tribe in the beginning, then, before it was the hyena men? That's just, I'm thinking that it's just that area is, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I don't like that. I if, don't think you have to know. If, if, I feel if like it's you, something important, they will tell us later. I don't think anything. that Greg Rucka is jumping on here to say, like, you better know this. It's like the deconstruction of a character, and this is going to be his great legacy with the Wonder Woman, but it's, right now it means nothing to me. Well, uh, what I'm saying is, I, what I get is I'm going with exactly what he told us about everything falling apart and the lies, and she doesn't know that, you know, Wonder Woman isn't Wonder Woman, and she has eight origins, she's going to go with that, and from there, I'm going to take the big thing, she she tried to get the cheetah, she has to get the cheetah, the only way she can get the cheetah is break through these lies, of basically, to me, what they use the New 52 version of cheetah, like, hey, we, we don't want cheetah, so we're going to have these hyena men, right. and she broke through that to get all the way back to post-crisis, Barbara Minerva. Barbara Minerva was, was cheated though back in the New Fifty Two. Yeah, but they didn't use her like that, and and that was more of a there wasn't there was that uh, what's it called that villains issue right the villains month thing that was not much. This is all seems to be either Greg Rucka hated Azarello's run because really there was not a lot of that. That was more of the oh, mythical yeah, yeah, yeah. deal. That's what I'm saying. She yeah Barbara Minerva was there, but she wasn't really anything. She'd show up in fucking annuals. You know that one that Justice went, League issue, and they they broke into that fucking you know that temple. That was a terrible that, issue. That crazy ass thing. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's and maybe it's him saying, look, the New Fifty Two fucking made an awful cheetah. I'm gonna even do that. That you're seeing that all these things twisted and turned. I don't know. I like it. 
But yeah, we're going to take a break. And we're going to be back with The Flash, Aquaman, and Justice League, number 52. Hello, Weird Science DC Podcast. Hello, Jim. Hello, Eric. Hello, Reggie. Hello, Chris. And hello, Mother. It's Dancing Mike calling in again. I think I'll call a few times this week, so I don't leave one 18-minute message. I'll probably leave two or three messages and probably be about an hour and a half. You'll have a nine-hour podcast. Everyone will be happy. Um, Some uh, having to die laughing about the last letter I sent to you guys where I heard you try to pronounce Marvel because I'm from Tennessee, whereas uh, the town of Maryville is usually referred to as Marvel because we're all from Marvel, man. Um, I am from East Tennessee. I've lived here all my life. I was born and raised here, but I lost most of my accent because acting. Um, I do agree with you about the Tennessee Titans uh, being a suck bucket because I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan in the 70s. Stayed with them through the horrible 80s. You don't bring the Houston Oilers up here, stick a silly T on the side of their helmet and expect me to cheer for them. And as Charlie Daniels once said, you just go and lay your hand on a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and I think it's you'll finally understand um, I did go to the Golden Age in 1942 again today. They are awesome. They offered me a choice of covers for Detective Comics and Wonder Woman between alternate and uh, they, you know, alternate or regular. I picked the regular, I believe, because I like them better. But again, uh, Golden Age in 1942 is a great store here in Marvel, Tennessee, and uh, it's just hilarious hearing you guys pronounce uh, it that way. A quick note on Maryville, a few years ago, uh, ESPN actually broadcast a Maryville um, high school football game because they have a really good team. And the first half, the announcers kept saying, Maryville is, and Maryville, and Maryville. During halftime, someone must have said to them, hey, guys, um, you might want to tone it down a bit. So the second half, it was all Maryville, which is about how most of us pronounce it who aren't, you know, really. The, the country accent, though, basically Marvel. That's about, yeah, it's Marvel. That's where I'm from. Anyway, um, enjoy the podcast, and I'll probably call back with some other nonsense uh, pretty soon. And you can this way you can break it up without having to actually, you know, edit the phone call, because the less editing, the better it is. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Bye. The Flash number one. Flash number one, Eric. Is that what we're doing? Flash number one, written by Joshua Williamson. I don't know if he wrote this with a hammer. Boy, he was pounding some shit in it. I better not get under that. Let's get it. Art by you got to force it in somehow, Art Jim. by Carmen D. Giandamenko. Yeah, that sounds like Ivan somebody. Vicencia and Steve Wands. There we go. If anybody listening didn't like what I have to say about Flash Rebirth number one, <laughs> hit the fast forward right now and come back later because you're going to hate me even more, Eric. Before you do, however, let me explain something. I love The Flash, and I love Joshua Williamson. And while I thought they were a bit of an odd pairing, I was looking forward to this series so much. I am not bailing on it just yet, but I'm starting to lose my patience. This issue continues with the recap, even giving us some odd information. But the things I really didn't like in this issue were the heavy-handed storytelling and the fact that I really don't like any of the characters in this book so far, especially Barry Alan. Yeah, that's a problem. Why? Why? Why does he come off as a jerk? 
He comes off as first off, somebody get him Adderall. <laughs> Are they really spelling out like is the Speed Force? Is that actually what's happening? Jenny McCarthy, call her up right now. The Speed Force causes fucking autism and fucking ADHD, I guess. Because well, I don't want none of that. Oh, Speed well, Force. it seems like that's the big thing now. I remember way back, if you remember as well, when they started the Flash TV show, I said to you, when I, I watched the pilot, I think it was one of those, the pilot may have even leaked ahead of time. Yeah, and, probably. And maybe. I watched it, and I really liked it. But I said to you, they're, they're really going back to this Barry is always late business. And it's oh, that's the freaking trope of the whole con- thing. It's constant. And you get that here. And I know, I, I don't know. It's so weird to me because I think that just from me reading every issue of the New 52 and coming into this, I think that is where most of my anger – not anger, but most of my being upset about this because – Got a of, bit of a handicap. In a, well, in a book that's supposed to be about the fastest man alive, Eric, I don't know why we're starting so slow. Ooh. What do you think of that? That should have been my <laughs> little thing there because we start off and we get more recap. We, not even just that. We're going to get the whole accident. We're going to see how Barry Allen Several years became ago on the, the night flash, of the storm. The night of the storm. Now, all the other times we've seen this, you know, we've seen – I've always thought Barry was by himself that night. Eric. Yeah, it always looked that? like to me that he was like after hours because Barry always has to get shit done. But here you have August Hart who is his – I'd say close to being his uh, BFF. Almost a bromance going on here. Because, I, not at this point, I wouldn't well, say. Well, even then, though, because he's saying, hey, Barry, you know what? My mom and dad, they want to find out my brother's murder. Uh, I need another set of eyes on it. Hey, don't you worry. I got you. Your brother was a good cop. If, if he there were more like him, my dad wouldn't be in prison. I'm like, okay. That's all Barry cares we, about. It has yeah. something to do with him. Holy crap. Every, every and conversation really, you have with Barry on, yeah. I want some pizza too. Like my father used to yeah. like it before he went to prison I, I really with pepperoni. Like, Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> but yeah, in my mind, you're right though. Because really at the end of this whole thing, you get the idea that Barry is, just wants some help. is so self-centered. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He's like, you know, uh, you know what, Barry? I like uh, you know, running fish. You like running <laughs> I don't know what else you My father about. used to yeah, like running fish. Now he's in a cell. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know what? They had a lot of graffiti near where my brother was murdered. You know who used to like graffiti? My dad. His tag name. My was mother before he was Beetle murdered. Brox. Before your brother. Yeah, really. You think you it's all about bad. me, August? Uh, but yeah, August is there. He's like, hey, and I like it. To, it's like right then, like, hey, you know what? I'll do my best. You know, and then come back after your shift, and we'll look at the results together. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on there. It's yeah, I, I don't know what Barry's insinuating. I really don't. But yeah, they're going to go over, and he's like, Barry just needs right. a friend at this point. I think he does. But again, they are really this. This happened. You know where this happened before in the Catwoman book when he she went to uh, what's his name, the the walrus looking guy, the guy uh, Tusk. Lou, no, no, the, the oh fence. fuck, oh Louie, 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 and you were like Louie the stash. Yeah, you were like. The fuck did this Louis show up? Louis, the, you know what I mean? Like, when the hell? Because we're seeing this. August Hart. This is years ago. All of a sudden, now it's that August was always in his life. You know, my longest and dearest friend. Yeah, you August know the Hart. guy that that was there and saved me when I I got hit by the lightning and the chemicals. You know, August Hart. I'm going back to like every issue of the Flashback of New Fifty Two to see if I could point out August Hart somewhere. Like, cause he works the night shift. It, he says it'd be funny too. He's just in the always background. There. Yeah, he's always there. He's with Pandora. A he's a. Bro- 
really, at what, how you got upset about that, Louie, that's how I was like, really? That, that's what you're giving us now? Because, yeah, he gets hit by the, the chemicals and the lightning. Um, and it's very heavy-handed. We need a connection to this, and we have to have to throw in this new Yeah, character. I don't mind that. I don't even mind. I don't even think you really needed a connection. Now, we'll see how it goes on, because I think where they're getting at is that August is going to end up blaming Barry as the Flash at some, or whatever it may be. I don't. Of course. But yes, everybody blames the Flash. Nicest guy ever. Him and Dick Grayson, fucking nicest guys ever, always getting blamed. I don't know. I read that last issue of Justice League 51. Flash is kind of a dick. Yeah, he was. And he was a dick to Dick Grayson. So, yeah. Well, here you go. And then you get the, uh, you know, I'm Barry Allen. I'm the fastest man alive. Again. I know, at, Barry. At, come at, on. Yes. At, again, if you haven't been reading the Flash, especially if you just. This is your first Flash issue. Oh, it's not a bad way to jump off. No, it's great. Um, but for somebody who's been reading, it just gets a little too much. Uh, let's skip some pages here. Yeah, All really, right. because we're going to have a little – we have a one-page rebirth, DCU rebirth special and Flash rebirth. You have the mention of Wally. Hey, Wally, he's, you know, he's back. Oh, he's helping the Teen Titans. He's helping those Teen Titans. And then, hey, me and Batman, we found the suspicious thing. And ah, we'll get to that later. And it just, to me, it's like, okay, we're now recapping a recap of a recap. And it, it's very quick. That's funny, it's too. Just, at the end of it, it's like, like read, read about it in DCU Rebirth and Flash Rebirth. And I'm sitting here, what about Titans Rebirth? Yeah, what about Titans? Why don't they just, just say everything they in just here? just say, yeah, read everything. Just read <laughs> everything. But it just seems so heavy-handed. Anything with a flash in it, you better fucking read it. So he goes off, and there is a tornado, I believe, right? A tornado? It, it, I always mix up tornadoes and hurricanes, but he's in the mid, you know, central Midwest. city. They have tornadoes. There's a big disaster. He goes, yeah, he does. Tornadoes down, Flash. You did it. <laughs> you did what? What do you do? I don't know. I, I guess. I he, was too busy doing ran, the recap. Yeah, I was off reading Rebirth. He ran, I'm telling <laughs> you, he had to have ran the opposite way, right? Yeah, that's, that's, flash. that's what happened. So we, we get that. But he's there and he's like, he goes too far. He's like, okay, good. Got the tornado down. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to start rebuilding all the homes. I'm going to start with whoa, the Johnson's there. Yeah. And uh, the fireman even says like, whoa, 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 you can't do that. And, fire and, woman. Or fire woman. And even at this point, now she seems like a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, don't you even dare do that. We can't do that. Nah, she's just with the ball protocol. No, it's just weird. It, it's a weird thing to have that even thrown in the mix. It's very odd. So he's like, oh, and then she's about to Flash thank can't him. do all he wants to do. No, that's, that's all it is. And he zooms off before she can say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what a dick. And the hits just keep on coming with that tickliness. He's like, hey, you know who also liked protocols? My dad. He's, he's in jail now. He followed all the protocols. See where that got him? Yeah, just, he followed everything. I mean, he's in jail. But no, you, you get the idea through the whole thing. It ends up being, you get a couple things. Uh, Barry's always late. Yep. Because he's we overworked. We got a checklist of stuff we got to do oh, with yeah, the tropes. Because he's overworked, because he needs help but doesn't want to accept it. So we get that. He goes to the, this crime scene, sings there like, oh, late again. And he, and he's a dick. Hey, I know. I know I'm late. You, knowing you're late out. doesn't help the victim, Alan. I'm like, wait a second. Barry Allen is a forensic scientist. His job is after the fact. Yes. Him showing up on time is only putting those gloves on to check the shit a little quicker. He's going to get the job done. The, the guy is dead. 
Barry Allen, the forensic scientist. Sometimes dead is better, Jim. Well, sometimes dead is better. Now, in this as well, there are a lot of times with Flash that he does seem to be like too much reactionary to people. Like later on, Iris, well, they see these I things. I don't even think by. that. I'll tell you, Singh is reaming him out. And he tunes him out completely. Yeah, and August has to say, yeah, he's not listening to you, Singh. No, he's not listening. He's a dick. He's no, a no. dick. I had to tell you, that is even the worst at this part because he's talking about over and over again how he has all these things he wants to get done. I need to have justice for these people who died. Mm-hmm. I need to freaking find out whoever did this. Oh, look at the time. I got to go have coffee with uh, Iris yeah, and her well, nephew. Even that, you get the, the thing where it is continuing a bit of last issue as well where they're like, Barry Allen. He tries to do too much. He makes mistakes. And it just, again, like you said, even the panel, if you're looking at him, looking at it where he's like, knowing you're late doesn't help the victim, Alan. He's yelling at him. And you look, and Barry has the most aloof, fucking pretentious look on his face while he's putting that glove on. I think he's actually taking it off to slap Sing with it with the glove and and challenge him to a duel. This panel, though, because the caption going on inside Barry's head is is actually over top of Sing's dialogue. That is is great. That is really good. Yeah, he's not listening. He never does. He doesn't care. I Um, am Barry Allen. My dad's in jail. My mom's dead. Who are you? What do you have Sing? You and your fucking rights. Then you have you have friggin' uh, uh, August Hart then shows up and he like you said hey he ain't listening to you up until this point up actually through the whole thing pretty much August is actually the most likable character I Definitely. will I will give you that and it's kind of I think it, that is a red herring type of thing they're throwing that out so when he does go bad because I'm assuming he is going to go bad. Uh, that will be the like, holy shit, the one guy I liked and he's bad. Uh, I'm telling you, in my mind, you got to assume at some point everyone's going to go bad. Yeah, well, it, it, everybody has. Because then, hey, I'd shake your hand, but I'm waiting for friggin' August to say to Barry, uh, because you're germphobic, what, you're a dick? <laughs> oh, I know. You oh, don't... but you never found my brother's killer. <laughs> Just... <laughs> so then the he. You're he... too busy in a coma, Barry... Alan. Yes, Barry does his stuff then with the, you know, hey, they left these containers untouched. Really, this is um, tertiary. Very. You know what I mean? This is just a setup for later when you get the. You don't even get anything out of that. I'm saying all this is is so that later you can have August say to those guys. You must have been at the, you know, the lab earlier. I recognize you guys because he does have a reason that one of the characters is called Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know even know what they're doing. I don't know. But you have that there. There's a guy laying dead on the floor and like, hey, Barry, aren't you supposed to be? (laughs) Oh, shit. I forgot about my appointment with Iris, my date with Iris and Wally. Oh, no. Justice will have to wait. Yeah. Well, before he leaves, though, (laughs) there's this, this girl, Kristen. Who says, "Hey, don't worry, I'll help. I'll do this." And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Listen, intern, you're not going to do Lady. this." Lady, like, I have I got a promotion months ago. I'm now on the payroll. I haven't been an intern for half a year. You piece huh. of shit! And he's like, "Huh? Really? Okay, see ya. Gotta go." Then he leaves, and then he says, "Boy, I should have stayed and helped, but no, no." Yeah. Yeah, Iris Coffee would understand, but ever since it, a Kid Flash, you have to throw that. Now, he is saying to us, like you said earlier, he's saying that maybe I should have stayed to help an actual case that I'm getting paid yeah. to, to figure out, and somebody whose loved one is dead, 
No, I gotta go have lunch with with Wally and Iris. Not and, even lunch. They're having coffee. Well, they're having it, and they're having it at Jitters, Eric. Of course the, they the, are. The hilarious name for a coffee shop, Jitters. Ah, it's a uh, Central City staple. Yes. Yeah, so they go there. It's like Tim Hortons. They go there and <laughs> no, it's like, it's hey, not. hey, sorry, I'm late. Okay, here we go again. I wish that we did have a video podcast where we can have it. And I just want to just mark it off again. Ding. Yeah. You're late again, Barry. Oh, gee. And then you have Iris and Iris. I think that the problem is, is that Iris has not told Barry that at points in this book she's had a sex change because she looks like a dude half the time. I, I really have a problem. I like the art in general. I really like the art when it's flash, but the, the regular people at points, you said at the beginning, August Hart, you thought it was a lady. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the art, Carmine has a bit of a problem with actual just people. And you go well, but well, you even when there. we start when we started this issue though, I saw the art and I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna work for the Flash because it seemed too like stagnant. I don't know if that's the word I want to use, but once it reminds he gets into me the Flash of, costume, yeah, once the costumes and it's great. It reminds me of the the actual normal quote unquote normal people uh, remind me a lot of Constantine uh, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I that. still think I still think Barry's gonna pull out a cigarette and start smoking and get hello, Rolf. Well, yeah, so then they, the Iris and uh, Wally and Barry start talking. You're just, in my mind now, you're just trading off everything. Like, there's Aquaman, there's Barry Allen, there's it Constantine. Is as well. every character. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like how we say all the Robins look alike when they're exactly. younger, especially now where it's just hey, everybody. look at them guys. It's Here, the Robins, Bruce Wayne, Batman, or Clark Kent. And even Superman and Batman often look alike. So, But then everybody else looks alike. And you know what? Uh, now I'm going to think that Wally looks – does he look like Cyborg a bit? I don't know. Uh, that seems racist there. I don't know why you made me say that. Uh, but then now he talks to Iris and Wally, and it, it – Scene seven. Again, yes. Again, you have the idea that, yes, you have to bring these new readers in, but it really comes off as if they have never met or didn't know each other a lot. At this stage of how we think things are, Wally – and Barry are I, – I can't say they're tight, tight. No. They're friends. They know each other. Well, they, they know each other each well other enough where Wally doesn't pay fucking Barry any well, attention Wally at all. And, yeah, because he dismisses I, his well, ass. No, he dismisses him because if you would guess, if I would go from what I saw and he has helped him. Yeah. But I also think that in my mind he has – told him he's going to do a bunch of things. Remember they went to the baseball game the one time, and I, they've done things together. But I, I, in my mind, it's like, hey, Wally, I'll be over next weekend. I'll take you to the uh, the football game. And he goes, he's just sitting there like little Eric Shea, the little suitcase there on the, uh, you know. That's, wait, why, Daddy. that's where I might have went with. But this is like a, hey, uh, hey, Wally, by the way, Barry here is the smartest person I know. No, we're, we're past this. Um, but yeah, even that, he's like, hey, how, how do you like living with your aunt Iris? What are you talking about? Uh, you come over our fucking house every week. What, what is that all about? Half a year, Barry. But it's because this is throwing me off a little, but this oh, seems the to be I the think only book that throws me off this it's, way. It's true. It is weird, but I'm telling you, for something like this, maybe we got to jump in like three issues later because this is for people who have not read well, The Flash. This is the problem is because I'm reading it and have to review it that it is a problem. I think it is a great way to get people. Like I'd have a whole pa- a paragraph during a written review. Okay, this is the recap yeah, section. Here we right, go, let's move baby. on. But even then, like the way that Joshua Williamson is playing this, you could have Wally show up or Wally Barry show up and say, "Hey, Wally, sorry I haven't been around as much as I was. I've been really overworked. Oh, you, white boy. you know, but I'm I'm really overworked, and I want to get back. You know, how have things been?" 
this really seems like if you would just jumped in, you'd be like, oh, he doesn't really know Wally. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, uh, but yeah, they, Barry shirking his duties to go have coffee with no, his they're lady. just making it seem like they've never met them. I do, I don't understand, but you get that. So they're talking, and then you're going to get this whole thing where Barry is at, trying to be at eighty places at once, and or two. because well, because the fire engines go, and that's where he's like, oh, what's going on? And this is where I was saying earlier where he is a forensic scientist. He's like, oh, I'll be right back. I should call. No, you don't need to call the station. That's not your job. Yeah. If I was Iris, I'd be like, hey, what the fuck are you – what are you doing? Why are you – what is that? That is not what your job is. But he always makes it – there's always that weird thing where he says this like, boy, I better go check that out. No. God damn it, Barry. You are not the most You're important not, man alive. not a police officer. You're a forensic scientist. You're a that nerd, is, Barry. Yeah, yeah. Why are you doing this? But he goes off and at, right as he's going, uh, there's Wally on his tablet oh my god it also says star labs transport under a tab this is the most <laughs> up-to-date website that these people are going with and so he goes the oh. hell of an app you got there but yeah, wally so, so he's going off and that's where you're going to get the thing where we talked about earlier even before that you really like the the dual thing where he has to save two different he's at two different crimes yeah scenes. there's a fire that he has to save everyone i really like the panel layout but he's also going and the it's just the fire part is so forced of, uh, hey, I'm just going to do the basic things. He saves everyone. Now, why? She's like, wait, my children are <laughs> there. And I'm like, he's like, oh, whoops, my bad. And, and starts to head back. But it did remind oh, me of Jose lot. Canseco. Yeah, it reminded me of Jose Canseco in The Simpsons where they had the, the softball team. And Jose Canseco was on the way to the game. And there was a fire. And he goes into, but, but my piano. My player piano. <laughs> kept bringing the stuff out and he, but all on the front lawn it's like everything there that's what it reminded me of and it made me laugh um in the meantime august is at the standoff at the star against ultron i thought at first I'm like, yeah, yeah. Fuck are these people yeah, are really, they? these guys and that's where he's like hey the guns aren't working and then he jumps in and this is where i see the things he's like uh the the guys who end up being black hole they're just armored guys and they get out of the van if you if you value your life and then the guy says, please don't. And then the guy yells, you will obey Dr. Carver. I don't know who the fuck Dr. Carver is. And I was so confused. And like <laughs> I, you I said, don't I don't know who Dr. Carver is. I, I still don't know what the hell these people, they broke into Star Labs for. Now they're hijacking a Star Labs van yeah. and talking about Dr. Carver. I don't know who these black hole people are, except they have a connection to August's brother's death fucking yeah, five years because ago. Because that's when August steps up and he's like, hey, 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 hey. Stop. Hey, take me instead. A cop makes a better hostage. And I think that if I was the black hole guys right now, I would turn, shoot him right in the face. They're very talky. Hey, cops make better hostages. And they're like, well, you know, sir, we're not really here for hostages. We're here. I, I expect the one guy, shut up. We're <laughs> we had a secret plan going here, buddy. But yeah, they're like, nobody, nobody needs to die because of a science experiment. And then the guy comes up with the science is mankind's greatest weapon, officer. And then I'd be oh, like, what God, the yeah. fuck? You guys are insane. Just let me leave. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, but yeah, they get that. And then the one guy looks like he looks like Deadpool. His face suddenly is like, yeah, I, oh, fuck I'm telling you, I don't know if that's Dr. I don't Carver. know if that's Doctor Carver. 
I don't know. Uh, but but yeah. I do like the panel layout. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And, and you get the whole thing. Barry, again, he's trying to save all these people. He saves the kid. The kid has a, Of course, the kid has a Superman fucking thing on. And he's like, hey, that's great. And Barry has the biggest smile on his face, too. Whatever, like, I got that, too. Big doofus. But yeah, and then he's like, oh, I got to get there. I, oh, and then he remembers. He's like, August. He runs over. Unfortunately, he's too late. Home. Yeah. Uh, right before, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they'll go home. He goes off, and you have the we're the black hole. That's where August is like, hey, there was that symbol spray painted near my my brother's death, and what I'm the thinking, fuck really? are these people? first off, yeah, you kill they've, a guy. They've really matured in that five years, and you kill a guy, and then you're busy tagging walls. <laughs> what is that all about? Like, hey, we've, it's like the Zaz. They're like Zaz. Anybody they kill, they got to fucking spray paint a That's wall. That's all right. This black hole thing. The symbol that they're talking about, I'm like, oh, they're part of Spiral? Yeah, really, and that whole, like, thing, that could just be somebody who accidentally sprayed pa- it. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting angry, but uh, it is kind of goofy. But he, Barry runs, he's like, hey, I gotta stop him. He goes, and I don't know really what happened. That, nope. that Whatever was in the van that like they were trying to twice. get. Well, when whatever they were getting in the van, because they said we're getting back what's rightfully ours. Obviously, they have chemicals, I guess, in that van as well. Uh, maybe even the stuff they got earlier. I'm guessing maybe that this Dr. Carver is another guy who is trying to replicate the experiment that Wally made Wally flash. There's a chance people are going, well, that's because, well, they got all this stuff. And here's the thing. That's their thing. They're getting that van. They're stealing it. The van is what caused him to become the flash. Whatever was in the van blew up and made him be the flash along with Barry hitting with the spot. That's what it looks like happened. I really, I'm telling you, I'm looking at it right now. Experiment. You see yeah, the yeah, van. Yeah. I, I, I see a them. gigantic lightning strike that goes. I, the van, honestly, the first time I read this, I didn't even notice that because it's in the background, like, you know, like really faded out a bit. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, the van's fucking exploded. Yeah, the van exploded, and they're there to grab what and they say. Whatever is in that van is rightfully theirs. Yeah. So something is in that van. They've already stolen chemicals. Which we got heavy-handedly forced twice here, and whatever. We're, that's the experiment, and I don't even know. Are you guessing that the van blows up because of flashes, speed force lightning, or is it that I don't gunshot? Flashes, speed force because, lightning. Because the gunshot, fla- Barry is way past him. Yeah. At that point, it blows up. He's about to go, and I think it's whatever that gun thing is, because whatever that is, it's very odd. It's very odd. I am a little upset going forward just because we had made fun of what the story seemed to be, that we were, oh, there's a light, you know, lightning strike, and everybody... I, at this point, I thought there was going to be ten flashes running around, right. crazy shit, and really, we're, we get the first one after two issues and that's the cliffhanger and it just seems to me like i i want to get going a little more this is not setting up the characters as anything that i don't know and anything that pretty much anybody who knows flash or even doesn't know i would have known this years ago just going in that oh yeah here we go barry's always late you can get this but this has all been set up it's setting up nothing we, we finally get August. Now we'll see what's going on. I'm excited going forward. I want to see how this goes. Yeah, I want to see how it pans out. Um, but didn't you think by now we would have had a, a team of Flashes? We, I'm telling you. That's just what it's going to be. That's what we heard going into Rebirth. It's going to be a whole bunch of Flashes going on, some Speed Force nonsense. 
Yeah. And honestly, I'm like, we kind of had this before, like when everybody was trapped in the freaking well, we savage well, slime. We had the, speed the force. opposite with Zoom had his Zoom crew. No, I'm not even ta- I'm talking about before that, when like when Iris got the speed force and all those other people got the speed force. And then Iris got her powers in a yeah. suit, and then you never and got all those. Stuff. And then all those other people did too. Yeah, yeah. They ended up uh, dying. Yeah, but yeah, we're. I don't know. I, I just, it just feels like everything's a rehash. I'm not. I'm not really enjoying it. I really yeah. am not, and I really do like the Flash. This is one of the books that, when we switched things up and gave each other different books of ours, I said I want to keep because of Joshua Williamson. But so far, this doesn't Plus seem. The Flash, flash. is fun. And well, it, it, to me right now, it's not that fun, yeah. and it's Most not. It. It's not fresh or new. It's. It, this is not a rebirth, Eric. This is a rehash. Rerun. Think of that. Rerun. Clip show. Yeah, it is. Uh, but we'll see going forward. I'm still on board. I'm I really just, like the art, though. When our yeah, boys in too. the costume, yeah. I love it. I love all the lightning going everywhere. I even like, I love the color work, too. Yeah, it, it looks, looks good. really good. Uh, I gave it a 5 out of 10. I like this less than last issue, the Rebirth number one. Right. And I gave that a 6, so I had to go a little uh, uh, lower. And I gave it the 5, which you know what that means, Eric. I do know. I, was, I actually was a little irritated when I got done that it just, I'm like, really? We're getting all this over again. What would you give it? I think I'd give it a six. I'm pretty much right where I was last issue because we're not getting anything new. Yeah, no, we're not getting anything new. It just seems very weird that we're not moving forward to anything brand new. Yeah. All right. Uh, Reggie, how are you? Hello. How are you doing, Reggie? I just Reggie is here. Reggie's here. And Reggie, if I'm not mistaken, this is going to be your first rebirth. There was your first rebirth book, correct? That's right, yeah. I correct. I am always correct. You are very good. As always. So what other ones do you have coming up? Is this just the only one? Uh, I'm doing Teen Titans, which is and in that's October. Not for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what is your next round of books coming up? You you have, um, I can't even remember. You have Batgirl and stuff like that, correct? I don't think so. Like you are? I think he's got Green Lantern and... Uh, and the, uh, yeah, uh, Green Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps. Probably not, that's probably oh, no, the no, next no, one. It's just it's weird right now. Me and Eric are like the dominant force of the Reaper yeah. on our podcast on the site. But then eventually, I think Jody's new Superman is coming up, and that and garbage. Yeah, and yeah, I, but, I think you have re, uh, Batgirl, Reggie. Yeah, I think he does. Right. Uh, those are all like I think most of your stuff is going to hit in uh, July. The one reason I was asking is when you're going to get your debut. On the books of the week, whatever the hell we call it. I have a feeling. I, have a feeling I know when that's going to be. I have a feeling as and well. I don't, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a rebirth title. No, I don't think it is either. And Eric has no I have idea. No what idea what the fuck talking you're talking about. about. Yeah. Wink, wink, Reggie. I, wink, I wink, nudge, I nudge. I do too, and it's going to be very exciting. We're going to announce that sometime later. Yeah. But what is the right. book we're talking? What is your rebirth? Bags. <laughs> It's uh, Aquaman number one, written by Dan Abnett, art by Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy, and Gabe Altayeb. The Atlantean Embassy slash Aquarium Spindrift is open for business, and Aquaman and Mera have invited representatives from around the world to gawk. Ray Delane of the Daily Planet turns out not to be Ray Delane of the Daily Planet at all. Ooh. He's Black Manta in disguise. I don't know. I think he. I think Black Manta is Ray Delane for the Daily Planet. <laughs> and he's in disguise. You know, he is James Woods. He, he falls into that character. He sold that character 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. After flooding the place and skewering Sark and Mara in their shoulders with his harpoon gun, Manta tussles with Aquaman and the last panel stabs him in the shoulder. 
He's good at the shoulder stabs. Yep. But uh, Eric mentioned well, before we started here where I have had a major, major problem. First off, I had a major problem with the Rebirth books that have been a lot of rehash yes. and, and recap or whatever. The first, uh, pretty much all of the first ones. And not even just that. Like, the worst to me were, were this one, Aquaman Rebirth number one, and Flash Rebirth number one. Now, the thing that got me was that we had been, obviously, we read the New 52, we'd been reviewing the stuff, and Dan Abnett had started this recap before Rebirth number one. So when Rebirth number one, it's all this, the same thing. We've gotten it through the whole Aquaman thing of the surface world versus uh, the Atlanteans. Yeah. And, oh, you know, each of them hate each other. We keep going back. All the way back, back to Throne of Atlantis. Throne of Atlantis, and they keep throwing that out. In fact, it was it the rebirth issue we talked about, Reggie, where the guy, it was, when the guy was on, those stinking Atlanteans, yeah. they killed my, you know, yeah, we, yeah. we get that. And it is starting to wear on we me. We even had uh, Aquaman um, say it here about, no, thanks to my brother Orm. Well, and I and here's the weird thing. I don't know what black magic that Dan Abnett's doing <laughs> because in this book I did not mind any of that. I really liked it. But maybe it's because it just seemed like a fresh take on it, and I really do think that it was a lot to do with Mara and how Mara right off the bat describes the whole thing and it made it so instead of them just Sitting there like, those stinking surface people. Or you, you'd have all these, you know, the the uh, terrorists. They had the, uh, you know, terrorists called? versus yeah, they, freedom fighters. The, the Deluge. The, yeah, yeah, the Deluge. You're right. And um, so instead of that, though, we get Mara saying like, hey, I understand what you're trying to do. We may not see this in our lifetime. Uh, you know, this is a bridge that you want to build. And for some reason, the way it was spelled out here, it made it more personal. And and finally, it just didn't seem like a generic thing. It seemed like, okay, now I kind of do get a little more that Aquaman legitimately wants to bring, you know, his, his dad's world and his mother's world, which we had all the time. But for some reason, the way they spelled it out and the way Mara said, I, I she says, you're a man of two worlds and you want to unite them. And right there, I'm like, okay. I'm in. Right. They start like making whole out. cause now, you know, instead of yeah, all this other just, bullshit. It but seemed, and, and there will Eric be other bullshit soon enough. Yeah, always there will be. But, like, I, I did like Eric mentioned earlier with, uh, hey, Dan Abbott's done a lot of legwork up until now. And, yes, it's annoyed you, but now it's paying off. The one thing I do have to say that he has done is the Spindrift Station. Yeah. We've got a lot of that, so you didn't need to have craziness going in there. And if new people and, come in, they're like, hey, wh- how did this get built? Hey, go back here. It's already taken care of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even that, you you realize it's just a station. Yeah. You're there. It's their thing. And they spell yeah, out enough. Like, hey, we have these dry dry rooms for you. We have this. And I, I really liked it. And uh, we see, though, when Mara and Aquaman, Arthur, are making out, there's that peeper. <laughs> there's that man of peeping. And I, I, I'm telling you, I don't like the art of him there. No, no. Sitting there. No. He looks weird. He's just sitting there uh, thinking himself, get back in that bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's doing he's, there. He looks really creepy. Very, very uh, shadow-faced, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you think Matt Blackman has gotten laid in a long time? I doubt it. No, he spent most of his time in a cell. That's, yeah, I don't think well, he's, he's taking that suit he's off. Either, he's either in a cell or he's plotting yes, against Bear. Aquaman. Revenge yeah. takes a lot of free time. It does. Well, and before, even when we were talking, me and Reggie and, and Eric, we've talked about this as well, that we thought that Black Manta was done with this revenge thing after Forever oh, yeah, Evil and all too. that. I kind of like the way and, that was left, but oh well. Yeah, but 
back to the basics. bother me as much here. It, yeah, because it's back to the deal. You know, I, the thing they don't ever tell you here is that the day before this, Father's Day. Yeah, that Father's Day. So we didn't know that they also resurrected uh, Black Man's dad and Aquaman killed him again. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, take that. Actually, it's his father-in-law. I don't know, but no. And the whole thing was when they spelled it out in the New 52, the, the killing – you know, quote unquote, you killed my father was a little gray oh, yeah, area. It's vague. Well. I'm saying he didn't really yeah, kill his father. Yeah, heart attack. Because, yeah, no. So I don't know though. I don't That's know. That's a classic if they're, trope though. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know if they're sticking with that or if we're going to find out legitimately now because I don't know. It seems like to me it is a bit of a reset because Black Man has not cared. He has spelled it out that Father's he Day. did not care anymore. Father's I mean, Day got him. The reset is to establish. Daddy. Aspects of Aquaman <laughs> that we know from before the New Fifty Two, but not a race. Yeah. So, so and, you know, Black, Black Man is mean again. Mara is his. I thought she they were married, but Black Man calls her girlfriend. They're engaged. All right, fine. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> Black Man is right there. He's peeping. He has just gone to the Poconos and put flowers on his daddy's grave, <laughs> and he's so upset right now that he came back and God. listened to a podcast. And and this guy on this podcast is going, Black Man calls him daddy. Ah. Ah, he's laughing, but yeah, you move on. They go to the spin dress station. You know, think about the, the pants we've seen of uh, Black Man. He's been sitting in that cell waiting to go on missions to kill folk. He now that he's out and about, he has nothing else to go back to than his vendetta. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I'll say is in the Sean Ryan Suicide Squad, which you may have heard I enjoy. Oh, I have. Uh, he, they made a really big thing. Sean Ryan made a really big thing of character work with him is that he always needs a cause. Yes. No matter what, he needs a cause to the point where he freaking stabbed the whole Suicide Squad in the back because he had met this guy in uh, – I, I can't even remember I that freaking like, uh, that. Uh, it was the Middle yeah. East. Remember that whole thing where uh, that was I don't when remember Boomer what the call got in trouble. I can't remember either. In Boomerang, when he said that everybody was working for the weekend, and uh, but Black Man pretty much stopped them all in the back and went with this because it was a cause, and he needs something like that. So I'll go with that. That, like you just said, he's not on the Suicide Squad anymore. They let him go, and now he needs something. I'll be to pissed off at Aquaman again. Why not? He, he was either going to do that I mean, or get the, a this, lot this is of all New England, porn. isn't it? Right? Isn't this taking place in New England? Yeah, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, so, he, yeah. so he's probably drunk. Yeah, he probably so. is. He, He's drunk, and for some reason, he got he's really wicked. Pissed. He got wicked he's, drunk at the He's pissed boss, about dude. Tom Brady's fucking suspension coming shit, up, and, and the Red Sox. Shit, he's so mad about the Red Sox that he's going to go and take it out. Red Sox. Hey, it's wicked hot. In the meantime, hey, yo, we have, Jay, what the hell is that thing? In the I think meantime, it's we dead, have this though. lady show up. This lady shows up, and I thought at first she was Australian with the crikey. I, I know that that is a British term, but I always associate it with Australia. So do I. Yeah, but it is bad. Crikey! So, How mean, many? Does she say it twice or three times? She says it more than twice. I know that. It just—I thought it was twice. Twice I could have handled. It was more than that because it started I getting on my nerves. I think that it's one of those that you—you'll be surprised if it's anything. It's three. Yeah. Because it would be crikey when she sees Spencer yeah. Station, crikey when she sees Aquaman, and crikey when there's an explosion. It's three. To, crikey! Uh, it's it's like crikey then. Crikey! Then. Crikey! Crikey! Hey, there. One of them really should have been a bloomin' crikey. Yeah, no, that's I. Oh, crikey! She meets Mara. Barbie. That's the writing tip for you. One of them could have been a bloomin' crikey. A bloomin' crikey and a wicked hard. So they go. (laughs) They're going in, and as they're walking in, this woman, I, I can't. What's her name? Uh, 
I'm looking at it. Lieutenant uh, Joanna Stubbs, Stubbs, Royal Navy. Stubbs. We'll call her Stubbs. Stubbs. Hey, Stubbs. Stubbs. But uh, there is Ray Delane. Now, this, we end up seeing, spoiler alert, this is Black Mana in disguise. If I'm in disguise as Black Mana, I'm trying to just get in here to blow this place up. I am not engaging everybody I see. He sees a military woman right away. Hey, Ray Delane here. I don't know why he's British to it. He's probably, hey, Ray Delane here. How you doing, baby? Hey, yo, Ray Delane. Yeah, and, and, and he just keeps going on and on. He, he is a talkative fella when usually you would just go in and go, hey, you know, not to say anything. Just go in. They're in line. They're getting checked in. And, uh, and uh, there he goes. It wasn't it Adolf Hitler that said that you, the public believes the lies that are the biggest and done by, you know, goofy holograms? What? You know what? I, I, I am not here to quote Hitler, no. Reggie. Go back to it in your mind, yeah. Kopp, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he goes in and they're, they're in line. They have to check in and there's the Atlantean guard. And there he is. Everybody else is like, yes, here's my name. He's like, hello, there's going to be some q and I like some FaceTime. Now I get that he's trying to see if they're going to be together. So he could, he, he wants to kill Mara. So, hey, is there a FaceTime with that girlfriend, you know, the redhead mermaid? <laughs> like, what is he doing? Well, the thing is, too, when we first started out with Ray Delane there, I was actually initially happy as hell that we got a Daily Planet reporter who was not Lois Lane. And I realized yeah, by the end of this, like, wow, there's more staff, but no, there's no more the staff. The thing is, though, by the end of this, I'm kind of happy it wasn't because she'd be in the trunk and there's no Superman yeah. to save her. No Superman to save her. There's no Superman anything. It doesn't matter. She'd be just dead. <laughs> it, you know, there, there's, one thing to save. there's one thing to save Lois Lane, but th- this is not saving. This is good, fellas. Yeah. He's fucking pounding in the trunk there. But yeah, then you get Sark, and Sark, boy. He is a smooth fucking yes. fellow. He is an under yeah, under you know, uh, in this, in this an under Steve Lothario. Like Steve oh my god! Yeah, he does. A little bit, a little bit of the uh, thyroid eye. I'm just looking at the book though. Freaking uh, Ray Delane is so method. Wowzers! He's so darn tall. That's what I'm He's just going <laughs> on and on. He is really in that role. Black Mana has like here's his cause. Wowzers. He should be getting an, a fucking Oscar. Yeah, he got an Oscar. He, he, he's he's Three degrees of black man that we're going to be playing soon. Him and fucking Basil Carlo. Uh, but yeah, they go. You get the whole Sark. He, he, and you would guess that if this goes on and Sark isn't dead, Sark I don't know dead. if he is or not. If he isn't, you would think that this is going to be a relationship that they're going to use of, well, you know, look, if these two could get along, well, they're lovers. They're the surface world pounding the shit out of the fucking Atlanteans. Yep. And you would get that. He doesn't that. want to know Ooh, that his dick has uh, little tentacle suckers on yeah, it. He's got gills. He and actually later they give those slugs. He's just looking at her sucking action of those slugs to see if he still wants to date her. <laughs> yeah, so they go in. Here comes Ray Delane again. Hey, Ray Delane comes over. Like you said, wowzers! He's so darn tall. And there's the next one. Crikey, she says it again. And it's Aquaman and Mara, and they welcome everybody. And I, I really like it. Uh, then it gets weird again because, it, and he says, hey, listen, we want to bring everybody together. The station is to get the, the, you know, the surface and all and all this together. And there's fucking Ray Delane again, black man. And he said, hey, excuse me. I'm surprised he doesn't have press on his hat. <laughs> and, well, he interrupts and he wants to now, maybe he was going to, maybe that camera, because he's got a camera. Maybe that camera actually a shoots, gun? Out. Yeah. It, it shoots out fucking harpoons or something. He wants to get it right there. 
uh, or like Eric said, maybe he was going to say like, hey, by the way, what about that black man? Did you kill his dad? But I don't think that's the case. That, that it would be foiled. He wants to get everyone here. It's just a weird thing. He is just so over the top, but I, at, I don't mind. Look at Aquaman and Mary. Look at Aquaman. I can't talk now. Look at Aquaman and Mara here, like presenting themselves, everybody welcoming them in. I realize, though, I think rebirth also means we have to get rid of that Aquawoman costume that they put Mara in right beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Because she is back yeah. to basics. Yeah, I, like, I kind of like that yeah. look, though. Yeah, it seemed like people didn't Not like at that. All. People and were up and being you like. We like Actually, it. I think she, yeah. I think she does put the armor back on in a future issue. I think I saw something. Oh yeah, really? maybe I imagined it. Um, maybe that's her. Uh, you know, that's her dress. Thing, yeah, you know, her formal people. garb. Her but I like it. They have Ray Delane. Ray Delane's hungry. He's going to eat. And they're so they're serving up Atlantean cuisine, and he's eating. How does uh, you holographic know. disguise work? I, know. I just don't know. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, what? What's this shit?" And they're like, oh, that's Eloquay. It's seasoned with sea spice. Anything, if they would say to me, sea spice, I'm out. I, know. I, I don't know why. Is that like, that seems like it's, it's Atlantean voodoo. Just, like, and that'd just be like, same, oh, you know, rare oh, really, spices. Sea spice. Yeah, sea spice. Oh, really? Hey, try this hamburger. It's got surface spice on it. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, yeah, it's called Cajun spice. Dirt. It's dirt. Land <laughs> so spice. It's land spice. Sea spice. But yeah, and then he's like, what is this? It's just and, salt water, uh, isn't it? Yeah. I do like all this, though, too, because you know that he knows what that is. Black man is a man of the ocean oh, himself. Sure. He knows what that is. So he, he picked the most disgusting thing that somebody could at least say, oh, my God, you know what? He got I, a little I'm sick. looking at the rest of this food. It all looks kind of disgusting. I don't know. Wait, where's monkey brains? Chilled monkey yeah. brains. Where's some snake yeah. surprise? Snake surprise. Like the fish eyes. That would be good, but uh, they have this. You I don't know. Simple like soup. You see that one guy in the back looks like he's up to no good too. I'm looking where he's picking up the uh, slugs, and there's a guy in the back looks like he's ready to shoot somebody. You're talking about just the one black guy, there, aren't you? Yeah, the one yeah, black the one guy. Black Okay. No, no, there's two. All You're right. a racist. So Actually, a there's up. three. I see three now, you racist son of a bitch. Four, I see. There's one up there talking to Aquaman. I am colorblind, my friend. No, I'm looking. The lady beyond the uh, stubs, too. She looks pissed. Yeah. You see her? She looks like Lois Lane a, a little. little bit. Looks pissed off. Yeah, so uh, fucking, what's his name? Ray Delane gets sick. Yeah. Oh, my God, where's the bathroom? He runs off. Mara says to Sark. Listen, I don't want a bad trip advisor. Oh, <laughs> what is that? I, I, it took me a second. I'm like, wait a second. She's like talking about like a website that people review, and there is oh, a trip Mary, advisor. You don't website. understand things. Yeah. So maybe cute. that's maybe that's what he was going with, Dan Abnett. But I think Dan Abnett didn't understand. It's like we don't want we don't want a bad Facebook. <laughs> Go get him. Well, I mean, I can ask him right now. Let me email him. It's uh. Yeah. Dan Abnett at AOL dot AOL Geocities. Let me go to his website. Yeah, Dan Abnett yeah, at Geocities. So weird. Why, just did, why even throw that? That's all she's upset about. Actually, now, I'm really looking forward to Ray Delane actually making it to the bathroom and finding some weird ass thing the way the Atlanteans go to the bathroom. That <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> they um at this point though, I'm even thinking like. Uh, Mara's saying, like, listen, we don't want a bad Yelp review. No, no, he is a, a he's a, a columnist for the fucking Daily Planet. He's gonna write a bad column. You, you, he's not just gonna go on TripAdvisor. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about TripAdvisor. Yeah, I would not worry about Yelp. He is going to write a scathing, like, 
Yeah, these stinking Atlanteans with their stupid slug food. They don't understand. Wow, the Atlantean bathrooms with tentacles yeah, up my pooper. Tentacle right up my ass. The next thing is, I know, uh, I, it's I, supposed to be like New York City, right? You know, so Daily Planet yeah, would be yeah. the New York Times. That's oh, a pretty, yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty big. Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. Pretty bad I think place to get big. a bad review. Nobody exactly, reads newspapers anymore. <laughs> that's true. Hey, they have an online presence. They, so she sends Sark out because, boy, you do not want a bad trip advisor. That's what I've learned when you want to unite Atlantis and the uh, surface world, TripAdvisor is your main, it's your enemy. It has to be. Yeah. So he goes out. Is that the one sees, William Shatner spoke for? I don't know. I don't know that. Maybe. Well, I have no I idea. Actually, I so, no yeah. Idea. <laughs> so he goes out. There's Ray Delay. He's, he's, re- he's over. He's doing something. Hey, are you okay there, buddy? And notices like, well, hey. What's funny there is he looks like he's puking in the fucking yeah, hallway. Like, right, and right I think that's great. But, yeah, you know, he's getting these. Uh, charges. He's got bombs all along charge. this hallway. Does this so remind you of that, that uh, Batman Superman issue with Tom Taylor did where Batman yeah, had littered freaking bombs all over the alien ship? I'm like, how yeah. the fuck did he have time to put all of yeah. these all over? Well, they're all going. Sark says, like, hey, what's going on? What are these? Then Black Mana a la Ray Delane crushes his head into the wall, throws him, and then yells, I am, there is no Ray Delane. As if the way he's saying it there is like, Hey, I, I tricked all of you. There is not a Ray Delane. That's a made-up thing. No, he has killed the guy, and he's in the trunk of his car. Yeah. It seems. And he sets his body, so I, I would assume he's dead. So there is, a, in fact, a Ray Delane. It's just not the it's right not one, and, and he's dead. But there and is no he, longer a Ray Delane. No, no, no longer is good. But I didn't like that part. I know you have to yell that out. It's just such a weird thing to yell out to a guy who's there attacking you. Uh, but then again, it goes right with that Ray Delane personality. He is a guy who likes to tell everybody everything. I'm telling you, and, though, and, freaking the way it is, though, he has this holographic disguise, and he's Ray Delane, normal-looking dude, all kind of. Yeah. But normal man. He looks kind of like a young, like, nerdy Jim Gordon. Yeah. But, um... He's out there doing stuff. I have no idea how nobody bumped into his giant ass bumped helmet. Bumped into his chest? No, where helmet. was that harpoon? There was a harpoon, yeah, the whole time. Yeah, where that was, was the that? Camera. Appears. Yeah, that was the case. <laughs> and then he stabs him. But yeah, he stabs him there. That was, amazing. The that was an amazing yeah. Transformers impression. Yes. That is what happens when you have a... It's a camera that turns into a camera, but a different kind. It's a Nikon camera that turns into a, uh, I don't know what other camera. That's that's horrible. Yes. So you go on, and there's Sarki. He is skewered. Um, Mara, they're all trying. Mara's like, listen, I'll I'll hold off the water. Aquaman, go and find out what's happening in the meantime. Uh, we already know from the last uh, Rebirth number one that Black Mana has said he's going after Mara first. Yeah. He said, I'm, I'm going to take down everything you love for, you know, the yeah. standard deal. And he gets her in the shoulder. Uh, I like how he's, like, shooting her. He's, like, basically standing on the other side of this, you know, in the water part of this wall of yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. He just shoots out. Yeah. It's very easy. Is that how changes work? She's busy. You can put it she's in the water. Down. Yeah, no she problem. goes down, everybody else, because she was controlling the water, so then the water just goes. And then that's when Aquaman shows up, and just they're going to go at it, and it's more of black man yelling, you murdered my father, you know, these people don't understand. In the meantime, sure I don't know if it means anything daddy. there, because that's where Stubbs hears what's going on. She's there, yep. and hears all that Caring being said. Her new, yeah, new BFF. 
Yeah, they look like they're going to make out or something. But, yeah, they're going to fight. And then it says, I'm going to, you know, take you down. And the world should be afraid of you. You'll, you, you will never be whole, Arthur. And also says, like, you're, you're foolish. You're trying to do this. They shouldn't follow you. You're a fucking half-breed, buddy. Yeah. You're fucking mutt. That's what he tells them. He's nowhere. Yes, Nobody he likes does. him. And he says they should all tell, you know, they should all be, they should all know what you are and everybody should hate you. Again, that's where... It's funny. I would have taken that as the story. Like Black Manta, that would have been made more sense to me if he would have just behind the scenes tried to do as a lot Ray of Delane. like stuff as <laughs> Ray Delane. Yeah. That would have been great. It's it's a slow con. Like Ray Delane is writing article after article. First, from your first six issues. I'm all Ray Delane is doing stuff. So I'm at the you, end, we are at issue six, <laughs> and there's still Ray Delane. I'm Ray Delane the whole time. Uh, His campaign against Aquaman. Fact, daily planet, and yeah. he goes home, and he he decides to be Ray Delane, <laughs> and he's. Fucking Ray Delane's the fucking child together. This is what I don't understand about Black Manta. I, I guess maybe you can look because Ray Delane looks a bit like a pedophile. D- does he not? Uh-huh. He looks maybe. like a drunken pedophile uh, because if he, this guy is a family man, Black Manta has now done exactly what he hates Aquaman's for. He's killed well, him. Thirty years down the line, Ray Delane's kids will come looking for Black Manta. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. Just keep. But yeah, I, I like the issue. I, I really that's future I, black mana problems. That's right. That's like the uh, black mana number one Ray Delane. Mm. It just keeps going. Ray Delane, Delane becomes strikes. the seller of the I DC love this character, Ray Delane. Uh, Ray Delane. He is so over the top. He is the Christian Bale of these guys. He is going to get into that role. He's a gladhander. You know what I mean? He, I, just, uh, I really hope that every issue. Uh, black man assumes another identity, and we can see how you know diverse his his palette. All of a sudden, is. becomes black man on quantum leap. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> great! Oh, I want it. But yeah, I liked it. I know that you liked it as well, right? I liked it a lot. No, that, it, it, you told me it kicked yeah, ass. Yeah, exposition at the end is obviously for the reader's benefit, so that we know black man yeah. motivations. But the art in his last two pages is fucking awesome. phenomenal. I love it throughout yeah. the whole issue. But I mean, this. I mean, it's just some great shots of of. Two dudes yeah. being muscular. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? If that's what you don't want to see, then you're in the wrong place. I would, say, that, you know, I would say my favorite panel is the actual, the explosion. Yeah, when Black Man comes running, running out. He's awesome. running out. Yeah, it looks great. But like Eric said, where is that helmet hiding? That's right away. Even the last panel where it's just us seeing through Black Man's eyes and there's so blood across the freaking yeah, visor. Awesome. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it, is. it was well it's done. Really you know, I, I said in my thing, uh, in my review, it, it's, it's sort of a stickling thing because I'm talking about something that doesn't exist. I think it would have been cooler if there was a little more, uh, I don't know, experimental. Ray Delane, you're right. A little more Ray, Ray Delane. Delane in the book. No, but if, if if the panel layouts had a little more ornamentation on them. Right. You know, yeah, they're very basic. They really are basic, but at the same time, it's totally readable. It's not like it's yeah. not like breaking my heart. But with, with a book this artsy, I feel like that really, that would have, Put it over the top, but hey, hey I do like I don't that. Have to draw I, a comic I'm going so. through like really quick. I'm paging through, and I do like because of how much I like the art. I really do like the big panels, and so every page has at least like one really big panel. And I, I do think she only says "crikey" twice, and three times. I checked when she, when she three, runs so in the marathon. Okay, she does say that. Yeah, three yeah. times. It's not. It seemed like a hundred. More, more than two is like a hundred. That's there's no middle yeah. ground. Christ. Ah. What'd you give it, Reggie? I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. That's exactly what I'd give it. I actually told Taylor on, 
on Twitter because Reg, you were a little behind there. He was, was getting upset with you, and I read it really talking. quick, uh, which led into a mail from last week. I read it on the can. Uh. I was taking a dump, and I read it. Uh, and my initial thing was like, oh, an eight, but boy, when I read it again tonight, I was really. It's so good. I, I actually went up a uh, point five, probably just for the art. Yeah. And Ray, and, and you, and you weren't, and you weren't smelling your own shit. No, no, yeah, I wasn't there, and actually, I probably had diarrhea at that point, so I was probably in a bad mood. So I started well, out giving it an eight, but before we got on, and we're talking about it just to ourselves. I went up to an eight point five as well. Yeah, yeah. So, All right, three, three in a row, booyah! It's a good ass book. Yeah. It, it was. was. It was I liked it a lot. Justice League number fifty-two. Justice League number fifty-two. Yeah. I heard you. What you want from me, boy? All I know is that it seems like Justice League should have stopped a long time ago. A lot and of this de- should have been a freaking lot, action comics. A lot of delays, and really, this is really throwing a wrench. Now, Justice League 51, which came out last week, we had the issue because that was a prelude. They claimed the Titans Rebirth. Me and you both thought it was more of Titans a Titans on. Hunt deal, so it really came out late. This yes. one as well. Uh, now, mis- what would you have preferred? Because as we like saw going into this before, this was supposed to be issue number 51, this and the was last supposed one to be was supposed to be 52. I would have preferred liked- this way or the last one? No, like, I would have liked it. I would have actually – the only thing is it's one of those where I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say, that you're already wrong – <laughs> try to be less wrong because if this would have been last week it still would have been a week late sure would have uh, this should have been three weeks ago agreed and so you're still going to be wrong but at least you would have had it come out before t- this week's action comics and maybe but boy i i say it when i when i go into the thing this should have been a couple weeks ago and it would have been this would have been like a month ago and uh, if this would have been a month ago I would have had a, a little different feeling about Action Comics, but I'll tell you, this is it's Justice League 52, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Tom Grummet, uh, Danny Minky, Mark Morales, Scott Hanna, Gabe Altieb, and Carlos M. Manguel. I have one major problem with this issue. Why wasn't it Action Comics number 957, Eric? <laughs> Dan Jurgens gives us exactly what I wanted to know going into Rebirth Action Comics, and that is, what is Lex's motivation? While Jurgen shows us that he is still as stubborn and headstrong as ever, he also shows us that Lex, uh, when Lex declares he is the new Superman, he's doing it with the best intentions. That may all change quickly, but after this issue, I have to admit Lex is my Superman. He's my favorite Superman right now. Mine as well. Also, why wasn't this issue Action Comics number 957? <laughs> also, it didn't even have to be that. Why don't you just throw this out as a rebirth number one? You, I know that they're getting back to the legacy yeah. numbering Take but, that those, as soon as but those rebirth issues weren't anything within the number of anything no. they were their own thing this should have been it because when you start action comics last uh the action comics 957 you had pre-flashpoint superman go and fight lex and the whole time you're thinking okay pre-flashpoint superman thinks lex is a dick he's he's bad whatever it would have had more impact if you saw what this issue showed you of like hey pre-flashpoint superman Back off. You know what? Even wrong. without this issue, though, it was pretty much like we that in did, Action Comics. But you still even you when jumped we, the gun there, Big no, Even when we talked about it, though, we said, well, you know, he's always been bad, so he's going with that. That's fine. But to actually see this, then you realize, no, you are completely fucking wrong. That's the thing. But, that's the weirdest part about this, Lex, is we've actually never really seen him be the bad, bad dude. No. 
And I like the idea that they're playing with that through this whole New 52. And in the Rebirth, he was a part of the Justice League. Oh, yeah. He saved the world from Forever Evil. And for the most part, you can be – I just – even the Justice League still treat him like shit. He is an asshole. He is a pig-headed, you know, egotistical, fucking megalomaniac. But what is the worst thing he's done? He has – Conspired with Al Man, yeah. uh, accidentally yeah, unleashing yeah. a mesovirus. See, he did that, I guess. But even so, that, that he also even saved just, them a couple yeah. of times. So, well, you, you start off this issue. Like and, he has never been forthright evil, bad, no, whatever. No. And, the but, worst thing he has really done is this, didn't let Clark play during the True Story arc. Yes. Yeah, but that was just <laughs> That was great. Big, but it was great. I love Lex. Where I kind of like that, uh, while I like. I like the pre-Flashpoint Superman not trusting him because, again, yeah, he's that got is where, that's where you throw in the legacy thing. And that yeah. makes complete sense because his Lex Luthor was an asshole. Um, but, yeah, some of the, the way they treat him, I, I'd be pissed off if I was Lex, too. But the issue starts, and it's Superman's cape. And you find out that the uh, Daily Planet, Perry White, they're going to have an exhibition. This is after, obviously, after Superman is dead. Uh Lex has recently just gotten back from a pocket. Even though in action comics, nobody knows he's dead. No, and that there's a lot of issues with this. Also, where'd this cape come from? Because when I saw Superman, he was burned to a crisp. There was no, <laughs> there was no cape left. That's funny to me because you're looking at the panel and wondering where the hell did this cape come from. I'm looking at this page and I'm wondering how is Lex like two feet taller in this power suit? Where are his oh, feet at? I, I think that his feet are like right at the knees. <laughs> he's like Tom Cruise. Like, is he like, like impossible? Is he like ballerina toeing this shit? I don't know what he's doing, but he goes there. It's Vin funny Diesel too, right there. Because in my mind, these what are night apple crate. Yeah. They're like night guards. But in my mind, they're actually just guards who want to go home. And yeah. Lex shows up. And then not only that, then everybody shows up. And they're this uh, guy and a uh, woman are probably like, God damn it, we want it's, to get, we want like to a, leave. Like when I was a kid working at Pizza Hut, it's like if somebody would order a pizza at 10.50 and we yeah. close at 11, you sons of bitches. Or somebody comes in to sit at the dining, I'm like, you yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, that's when you tell them to get the hell out. That's, no, you don't. You can't. No. But you just have to do and what I'm you got to so do. Angry. But yeah, I, I thought they were like, God damn it, we want to leave. But yeah, he just waltzes in and he's like, what the hell is going on with this cape? And that's where Perry shows up. And hey, Superman's dead. He doesn't have any known family. So we're the closest he had to family. I don't know the logistics or the semantics of this. It seems off to me. Yeah, but they're going to have it. But I like it. I like nah, that that's this is, going this to be a part, memorial. This part is the worst part of the book, in my opinion, because Perry White to me is such a flip-flopping, like saving face asshole. Because throughout the truth, you fucking alien well, scum, you made us look like pieces again, of shit no. at the planet. I and love, now he I, was like a son to yeah, me. But I, I like it. You know why? Because Lex even says it. Lex is actually irritated later. He's like, yep, he's going to be loved more at death than he was in life. And he, Perry just shows it. Perry yeah. is one of those assholes that I hate. I can't stand it when there's an asshole. You know, if we worked with the biggest <laughs> fucking asshole and the guy dies, you'd have people crying all over. Oh, he was such a good man. No, he wasn't. He was a dick. So freaking Lex is, is a guy who's like, listen, I had my problems with Superman. Still does. It, it, Perry is – he is. He's a dick. He yeah. is the normal person where you said to me – why the fuck in Action Comics are they building a memorial to Superman? Or, or I guess that might have been Superman. It was, uh, I, it was, it Superman. was Superman, yes. And, you know, and I said, that's what they people do. 
they they do that not because they like the guy. It's because it's something they're supposed to do. Oh, they're trying to get elected. They're saving face. That's all he's doing. He was like a son to me. No, he was not. You, yeah, you hated him. You were at, at one jerk. point maybe, and then you found out like it's almost like he's like. And then I found out he was oh, gay, my God. and then I and that, hated him. I threw him out of my truth, house. In that truth. He just every second he berated Clark he was for the doing worst. what he did. Oh, he was. So he is. He's. A, I like it though because that leads to Lex's looking around, and then then the Justice League show up. He's there <laughs> again. I want to explain <laughs> that the the Daily Planet is having like a a memorial. They're going to have in their lobby a big thing to Superman. Um, I like that they call it out only because Clark. Everybody knows Clark was Superman, so they'll want to come here. And even Clark, even Alex even kind of says like, "Huh, it's pretty convenient that you know what I mean." Like, yeah. oh, I was going to charge for this, and you're fucking assholes. And um, that's when the Justice League show up, and they're kind of like, "Hey, when did you get back? When you were you were in Apocalypse?" What I happened? do like that. The mask. Hey, what are you doing here? Yeah, Last and, I saw you. You fucking hightailed it after we killed Darkseid, or what? Uh, yep. And he just kind of just like, "Eh, fuck it. If I don't have to fucking tell you, whatever." And I'm then back, he says, "Like, bitches. you know, uh, yeah. You want to explain how how did he die? How did yeah, Superman please, die? Please, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Tell me how he died yes. and make it make sense to me. And here is the funny because I was there. They um." She explained it generically enough that it worked. Honestly, there was nothing really wrong. How was wrong. that doppelganger like depowering him? Uh, he, it it didn't fully say, but he did. He was weakened, he victimized by energy. a doppelganger that was draining his powers. I'm like, well, he was really? losing his powers. So he, the, we could the say. doppelganger was draining his powers. Yeah, Connell, Connell must have been grabbing those powers. Now we're, I don't remember that anything from the I final days. I just know that Superman. he ended up taking in his freaking solar blast that he did, and then it fucking neutralized it, and then it did drain <laughs> his powers. That's what happened. It drained his powers, well, then burned him up from the inside out. Burned him up, but yeah, I don't. Know. That part is actually I'm like what happened. I, I read says, this story. It's more than he could handle. We lost him. I, I think that this is one of those where when this was written and all that, there's been so many things <laughs> that we've heard and not heard. I'm telling you, I'm that's surprised they didn't bring up Ral. Yeah, they're like it was Ral and the the uh, fire pits. But then he's like, oh, you know, how tragic. <laughs> it made me laugh because you never. But and also that's the thing you never get the idea. That he is upset, pissed. It's Lex. He is and just everything is whatever he I'm, thinks it is. You, you know I'm what I'm saying? You, we, he is, we have talked about like American Alien did, uh, had a really good issue with this, but more than anything that I can recall as of late, besides from maybe an American Alien issue, uh, you know what? Uh, if you're going to say Lex's voice, yes, uh, that Catwoman was very. Oh, good. Oh, that Catwoman was very good as very well. Very good as well. But yeah, this, this I think is the this perfect is the best. Lex voice. Yep. If you picture Clancy Brown's voice here. Yeah. It is goddamn spot. And it, it's great to me because again, it's not like he said stinking alien or whatever. No. He, everything he says, you could go with both ways. He goes, "Oh, how tragic!" And that could be like, "How tragic!" Yeah. Or he really because he really does. He is affected by. He's this. on front street, but he's and, not emotional about it. And he's affected, but I don't know which way. And I think it's both. I think that he because he then he flies off. He's got his suit. He flies off and he's goes on top of the daily planet and they have the the flag half mass at half staff and he's like oh presidential proclamation dead a grieving city half step by presidential proclamation and then he says you know honoring a being not of this world he'll be loved in death more than he ever was in life and again he never said he says honoring a being not of this world we know what he thinks and usually but he never says like oh this is bullshit i think that this is affecting him i think that he is looking at this and like 
you know what? That people love him now. Whether yeah. or not they were mad at him for a year, especially us. <laughs> um, but he's seeing this, and I think it's affecting him. Because I'm one I, of those assholes. I think that whether or not he wants to admit it, and it kind of goes more into this, I think he does want that love from people. He, oh, there's yeah. a reason why he does what he does. It's not just a be. And even in this, he says, hey, look at me. I can do whatever I want. If I want this, boom, I can do it. And it goes. But I don't think that's enough for him now. I don't think that, that he wants more. And it, it comes down like, to family he later. Got a, he got a taste of it when he like you know stopped yeah. the crime syndicate yeah. and everybody saw him as his big hero. Yeah. At times, like, your 15 minutes are over now. you got to get back on top. And he lines. wants to be back on top. You know, he's like freaking, you know, Creed. Freaking with arms <laughs> wide open. Don't gone you dare there. say that. <laughs> we need more than that. Uh, and even that. Like, yeah. Arms wide open. Yeah, he's there. And I, and also that's the other thing, I think. And also to the other way, he's like, God damn it. You know what? I am better than Superman. They should love me. Like, it goes back and forth. Who does all this work yes. for everybody, and I am not as loved as yeah. So I think it is anger. I think it is also uh, longing and, and want. He is and a fucking roller coaster ride of emotions. He this is guy. a roller coaster ride of emotions, this guy. He, if, if I knew Lex, I would take him in. With arms wide open there. And you get, he even, and then Not he spells it out. And I really face. like the way Dan Jurgens really lays this out. I like the pacing of this issue. I like how everything is explained a little bit ahead of time. It's not forced because then he's like, oh, look at me. I got my mother box. He shows that he's got it in his arm and that, uh, helps out. And he's like, look, I could have stayed on Apocalypse. And I could have been in place of dark side. Ruled, I could have ruled galaxies. And, yeah. and you know what this reminds me of? Actually, it reminds me of the end of uh, Army of Darkness where Ash's like, yeah, I could have stayed in the past. Yeah. I could have been king. Yeah. In my own way, I am king. Yeah. And I think in, in his mind as well, I think he came back because he, you know, didn't want this Superman the, to do, but he came back. Superman's dead. This is and, the one place that matters to him. Yeah. He, and, I'm sorry. He wants to rule this, but like not by like – Force. He wants people yeah. to want him to and rule. And that's the thing. Like, he only knows force and coercion and stuff like this. But now he has the crest on. The Apocalyptians thought he was Superman, gave him the suit. They had all that. He could rule them. But it wasn't. Extended his legs wanted. about two and feet. And that wasn't like, because they weren't. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't in love with Lex. They no, they were in love with the prophecy. Superman who they thought he was. So he comes back here. He, he didn't come back and like, oh, I'm going to, you know, cover my head. Like, he, no, he's out and about. He wants people because he sees how much people love the idea of this, of Superman. And you get the uh, uh, gun. Uh, people are robbing a gun store then. And this is pretty much what we thought before, like Lex's first deal or whatever. We're saying yeah. this is Lex's first time. He's going to do this. You, you think he's right off the boat from Apocalypse. Yeah. So they're, they're stealing guns. He goes down. And again, this isn't one of those where it's Lex with the like, hello, I'm the new super. No, it's Lex. He is brutal. Oh, it's so good. He is over the top. He punches the one guy right in the fuck. That guy's dead. <laughs> the guy he punches right in the face yeah. as he's talking about how powerful the mother <laughs> made him. And he's like, oh, it's a it's a surprising dilemma. And I like the fact that people are getting killed. They're shooting him. And the the, the narration is still just calm and cool Lex. It, and it also spells out your biggest problem with oh, yeah. Superman. 
that you always say, you can shoot him in the face. He's got That's the whole thing. Even the power suit, it always bothered me. But here he's Superman. He's supposed to be so he's got the power suit. I'm like, you're still exposing your face, dopey. You're yeah, and I even the, said, it's like the RoboCop said yeah. to shoot him in the mouth. And I but, said uh, to you, even like my argument was they have to have his face. And you're like, it doesn't make sense. It's so stupid. Everybody yeah. would go for the face. You throw the mother box in there, solves the fucking there. everything. And they, and Dan Jurgens does a really good job of this because he's like the guy yells, "Hey there, cue ball!" So you're like, "Okay, yeah, his, his head is exposed." And but like, they're not shooting him in the goddamn face is what bothers me. No, and this he shoots him with a fucking you know a, a missile launcher, missile bazooka. Launcher. It doesn't matter, face or not. Yeah. And Lex just walks out. Walks to the fire. He walks to the fire. And I'm telling you though, just a simple fact that Lex has a mother box. That is the you know yeah that is your free That's ticket the to, game to do changer. anything. That that is the game changer. And then in that, um, even then, then he grab, grabs the guy, kills another guy. So yeah. He is, and he's like, "Hey, I consider myself superior." All this, oh my god, that was such all a this dark time. Yeah, all this time he's talking about how much better he is than the normal person, how much he is, and you're like, you feel I see myself as better than everyone else that I consider myself superior, and then. They, they're going and it's, it's a weird thing too because he's, he's talking and then we'll get to the point where all of a sudden you realize that he's not talking to us. Like nope. all this time, it seemed like he was just talking to earthlings. Like, oh, you love your Superman. I am better. I'm this and that. Um, but he actually is talking to his sister and, uh, it says when, you know, says about trying to kill, but in, before that, uh, one of the guys is getting away, and there's Lex just walking oh behind you. See him. He this grabs, part is so goddamn is. good because of how dark it is. It is dark. He grabs a woman, and he's like, hey, you move. I'm going to blow her head off. And Lex is also – he's talking to his sister in the narration about how, hey, you tried to kill me. You're still my sister. I love you. But he goes off on this guy to a point where the guy pretty much, I think, shit his pants. Oh, my God, yeah. And I like, shit my pants a little bit, but says, I had a little bit of diarrhea said, going on, so don't like, worry hey. about it. And, and it's good, too, because the guy is like, you're not going to get away alive here. You're bluffing. That symbol means you can't hurt me. And <laughs> like, oh, no. And I really like that because at this point, Lex is still in my mind. He's still trying to figure out what he's going to do yeah. as Superman. But he's like, listen, you, you can leave alive here with a broken neck. Inflicted with precision to ensure paralysis below the shoulders. Once that happens, who do you think will take care of you and you a cold-blooded murderer? Are they going to empty your colostomy bag, clean up, make you presentable? It's like, no one will. You will die unable to move, wallowing in your own filth. Holy right there, shit. And right there, the guy's given up. The yeah. guy actually le- – and then Lex blasts him. Blasts him good. And, and to him, like that is Lex being Superman, I think. But then God, he goes to help good. the lady – and she cowers. Please don't hurt me. And that panel, when Lex is looking at her, it's like the most emotional I've ever seen Lex. It, like it looks like he wants to cry. And <laughs> it's but he because he's so like I, I just did. You know, I saved you. What, what's going on? I'm, I'm and, the hero. And then he turns and looks and he sees the half mast, the half staff flag. And that's when you really like he really is talking to his sister again and says, you know, you were always there. You're the one who pulled me back. I know I need limits, but you're the one who did it. Now you're dead, and I can't accept failure, but I failed. I can't bring you back. The mother box made you crazy. The only thing he can think of to try to make her wake up is the mother box, and he's like, it's not working, and I think that's why, because the mother box caused this, and nothing frustrates me more than failure, and now I have everything I wanted. I can do anything anything, except for this. Now Superman. 
everything and superman's dead you can even go with that that he always wanted him gone superman's gone as well he cannot change the one thing that he wants to do and it's it's killing him and then even that you see then they even stress it where he has hired these big things even mo doctors actually, from around the world actually, fucking, yeah. yeah if you look do you have it up now yeah it's the three stooges sure is it is because there's curly that's curly or joe Larry. <laughs> i don't know it, it, yeah he hired the three stooges son of a bitch but yeah they're like hey we're gonna do this we're gonna do that he doesn't even talk to me because i think he knows like there's no you guys are stooges yeah, you you're guys, mo larry and curly here you're not gonna do anything get to manipulating <laughs> but uh he, he do you swear but, no but i know if, all the words if the, if the mother box doesn't work why is this? You know, yeah. how is this? But he's gonna, and they're trying to be little sycophants coming up to him. Oh, we got this, Mister Luther. Yep. And he just he walks right past him, gets in the elevator, and just doesn't say a goddamn word. And it's so good. He gets back, and now again, this so, goes back, and now, hard. yeah, now you go to pure Lex because he was there, and he was mad <laughs> about Perry doing that with the the the, uh, cape. the cape, and he said, "Listen, the Daily Planet was the only thing. The Daily Planet got." The cape and all this. So Lex is like, huh, really? The Daily Planet? Yeah, I'm going to buy it. He it's buys mine now. The Daily Planet. Just Everything in it. Cape. He That's is so a good. son of a bitch. He'll, I love it so will, much. He will buy a whole country because he likes the grapes. And he'll eat one grape and, ah, fuck it. Burn yeah, it. That was a good grape. Yeah, I, really, it's so great because then he's like, hey, give it to me. It's mine. And the one guy's like, but, but I don't agree. No, he's, he's right. It's his. Got he's there. He gets the cape. He flies off. He goes back to the top of the Daily Planet, and then he's like saying to um, he, he repeats it. I could have been master of all apocalypse, yeah. the world, but I want to be a better man. I want to be the better man of for you, his sister, and I'm going to make you proud. And he says, I'm going to wear this symbol. He says, a symbol of inspiration. One day you will wake up, and when that day comes, you'll be proud of your brother, for I will be known far and wide as Superman. Oh, and so he's good. standing there and. I Superman just thought to me, like, at that point, if I read this and then I went in action comics, I would want to strangle pre-Flashpoint Superman because not <laughs> only are you wrong, you have tried to find anything wrong with oh, this yeah. text, and you years. could over years. And it, not only that, but this is a guy who legitimately, you may not like his methods. He he is a work in progress. There, sure is. But – He's doing he's it. He's a piece of clay that's being molded still, baby. He's doing it for the right reasons. Uh, he wants his sister to be proud. That, and he wants to be a man that she would be proud of. And this is the, like, I, I love the fact that in his mind, this is the only way that can happen. Because if she wakes up and he owns the world, she'll just be like, there he goes. There again. he goes, yeah. Piece of shit. My over if the she top wakes brother. Up and they say, look. Oh my God, Superman! He's done this now again. I think this leads to her waking up at a bad moment. And now, when she wakes up, him. she still wants to kill him because yeah. it wasn't the mother box yeah, after all. It wasn't all. the mother box. She's just a piece of shit. Where did you get a mother box, Lena? Yeah, yeah. I just, I really, really like this. I'm issue. telling you though, the the end of this where you see Lex Luthor doing the whole Superman pose, cape blowing in the breeze. Yeah. This is why I know. We, right now in Action Comics, we are fucking neck deep in goddamn Doomsday and pretty mm -hmm. much re like reinventing the '90s with the death of Superman. Yeah, this is why I wanted to read and review Action Comics for this. This Superman well, Lex this, and, World and Clark this, calls him an action. When we Super were, Lex. Yeah, when we were talking about issue nine fifty seven, I said to you at the end, the thing that got me that I wanted was I wanted to see more of Lex and yeah. why Lex is doing this and why because he just shows up at points you even had the idea that he had set things up 
So that like I at oh, one yeah. point it, you end up realizing that's not the case. But at one point at the beginning, you're thinking that he set up a crime so he could go almost like syndrome in the Incredibles. Yeah. And it's not the case. And if I would have seen this and Superman showed up, remember when even uh, Lois said the pre-flashpoint Superman when he was going off, what, what happened if this Lex is good? And again, he's not good. No, he's but, a new no, Thor. Yeah, it's like, no, he can't be. I can't accept that. No more no, flannel you shirts. You know what? You're wrong. And so as the as this goes, I'm hoping that Action Comics, as it goes on, it is going to show us that Lex is a better guy, and yeah. Lex is, is and I finally like that difference the, in character. Yes, I don't and know. the big payoff will be pre-Flashpoint Superman shaking his hand, saying, "You know what? You're a better man than and I then thought." Lex stabbing him in the back. The next issue. No, then him. Lex will fucking he'll be the one paralyzed when Clark comes back. Who knows? I don't know the end game. Well, because I don't think the, that this book is going to go 50 issues with Lex as as Superman. No, I hope it does. I hope it does, too. It won't, it, That's the know. thing. It's like I really thought going into Rebirth, we're going to have all these Superman shit going on. We're going to have action comics with Lex. We're going to have Superman with the pre-Flashpoint Superman. And we had the new Superman coming out. Yeah, and that's yeah, how I thought it was going to be. Come. But now pretty much pre-Flashpoint Superman. And these are all his books. Yeah, yeah. And Superman, it's right. weird, too, because I really think that they missed a little bit by not just separating them like you're like i really would have liked to have just seen lex by himself um learning how to be superman yeah a bit and i really do think the kind of intertwining the issues together does throw it off but even even the earlier we even mentioned before uh i think it was when we were off air when we said even just a little thing with Batman saying the low uh, Wonder Woman, hey, uh, you know, should we tell him about that other? No, 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 That's no, not, not until he's ready to come out. And um, I really like that. I, I liked it a lot because that's why Lex. But now when you read this and then you go back and think about the stuff that happened in action when he's like there and like, who are you? You know, you. I really like I really like Lex. Lex is my favorite Superman right now, and the only <laughs> He's one pretty who, awesome. Yeah, the only one who could depose him would be Keenan Kong, and I don't think that's happening here. I don't know that I'm all like that. Johnny, I have no we'll idea see. anymore. Is it Keenan or Kenji? I it's fucked Kenan. myself it's up Kenan making Kong. a joke. Okay, it's Keenan Kong. But uh, going forward, though, this makes me now this week. I uh, I don't know. I I wish that we would have had this weeks ago. Where oh, so do I. We would have had it, and I, you have this even during the New 52. I'm saying even before. I would have been like, holy shit, this action comics can't come quick enough. I got this flex. And then when it happened, I'd be like, god damn, pretty flesh went through, man. I'm pissed off at you. Uh, what are you I, doing to my Lex, baby? Really, I gave it a 9-1, uh, 9.1. The only thing that really bothered me at all was the fact that the cape the cape doesn't make much sense yeah the cape's in, out in of the place scheme you know? of things but yeah. you needed something for lex to want to do what he's doing to prove and again i say a lot of like oh that's forced that this wasn't forced and i like the way that it was used to tell the story so i i gave it as much of a pass uh, as i could but that did bother me other than that you said it i think this is one of the best lexes that we've gotten that's in a so long time funny. my biggest uh, problem was perry white and you didn't like perry but i really thought that was distress yeah. I, I do think but i don't I just, think i have i'm telling you i don't know but that's the thing i don't think dan jurgens was writing this and like, oh, Perry thought this. No, I think he's doing this on purpose to show that you are a spineless piece of that. shit. Well, he does, well, right after that, 
the the scene right after the next thing Lex says is, "Oh, you'll be you'll love more in death than in." in yeah, I know, but thing. just that's, that's what in, he's in saying. General, I don't know. It's just it was because it's Perry White because well, he's such again, a big character. Again, I know that you want to have uh, Lex want it, but I think Lex also wanted that cape. Because of that, because he even says, oh, it's real nice of you to have this, you know, memorial in yeah. Daily Planet. Lex knows that Perry's a fucking piece of shit and looks like Harvey Bullock for some reason. in this <laughs> But I, I think that's what I'm saying. I think that all was I think that's half of the reason why Lex got that cape. Well, I don't know. Want some piece of shit who's just going to have it there for all these other people. He was like who, a son to me. Oh, yeah. Shut all these the other people up, who came in, all these people that looked at Clark. During the truth, and you piece of shit, get away from him. Oh, he's this and that. Well, landlord in his apartment selling yeah. trinkets that and he that, pulled yeah, out of his apartment. Yeah, and now they can't. He's got the cape. Yeah, right. he could have went around without that cape. Oh, I know. He, I think that he just wanted. He looks so much cooler with that cape, yeah, though. He does, but I think that was part of the reason why Perry sealed the deal when he was a piece of shit and a flip flopper, like you said. And then he's seeing and even the whole thing with the, the flag. That's bullshit. The fucking government didn't help Clark no. at all when he didn't have his powers and all this and blamed him. They had all these police after him, all that shit. And, yeah, that all leads into that whole concept of, yeah, now they're fucking whitewashing it and saying they loved him. Now we got to build him a fucking monument. Yeah, now we yeah go, I'm telling you, that ties in even to the Superman book where they're building a <laughs> monument that you said this fucking bullshit. I agree. And yeah. I think Lex, the one thing about Lex he is not overly emotional. No. So he sees what's going on, and he is a tactical th- a thinking man, and he's going to do what he thinks is right. genius. And that's why I think he's like, fuck this. No. I'm not going to let even, these people stand with, in line to look at this fucking cape when they were bad-mouthing this fucking guy. I'm taking it. Even with my problems, though, like I think when we were going into this, I was going to give this an 8 out of 10, but after talking with you before and even during the podcast here – I'm up to a nine now. Yeah, I love it. I, I give it a nine great. one. I, this is probably my favorite Lex we've ever is. got. And also, there's like five anchors on this, and the art is oh, it's fucking good. awesome. And it's one of those where nothing is – it's not gimmicks. It's not fancy gimmicks. It is Lex. You get a lot of big panels. Very house style. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm looking at even the point where when Lex goes in to get the cape even, he doesn't go in and say like, hey – I get the cape because I'm Superman now. He just says, give it to me. Yeah, and smart. I really do. And doesn't even put it on then. He takes it up to the top, talking to us. I think that that is him saying, like, I'll, I'm going to continue the legacy. These fucking assholes, you fucking jerks were fucking. <laughs> they, they were. The whole world hated Clark and Superman. And now they love him. I think that was one that of the. That cape should go to stuff. Lee Lambert. Yeah, actually, yeah, really. I, I hope Lee shows up. Uh, a bit in this uh it'd be pretty cool for her to show yeah. up actually i would love for lee to show up pissed off and like what do you think you're and actually Bunch of fucking and actually actually having a talk with lex and then realizing okay you get it and lex even saying like no i i recognize you 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 i you know i saw you with him and you know what i, would I like want actually? you to know that i'm i'm carrying it on the way he's presented here to me really reminds me of the reign of superman when uh steel was introduced john henry irons now steel gives him the okay i think that's almost like a passing of the torch yeah. it's very it similar to that There's and a, he is that character to me I'm, I'm telling you this is so weird that this is justice league 52 i know and it is making me love the action comics book even more I just, I really do like it. I love this issue. I said, you gave it a nine. I gave it a nine one. And I'll tell you, it was one of those where that nine one is just me saying like, yeah, I really it's a like it. a little like, bit yeah, better. That's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll always do that. The cherry like, on top. 
You're looking for your car, but you're all turned around. He's almost upon you now, and you can see there's blood on his face. My God, there's blood everywhere! Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. He's brandishing a knife, it's Shia LaBeouf. Lurking in the shadows. Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf. Hey, uh, this is Dancing Mike again, so... uh Hi, Jim. Hi, Eric. Hi, Reggie. Hi, Chris. And hello, Mother. It's uh, Dancing Night Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. I just want to uh, comment on some of the Touch Too Much episode songs. I really enjoyed the inclusion of Touch Me by The Doors from December 1968, because as we all know, 1968 is uh, the arrival of God's gift to women. And we will leave that right there. Um, also want to um, I love the inclusion of Samantha Fox. Touch me, touch me. I want to feel your body. I believe how that one goes. Um, Samantha Fox apparently is a lesbian now. Didn't see that one coming, but I would definitely like to see pictures. Um, the only thing I think you should have really included, another song that we should have included, is possibly the best touch song ever. The number three hit from 1977 by Dan Hill, which goes, And sometimes when we touch, the honesty's too much, and I have to close my eyes and hide. I want to hold you till I die, until we both break down and cry. I want to hold you till the fear in me subsides. And that would have really, really brought the whole touch theme together. Until the next time I call, uh, enjoy the show, love the weird history of DC Comics segment, and uh, we'll keep listening and keep calling you guys and annoying you. Later. And we're back, And we're back. Man, what are we talking? We're fucking busy yapping about wrestling. Oh, there I am. 80s wrestling. We're talking about Rick Rude. There I am on demand thinking, okay, cool, Mission Impossible 5. I've been wanting to watch that, and then I'm on demand. Xfinity, Mission Impossible 5, and up comes Popeye. Oh, no. Crazy shit was coming (laughs) up, and I finally found what I was looking for because I was quick looking through it, but like before we had to do the podcast the other night. And yeah. I'm like, oh, man, when we get done this, we're going to finally watch this movie. I've been wanting to watch it for a while. Then I realized it is actually called MI5, and it's got freaking the one guy from yeah. Game of Thrones. It is not the same movie. Oh. oh it is called I MI5. It's not Mission Impossible oh. Rogue Nation. It's like MI5. It sounds like some British yeah. agency. And I'm like, yes. motherfuckers, I don't want to watch this. Sean Bean in that? No, it's is that, who's that in guy, it? John Snow. I can't think of his oh, Kit Harrington. Guy. That's it. Kit Harrington? That sounds like like American Girl. Kit Harrington. <laughs> Ah, there's your big song into the next one so you get freaked out. They always do that with those songs. They get a regular song and make it creepy. I'm sitting there listening like to this God one. Dear. I'm scared. I'm a scared. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Boom. I'm not I afraid. Have, I'm not afraid. I, <laughs> I still haven't listened to that. I, I listened saw to it again today. Thing, and I thought and I first. saw a thing on Newsarama and it said, new theme for Ghostbusters by Fall Out Boy and Missy Elliott. And it's exactly what you think it sounds like. And I'm thinking to myself, is that a, a, are they ripping it? Don't are they know. doing anything with that? But the problem is, downstairs, that computer has no sound. So I could watch the video. I ain't hearing shit. I'm not, I don't want to watch the video because I'm afraid that Melissa McCarthy is dancing around in a fucking jumpsuit. I do not I, need that. Everything I've listened to is just the Ghostbusters, like, you know, uh, like symbol. You, they, every, they have some crazy. They have but to have I, I thought I was a little harsh on, on that freaking Spotlight podcast the other night. So I'm like, I'm going to listen to it again. And I started listening to it. 
yeah, maybe this isn't so bad. And then it got to the Missy Elliott rap part, and then it yeah. got back to the follow-up. I'm like, this is fucking garbage. Really? Even Missy Elliott couldn't bring it oh, back? Once it got to the rap part, I'm like, you pieces of shit. Why would you do this? Why did, I don't know why every song now has to like combine all that nonsense. I I love that first Ghostbusters thing. Right, you got back from England, and everybody was tired of listening to it. Yeah, and I just wanted to hear it. I wanted to tape it on the radio. I had to call fucking Power ninety nine, Power ninety nine, and requested like, well, fucking last the, the summer called. It wants you back there, Spoon James, Snooky Duke, there in fucking Oak Avenue. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I came back from England, and that was the thing. I actually. I hated it then, but it seems so charming to me now that I went to England and it was so different because they didn't know what the fuck was going on in America. I didn't know what the hell was going on there, but I went there. We watched a lot of Wimbledon, Bars Becker, Big Wimbledon. Return of the Jedi, uh, finally. Return of the Jedi. I watched crazy movies where I was eating hard-boiled eggs. Crazy. uh, Caramel corn. The best part at that point, if I could go back in time and tell anybody some advice, like, hey, you know, how could I get laid? Just go to England because you go there as, as an American at that point. They thought you were rich as hell. Yeah, you could just why? Do still think that? Yeah, what's Do that? Still think that? No, I, the world has changed uh. now. That's what I'm saying. I think that now uh, the world is smaller because of the internet and things like that. That shit like that. Now you're not going to. I'm not going to go over to my grandfather and him think that I live next door to Linda Evans and fucking Joan Collins. <laughs> he really did. He thought that I would. I knew Joan. Oh, Collins. you're an idiot, Grandpa. Oh, you know there in America. Oh, Dynasty in Dallas. No, oh, how's that Jr. <laughs> That's what it was like, and it's not like that anymore. But it was kind of charming. What was his name? Of... Larry. Uh... Larry Hagman. Hagman. He's, yeah, yeah. he's dead now. He's dead. He shot Jr. No, that's it. I always love the tagline: "The blob, uh, the where the blob or blob, son of blob." Larry Hagman okay. directed that movie, the film that Jr. shot. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, the the summer I went there, I was a huge baseball fan. I was a Yankees fan. And that was the year that Dave Winfield and Don Mattingly were involved in a batting right. race. And it took me, the, it, it really, I had the hardest time trying to find out what happened. There was obviously no internet. They did not have like a sports center that they had. And I found one place that had American newspapers. And they actually, I think it was just the Daily News, maybe the New York uh Maybe not the New York Times. I forget which one it was, but it had one of the USA big. USA Today. No, it had one of the big New York papers. Okay. Problem was, it was a week late. Like we're yelling and screaming about comic issues coming a week <laughs> late. Imagine reading a newspaper. I actually was talking to my youngest son last night. I think it was because he was asking about newspapers, and the the reason that came up, he did not understand the whole. Extra, extra, read all about it. And I was trying to explain to him right. that whole, you know, stop the presses, like these things to a 10-year-old now. you sit down and watch Newsies with him? No, the funny thing was why it came up, we were watching American Dad, and it was the one with legs in the wheel, man. Right. And it was when uh, Stan was trying on different hats, and he puts on the hat and goes, extra, extra. <laughs> it made me laugh so much. But I'm trying to tell him that, listen... Back in the day, and it's not that long ago. It, it, I guess it is now. It's not that long ago. But, but the idea that you actually had to wait till the next morning to find out, like, if at 2 in or the morning. Or you to get the evening edition. Oh, I'm saying at 2 in the morning, though, yeah. shit goes wrong. You may not even find that out until the next day's midday news. 
you know, and the newspaper isn't even going to have yeah. that then. They're stopped the press. The presses are already going full bore. It was just an odd deal because and then really most of the stations then until like, say, a CNN and that sort of thing, you didn't even have a TV station on that could report the news either. Yeah. They'd have that fucking call out and they're out. They're fucking out. They go home. It's crazy. Just sit Crazy down and watch Newsies with the boy and then sing along and no. do some dancing. Even then, he wouldn't care. He'd be like, what the fuck is this? Christian I actually Bale. do at one point. Yeah, really. Great. Thanks for telling me that, buddy. I'll go watch the, the mechan- uh, the What is it? The mechanic. Uh, the mechanic. I was going to call it the mechanist. <laughs> the mechanic. Yeah, we'll, we'll go I enjoy that. I don't think it's too. even the mechanic. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> it's a fucking back in that. I could have used a sandwich. The, uh, the other thing... The Machinist. That's why I, I said I just the watched the Mechanic uh, like trailer with Jason Statham. They have a sequel coming out. Oh, really? The Mechanic, huh? That sounds like a, a different type of movie for Jason Statham. It is so. Is, is he actually? Is it just the fucking what's it called? What was the ones were? Yeah. Is it the transporter? He is a hitman who makes it look like an accident. Oh. Oh yeah, that sounds. It looks so badass. Well. In the meantime, I I thought that maybe at one point because we haven't done it just for the hell of it in a while. And I think the next one we were talking about, we were going to do video games. Right. Uh, but that just seems too broad. That's too broad a brush, too broad a stroke, Eric. I don't know. But uh, I was I thinking of 1986 it, to 19 or yeah, 2003. Yeah, but the thing is, like this, that podcast could be like 10 years long. It's true. Because I don't know if it should be retro video games, if we should do certain types. I don't know. But it, what I was saying is it led me to think of us doing a podcast at one point of things that kids nowadays wouldn't even understand anymore, like a typewriter or a fucking black licorice. I talk to kids in their 20s who have no idea what Columbine is, so what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, yeah really. Well, that's a, that's a, you know what I'm saying? Though? I like, uh, Do they know what a fucking pager is? <laughs> A pager? Do any of them really even know, besides possibly people scratching records as a DJ, has anybody seen a turntable in 20 years? I don't think so. They don't know to put the fucking quarters on that fucking thing so it doesn't (laughs) bounce, right? Pennies. That's what I did. Pennies, yeah, I'd fucking tape them on, too. The worst was when your your needle would break and you you had no way to get another needle. You're like, fuck, this sucks. This sucks. Huh. But yeah, I was thinking of that. Um, a pencil we were talking about, can fix a cassette. We were, yeah, we were talking. And don't put slime in the VHS player. <sighs> Even that Be Kind Rewind we said earlier. Nobody, Man, fucking, what, what the hell would they know? <laughs> it's a really fucking, cheesy movie with Jack Black. Yeah, Polaroid fucking pictures, all that shit. That was the f- fucking way you could take nudie pictures of your wife and not have to get well, them developed. Well, your girlfriend, then she makes you cut it up because she thinks she looks fat. Yeah, yeah. No, I love no, my no, Polaroid no. camera. Ah, uh, the Polaroid. But yeah, we're going to move on to the book, Eric. We have a couple left. Uh, this next I'm one sure the ghost is... of my parents' bedroom with a Polaroid camera. Really? Yeah. yeah, I think that might have been an overexposure there, buddy. Maybe. Deathstroke number 19. Deathstroke number 19, written by James Bonney, art by Paolo Pantalina. We always say Pantalone. Pantalone. Prianto and Dave Sharp. James Bonney continues the action movie Festus that is Deathstroke. While this issue is pretty much set up for a big finale, it's still a, I still had a lot of fun reading it. Paolo Pantalina gives us all the limb-severing, eyeball-exploding craziness <laughs> we expect, and the issue ends with Deathstroke finding out that Raj has altered the deal. Let's pray he doesn't alter it any further. Oh, Deathstroke, this deal's getting worse all the time. That's right. Is that a good one? It is. Boy, just you, act like you're you, still on a can of Colt 45. You really, 
you really do fit up in these clouds, you bitch. <laughs> Is that what he says? You bitch, get that fucking ass and bag it up over here. I'm sick of fucking Lobot in the ass. Is that what he says? Sure. Fucking Lobot. I'm telling you, Lobot... Is a, 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 he's a peeper. He's eavesdropping, but he does have the love for the fucking uh, Lando. You really are uh, an angel in the clouds, baby. Looking it up right oh, now. Yeah. You leave me alone. <laughs> I, I, we always say it, and now I can't Look remember. Two days to retirement, bitch. That's what he says to this fucking Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Why you slime and double cross and no good swindler? <sighs> I don't alter it anymore. God damn it, Darth. Jesus Christ. Have a fucking Colt 45, motherfucker. You really are an angel among the clouds, whore. How's that? I have a nice can of Colt 45. You got, you got problem? You got droid problems? No, why? I don't know, because I'm looking at that ass over there, baby. What you got going on? Also, they really accepted Blando a little too easily. They, they should have snapped his neck, what? right? I love What Lando. do you mean, yeah, but still, he really did sell them all out. He did. And then he comes back. Chewie is going to strangle him. And Princess Leia just makes him stop. Though, Chewie, in the whole thing, why is it that Chewie can't make up his fucking own mind on anything? He always He's has a dumb beast. He, always, he is not. He is kick-ass. All he, he knows about is mechanics on the Falcon. Well, I'll it. tell you, he also knows uh, some fucking real... I, I guess he uses that horse shampoo... <laughs> That was really big in the eighties because boy, when you saw him in the Force, uh, you know the Force Awakens, he looks fresh. Except for those goddamn eyes, they're so fucking like squinty. You didn't like the squinty There's eyes. Something about the eyes that racist. bothers me. I have no idea what really? it is. I can't put you're my finger on it. You think he's Chinese? Yes, he is an Asian. Is that what you're telling me? He's a terrible driver and he's great at math. He is the he's the pilot of the Millennium Falcon. Not not Lando and Han are the pilot. Not, yeah, maybe. I, I guess when he's the mechanic he's and navigator. The first mate. He's not the navigator either, because Han always yells, like, what are you, then we'll end up in a black hole, and then you'll fucking triple be short fucking boy. Wookiees never think always about calling things. him boy, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's always so mad at Luke. <laughs> uh, talking about Deathstroke. I can't find a goddamn thing. fucking friend. All I can find Luke. is you truly do belong Listen here, bitch. Deathstroke, Eric. I will tell you right away. Uh, this is a great jumping on point. Sure is. <laughs> it's pretty much the penultimate issue, and it, it really is a really good jumping on point. You get a lot of it. You get a backup of what's going on, and you are set to end. And, yes, I, I put in my thing, hey, listen, if you are sick and tired of hearing me talk about Deathstroke and you want to jump in, jump in now. You got this you issue, a big finale. You're in. You here. Yeah, you get it. Uh, it's explained with Deathstroke, but pretty much the way – you said when we weren't when we were off there. You said that it kind of annoyed you a little. Yes. Why it doesn't annoy me? Because when this when James Bonney has this narration go, it is very um, like action movie oriented. Uh, it's something that you can see. If this was a, a an episode of Knight Rider, it, you'd be like, okay, I'm jumping in again, and I don't mind it. And basically, you find out that Rose is dying. Fucking Jericho. I hate him. I'm looking at it now. That fucking... Are there funny. any Jericho fans? I don't think so. I, I hate his guts. Um, but yeah, Raj has jumped on... He is a man of opportunity. Sure is. He sees that Rose is going to die. Hey, I just so and, happen to have this elixir here. Yeah, and he can save her with this elixir, but if you're going to... If he's going to save her, Deathstroke has to pretty much join the League of Assassins. And not only that, 
She's going to well, need this. She's going to need yeah. this elixir every day for the every rest day. of her life. She needs it every day. And at this point, this Get is where I really got at, at Jericho. I think Deathstroke was like, no. He was going to tell him to go fuck yeah. himself and because he doesn't want his daughter to pretty much end up being a drug addict. I did this to Rose's father. Please do whatever yeah. you can to save yeah. her. Uh, yeah. Fuck Jericho, me, Jericho. But yeah, basically what you're doing is not only making her an addict, but you're also making her an addict dependent on Raja Ghul. Yeah. That's not too... Th- two that. wrongs do not make a right, Jericho. But yeah, there's fucking whiny-ass Jericho. Oh, Dad, hey. I did this. Please, right there. I say, you know daddy. what? You know what, Jericho? <laughs> you know what, Jericho? I am going to put you out of your misery. Right? Slice his fucking head off. I, I'm so sick of Jericho. I hate his guts. I hate him. Yeah, but he says, okay, he's going to do it for Jericho. He, the guy has a soft spot for his kids. He's been a fucking awful father. Probably took him to see Deadpooler. Now he's going to fucking make up for this. And this is where the, the issue turns from what I always say. It's an action movie. It really turns into a video game. Yeah. Because a lot of video games, you have this scene where somebody needs medical There's attention. There's a time requirement where you have to you fight have a wave time, after yes, wave. The timer's going to go, and then the helicopters are landing, and wave a wave of these dead bastards are like, coming. It really reminded uh, me of like Left for Dead, when you have to like, uh, call up a helicopter, and then you have to wait for it to get there, and wave me. after it's wave exactly is on. Left, it's Left for Dead. And I like that. I like that it's just nonstop. And it makes sense to a point where you're going to have this... L- finale it's going to be a fucking battle the rumble in the jungle baby and when they have it you really can't have 500 dead bastards fucking you know these moops hanging around you gotta thin the herd or else it's going to be a crazy fight so this is how he took and i like that deathstroke says basically this is what he's wanted all along he's going to go through all of these guys and kill every single one of them and then get the victor, then get the lawman, then get the snake. He's going to kill everyone. So he says, hey, you know what? As of now, this is what I Keep want. Bring them yeah. on. I'm going to fight the shit out of these guys. And that's what he does. He's fighting them as Rose is getting the elixir. And then Raj is like, listen, you, he starts talking sweet nothing to fucking Jericho. He's like, hey, listen, Jericho, you're really at place among the clouds. <laughs> and uh, he says to Jericho, hey, you're really going to... Um, Oh, you're really powerful. Uh, you could really do well if you could let me train you. He's already starting his fucking oh, yeah. thing. And what I like about it is at this point, Deathstroke is fighting everyone. And as he's fighting, he's like, I have to stop these bad guys because they're after my kids. Yeah. I have to stop them. After- now you're leaving. Meantime, now you're leaving there's Ross. He's the worst motherfucker in the world with his kids. So, yeah, Deathstroke has not learned the good father thing yet. Uh, so he's fighting these guys. It ends up there's Victor, and uh, he says, "Yeah, Victor, you know you're saving me some time. I, you know, and hey, you, you could have found me wherever." And it really is set up because Nothing comes then from, we get, get Danger Island. No, you get Lawman and Snakebite, and uh, I do think that James Bonney, uh even as far back as as Tyler Kirkham when he was on in Pandalona, they really like to cut those tentacles off of Snakebite. That's over like the, and over the, again. They love that in the office, and I like that Snakebite calls out like, hey, every time you do this, they're growing back quicker. But, yeah, nothing really happens. Mastasia shows up. You get all the players show up, and then they basically go off to Danger Island. It makes me laugh. The whole thing makes me laugh because it really is just an action movie. And um, in the meantime, Jericho does a little – what dreams may come, Rob Williams deal. He goes into Rose's mind. Rose is doing I'm some fucking – I'm trying to think, like, is it Johnny Mnemonic? What do we got, yeah, Lawnmower Man? Rose is, 
Rose Matrix. is doing some fucking. She's doing like uh, actually. She reminds me of right there. She is um, uh, what's his name in Roadhouse? No friggin' um, oh, I can't think. Fucking Patrick yeah, Swayze. I can't think of his and he's name. out when he's out doing his uh fucking things on the porch and shit. That's what he is. Yeah, I can't remember his we name. We are terrible that, tonight. Yeah, what's going on tonight? I remember I'm trying to think that fucking blind ass singer, Dalton. That's Dalton, what it was. yeah. I'd like to introduce Dalton. I'm like, how do you know? You're blind. Sing that goddamn song. Smell Dalton. Yeah, he's like, yeah, smells like Roadhouse. I haven't smelled this since California. <laughs> smells like blood and regret. That sounds Dalton. like some knees about to get snapped. <laughs> hey, Dalton. I like that. That it's weird. I went back and watched Roadhouse. It is really slow starting. <laughs> I really, to me, it's like ass kicking from the minute that thing starts. There's a lot of recruiting going on. God, I went back and watched Stone Cold, and there's a lot of slow parts of Stone Cold. That too, Boz, Bosworth. But yeah, uh, basically, then Rose comes out of her thing. Jericho kind of says, "Listen, you know what? Come on out. Don't go to the light, little uh, Zelda." Hey, come on, come on back, <laughs> come on back, baby, and comes back. But that I didn't even think. Did you say that was on this? You actually going to say that, in Rob? <laughs> but yeah, and they come out. Deathstroke's fighting. He looks like he's going to get killed. He can't see. You have a blood sport where he can't <laughs> exactly. see that. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's got ah. his hands in front of his face. Yep. He's got his hands in front of his face. <laughs> Fucking brick don't hit back. And that's when Rose and Jericho step forth. And I'll, I'll admit, Jericho looks a little badass there. And they skedaddle. They whoop, 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 whoop. They jump out the window. They leave for Danger Island. And then you go back to Nanda Parbat with uh, Raj. And that's where Raj alters the deal. Basically says, hey, everybody, we're going to be in a war. Hey, here's our new recruits. Rose and Jericho. And, and it's funny because Deathstroke is just in the back and nobody's paying attention nope. to him. And he's like, no, you said nothing about them. Kids got to seem okay about it. Raj doesn't get, yeah, they seem like, well, really, they they never warmed up to Deathstroke in this whole yeah. thing. Uh, they Rose, especially. Deathstroke is like, he has defied death 800 times in this whole thing just to get her, and she's acting like a bitch to him. But, yeah, uh, I will tell you, I continue loving the shit out of fucking Raj. And this, oh, I art? love, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, I love it. And um, I was upset when Tyler Kirkham left the book because I thought it did not go down at, not all. at all. It's really, really good. I just hate, I just hate freaking uh, Jericho's jerk-off face, but that has nothing to do yeah. about the art. Yeah, just no, I, just, the character. I, I hate Jericho. I just don't like him at all, and it still brings me back to that convergence when he's fucking <laughs> painting and playing the fucking guitar. Smash that guitar upside his head. But yeah, yeah we're going to get... There, you didn't in, have in to a hear weird him talk. Deal. Yeah, in a weird deal, um, we're getting a annual... Coming up next week, it has nothing to do with this. James Bonney's not writing it, uh, unless the solicit's wrong. But it has nothing to do with the story, and then we're going to finish up the story. And I, I really enjoy it. I, I like what it is. I always get a laugh out of out of what's going on. I get a laugh out of how freaking dense Deathstroke seems to be. Like, really, did he think that, to leave his kids with Raj? Now, we're going to have the pick of the week later, and we're also going to have worst parent. And it's between Deathstroke and Lois Lane. And I think I might go lowest still. I don't know. See, I, you had a lot of fun with this book because of all the recap and the fact where we were dealing yeah, with so much like nonsense with like uh, Rose got to come out of her pseudo coma and Deadpool uh, Deathstroke's over there that's killing folk. There's not a lot to this. 
Well, there isn't, but I like the art. The art's I great. like the action. I like the dialogue between the guys. I li- and at one point, it is, it's basically action movie dialogue. You know, I'm going to kill you, end of the line. Oh, you showed up, far from it. It's done just better than Green Arrow last issue. Yeah, and I, I just like it. I, I like this book, and I like what it is, and the art is just, the art's great. I really do like the art, but I gave it an 8 out of 10, and that's about where I've been between, a, say, a 7 and an 8. Yeah. The whole time, and that I really do like it. I, I like it as well. It's just not much to this issue, so I think I gotta go. No, like it, a is, 6.5. it is set up. It is set up for the finale. Like, I just You're found myself everything. in the beginning. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna turn some pages here because he's still doing yeah. his caption about what's happening. Yeah, no, I, I'm telling you, for some reason, the way it's set up, it does remind me of the. It's not just like a, like thrown out. It's Deathstroke fighting his way and just saying, ah, oh, I'm doing this again and I gotta, you know, do this and that's why I do it. Also, we get that crazy uh, attack of uh, snake bite yeah. where the fucking people's eyes blow out. That's awesome. But yeah, that I is awesome. Guess, but yeah. Uh, now we're gonna move on. What is the next book? I'm looking. The, the, uh, the way we're this doing the podcast... We, this is where like we they, take a break. Yeah, it's Harley is next. Yeah. No, we don't take a break. No. Harley is next. Well, we. Yeah, but this one guy, I remember, he had a, he had a, I forgot, it must have been a swastika, some some white power tattoo, and his claim was that he went to prison, and the Aryan nation uh, told him to join, and he refused, so they held him down and forced him to get a white oh. power tattoo, that, by the way, looked perfectly straight and fun. Pretty, pretty yeah. straight. Like, going. like, yeah, I'm sure they forced you, dude. Yeah, yeah they forced you. <laughs> you fucking begged them, you were like, who's a dick? Whose dick do I have to suck Whoa. to get into the Aryan nation? <laughs> and we're back. Oh, no. Reggie, I'm we're gonna have that. That is boy. That is some behind the scenes talk there, Reggie, my man. <laughs> some freaking Aryan nation talk that, with tattoos. That was, that was about my talking about Hitler earlier. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think Reggie oh has God, yeah. yeah, really. What are you doing? Reggie? That was a long time ago. That was in the twenties. We're talking about Harley Quinn number nine, written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, art by J- Chad Hardin and Alex Sinclair. Finding her balance in the red, Harley Quinn and Tony pull a heist of some experimental cars with outstanding payments. Upon delivery to the client, they learn these cars transform into giant robots. The rest of the issue is just like a Michael Bay Transformers movie, except you can tell what is going on, and Harley is a lot less racist. And I smile. And, yeah, it's it's a, it's a this issue was... A lot of fun. Actually, had a lot of good jokes in it. I, yeah. There's stuff I don't mention in my blurb, like her interaction with Tony, with the snow globes I enjoy. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? like, yeah. Is... You had a little, uh, you always have a little, like, art uh, Easter eggs. You have it there. Yeah. Um, I like to, and again, the, this Poison Ivy League, she, she picked the wrong week to yell about Harley, because I think that anybody could jump in this issue and enjoy it. You you really couldn't. If you, no, if I, you didn't I, read this. I'm not really a fan of the series. I enjoyed reading this yeah. issue. Yeah. I, I'm saying if you didn't, uh, like, oh, you know what, I hear them talk about Harley, or oh, I've heard about Harley, I, I might want to check it out at some point. Perfect issue to do. That's a great one. And it's exactly one and done also, which is such a yep. rarity in comics. Eric, when's the last yep. time you you think you read a full issue of, of the regular Harley series? Well, I, I've read a couple issues for our talks on the podcast. Okay, yeah. But, but I other than that, they <laughs> yeah. This was another one of these books where we even said on, uh, Eric mentioned to Manship on the site where... Uh, Manship said that Reggie shouldn't read Teen Titans. He should give it to Eric. And Eric's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I did it. Gave it to Jim. Jim gave it to Reggie. Same with Harley. Yeah. And it wasn't that it was bad. Teen Titans is terrible. Yeah. This wasn't well, bad. It just, it does tend to get in a rut. 
You know, it gets in a rut, yeah. and uh, we, you know, and then you jumped on you like it the most, probably of all is, the three of us. This thing is more in my wheelhouse because it's very fucking strange. You know, what yeah. I, mean? yeah, I, yeah. I like the references to like Eggy and all, yeah, the, all the craziness. I just kind of buy into all of it, but I could totally see how you would just find it yeah. too too ridiculous, too much holy cremoli, and there's a lot of that. that there's a lot of that. This issue, uh, I know. Eric actually, I did not mind that one bit in this. It was okay. Uh, the funny thing is, I the main cover, not a big fan. No, I actually like the main. But I like the variant a lot. That's what, uh, what I was going to say. Is the minute that I hit the variant, I like everything past that. And the variant, I still have to do my uh, my covers of the week. The variant's not the cover of the week, but it's one of the covers. I, it's funny. And I love, I, I really love do covers like with that, word puppets. I like that main cover, though. Nah, she looks like she's got some lazy eye going. Yeah, she's got her face say. up against the glass. It's, oh, yeah. And uh, it's, just, yeah, it's, it's just, it comes off. I don't hate it. You know, it's all right. It's obviously just like an inventory cover because there's yeah. nothing to do with anything, but yeah, that's fine. I like, I just like when she's there in the, with the swimmy thing there and says, yeah. oh, you just ah, crap. Ah. <laughs> her ass is hanging off the bottom. That <laughs> made me laugh. But then you but. turn the next page. Hey. And the credits page that is the Destroy All Mobsters, and it is a Transformer S page with all little bubbles of the people yeah. and even people like Monzilla. Yeah, I know. Like, what the hell? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, who's that? Mike. And Mike. There's Most Mike. of these people don't but, even show up in this, you know? No, we, it's we so good. Eggie, though, like, I they don't even it. happen in the book. Yeah, or Mike or Monzilla. <laughs> Monzilla. No, Mike or Monzilla are not in there. But yeah, and you go in and you find out there it's a Transformers issue, and I like it. It starts off with the guy who is paid to get these Transformer cars. They're cars that transform, and he wants them because his wife's a piece of shit. Yeah. And his wife's fucking everybody in this auto company, and he just wants to kill all her and the then also himself. And I put all yeah, the and men. I, yeah, all of them, yeah. And I put in my my notes a pretty goddamn dark star. Yeah. Because the guy, it's a murder suicide. It's like that house Eric moved into sure when he when he first moved to Quaker Town. Uh, it's pretty dark, but you move from there, and uh, even then, I was having a good time. You got a transformer, you got badass. a hat, scantily clad lady doing the do, and next thing they're all dead. The but yeah, I love the gun the too. The gun's like a, a giant six shooter. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, what I mean? it's, it's like, like a double shooter. <laughs> do you see it? It's like got a double barrel, yeah, that, or a double freaking load. It's pretty cool. Everything about this is cool. Then you go and you have like that weird snow globe deal with uh, Big Tony and Harley have found some snow globes in an apartment that Big Tony had been renting, and the guy left them. And you, they're just doing. It. And I was at Which this I point, I'm say, like, having read this what book, are they doing? Having read this book, who was that? Like, like we literally know everyone that lives in this. Book, I know, and they, I guess they, it they, we've be. met them all. But I guess I was getting that it was like a past building. They had it, but yeah, you have these snow globes, and basically it's just because she wants to put them in Bernie. Mm-hmm. She wants some snow globe in Bernie. But you get a little joke there where there's a Titanic snow globe, shakes it. There's uh, Jack from the movie. There's the necklace, and there's Black Manta and Aquaman. Yep. they can't even get along in a fucking snow globe. <laughs> and in fact, I think Black Man is yelling, "You killed my father." Of course, Probably. there. There we go. Ray Delane. Really, yeah, Ray <laughs> Delane. That's so good. That's whose apartment it was, Ray Delane. But yeah, then <laughs> goes out and hangs out with Poison Ivy. You get a little Nathan's hot dog deal. And you and Eric both mentioned you didn't like the art as much when Harley was there. I didn't mind it. I, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah, Poison Ivy. It's hard to explain. You know, I think that really 
You'd be hard pressed to say this is bad, but something gets weird here. Something in Harley's face in the last panel. Harley's looks face weird. in that one panel is a little uh, off. Poison uh, Ivy just looks strange, but you know, it's not like it's not like it didn't get bad. All of a sudden, everything looks you know well rendered and huh. care is taken. And, to- and you know what else I I really like about this issue because it just these scenes. It, like, they're really cold, boom, 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 right to the next scene, yeah. but you don't need a lot of explanation, yeah. and they, they give ju- – Palmiotti gives just the right amount because the, she's there with Harley. Hey, you know what? We'll go to the Bahamas at some point. You turn the page, and Big Tony and Harley are there. They're going to do this heist, yep. and you don't really – nothing threw me That's off. Hilarious. I really like it. Yeah, and then Big Tony. I love when they, when I they, like, they yeah. take a nap in the in the. Oh cabin. yeah, they're gonna take a nap. It's so ridiculous. He's feeling her okay. up. And she's like, no, yep. no. Oh yeah, and the best is, is that your hand? Nope. No. <laughs> oh yeah, Big Tony, you son of a. I'm gonna bitch. tell Queenie with your Roman hand and Russian yeah. fingers. <laughs> yeah, they got that, and they accidentally sleep in. So you got, and even that, like you have this uh, worker, and he goes up to the van or the van. Let's say. Uh, uh, transport, yeah. an auto transport deal, which if you look, it's funny, on the side Transformers fucking symbol. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes up and he's like, yo, anyone in there? They're like, oh crap, you've just turned the page and the guy is now in the back seat with a rape we're ball. In the, in we're in the middle of the heist. <laughs> it's so good though, that there's that guy, he just, he stumbled in the wrong deal yep. and there he is and she just crashes in. They get these cars. You end up going. It's a guy who owns all these bowling alleys. Uh, they have that, and basically that guy just wanted those. They they weren't his. He claimed that they were his. They were going to steal them back. They weren't. Basically, his plan was, I'm going to get these Transformers and then steal money from Harley. Yeah, get the, <laughs> money, the money back. Yeah. All she wanted to do was go bowling. That's best because she wants to renegotiate the deal after yeah. that, like and twenty thousand like, plus ten extra games. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, "Oh, you son of a bitch! You're gonna do that." And yeah, she just wants ten extra games, and then he just wants the money back. And that's where I said there, oh, it's funny. He rips the fun. first off. He's destroying his own oh, yeah. place, which is odd, but uh, he's there, and she yells out Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, yes. And laughing, it even seemed to me it was like that song. That she was like yelling it out as that, but yeah, Shia Tony LaBeouf, and yeah, he's gonna get it. In the meantime, he has been hired to kill her, but he's not a killer, so he's not gonna do. He's not gonna. It's all. It's the craziest issue. It's very yeah. odd. I'm but thinking about it like this because he's not, he doesn't want to kill her, but then it's kill or be killed because then she gets a hold of a, a transforming car as yeah. well. Yeah, and then she goes and gets because that's the most ridiculous part of the book, maybe because the car she gets. It transforms yeah. into a Harley bot. It Which is the same one that the guy used in the beginning, though. It's it's different. Is it different? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is different. Yeah. I I'm guessing you sit on the seat and it's it's got a seat warm option and it's got a DNA replicating <laughs> option. That's how there you go. And then it matches works. your clothes. And yeah. it's weird. It's it transforms from like a- Harley. Into the old Harley. That's what the Transformer is. It's also that got, uh, it's also got a, a boob enhancement option, apparently. Yes, it does. I don't think I've ever seen that's bigger the lady car. My life. That is. What I like about it is it has the also has the Harley-esque attacks where it's pretty much, you know, the boob attack. You got the shit attack. <laughs> it, it's got it all. And it, it's funny, though. It's it really not is. Like crazy deal. And I really, really well drawn, it. too. I mean, Design yeah. your Transformer to fit your like, your personality. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she has this, the ass rockets. I mean, I, I said it in my review, and I, and someone else mentioned in his review, too. Like, obviously, this is uh, 
Jimmy Palmiotti asked Chad Harden, be like, hey, you want to, you feel like drawing some giant robots? He was like, hell yeah. yeah. I I like, right. And you know what? That's the best Why thing about this. Why you me this already? Yeah. Yeah. It's the best thing about the Harley book that if it is something where they're like, hey, we have a couple issues to go before rebirth, even though this is one of those that's not, not really going to be a full out rebirth. Yeah. But I think they are starting with one oh, again, correct? I, I think they are. Rebirth, I thought they were. No, they're not going to have a rebirth number one, but I think they are going to have a Harley number one, if I'm I not mistaken. I believe they're doing the same thing with Earth 2. And they're doing that with Batgirl. Yes. Batgirl doesn't get rebirth as well. So, I, But I think it starts number one. But this is like the most perfect book to have them say like, hey, you have a couple issues. Just do what you want. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. And this book, it fits. Oh, yeah. you. We, you know, we've been angry about that for other books. This book, it's great. We got giant-ass robots going through New York here. And because it's Harley and it's such a ridiculous book, it makes way more sense than when we saw that at the end of, like, Batman number 50. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. This makes sense. That, that gives me a problem. Here, I'm okay. Yeah. And it's funny because they have this... Uh, this crazy story too, which I never liked. This mobster's after her because was it his daughter no, or no, his son? It was like which two or three it? issues ago, she accidentally killed his son during. Yeah. Escape was it a son? Yeah. It was the son with the with the axe yeah. with red, uh, tool. red tool. So again, yeah, it's not that great a story. You got to get rid of it, and boy, they get rid of it because Harley just sits on the building, <laughs> breaks it open, and pretty much shits out a fucking nuclear bomb he and the ass fucking, blossom. He is done, and the best is he is so dead. <laughs> and there is Big Tony and Harley laughing up a storm. Yeah. You know, sometimes, insane. sometimes in comics, you know, they kill the villain, and you're like, "Well, we didn't see a body." Well, let me tell you, you see the body, my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's smoking body. That it looks like the next frame, if they had it, the Terminator is going to step on that skull and walk on. Because it did. And I really did like it. And I thought, you know what? That is the the funniest thing. Because you don't want the stupid. They don't want to do this stupid story with involved with the, the son that got killed with the axe. Red Tool's gone yeah. now. Whatever. And right now, so it's let's so get much like the mayor's story as well. That's what I'm saying. It, it's just too much. And in fact, I do want to mention as well, I really like earlier in the issue where they call out how Harley has no money because all the things, even calls out the gang of Harleys like, boy, they're waiting. Queenie being off with freaking, uh, yeah, and all that. Nope, she's off, uh, Miss Macabre or whatever. Madame Mrs. Macabre. Is there, Madame right? Macabre is Queenie is the same as Madame Macabre? No. Oh, oh God, God. Now I'm just an asshole. Madame Macabre's wax museum is like. Debt. Yeah, and the Wax Museum's not doing well. I really like they spelled that out. Because right away, that's all this yeah. book really... There's the whole thing that you need. we got to keep this is, building that's up. That's the motivation. Yeah. So you get going. It's always been that. She's, they're always struggling. Mm. And, uh, but I, I really like it. I, I, like, well, I had good. a good time reading it. I only read it tonight. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, I really like it. I wanted to get back on and message that Poison Ivy League. <laughs> <laughs> And say, listen, I don't know if you actually read the issue because I get the idea she's Excuse just me, bad. Not anything. Yeah, really, because this is not if the she issue. Read of the it, yellow. She would know that fucking poison ivy is in it and didn't have. Yeah, that, like, no? that is the most serious part of the book. This heartfelt, like, felt moment between poison ivy and fucking yeah. Harley. Something tells me she hates that because that's taking the spotlight off of Poison Ivy, adding Harley in. I, I know that at one point what I saw on her page, and it might have even been like the second or third tweet that day, I guess somebody had said, listen, uh, you know, Poison Ivy kind of seemed like a terrorist in her book. Yeah, well, she's not a terrorist. She's a hero. And it was all that. I'm like, oh, my God, please stop. Stop. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. you know. I, Why does she, she should have a Poison Ivy podcast. Why, that'd be a fucking... 
bowl of cherries. Would you, what would you call under her rant and rave line? I might. Yeah, I might I call in and just have a 20-minute dancing Mike rant and rave with her <laughs> and somehow get a go off on the New 52. He was not a very big fan of I the I recall, no. Yes. Uh, but what did you give it? I gave it an 8 out of 10. I, you know what? For the first I time, so I much. think, actually, I give it an 8 5. Oh, all right. Uh, you know why? The art. I the art is spectacular. I notes. The art's always eight. strong. I put in my notes in 8, but I don't want to agree with you every time, Reggie. <laughs> But, yeah, no, I think art is good. I had a lot of fun. And that's really all I want. I just want fun. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> and gyms. Girls and gym just want to have fun. What, what would you do? Eight out of ten. Yeah. Look at that. It's, it's funny. I'm looking at my notes right now. I have we're, <laughs> we're, so, we're score pals. Yeah, we this are. But, we're uh, friends. We're score buddies. <laughs> I did not see your score on Teen Titans, which is the next book. Oh, uh, you want, oh man. I, I have a score in my mind, though, that's between a three and a five. I a, so I don't know what you, you gave I it. I have a the, score that's in between my index and my ring finger. Yeah, really, <laughs> I'm with you. Let's get on with it. It's uh, Teen Titans number 21, written by Tony Bedard, art by Miguel Men- Mendonca, Diana Conesa, and Tony Avina. The- what? Who are you talking to? <laughs> what? You don't like, you don't like- <laughs> I don't know what's going I don't know on. Spanglish- you look at this accent that you've got. Yeah, a Latin neighborhood. Well, listen, I, I want to hear some R's rolling there. You know, yeah, there, really. there weren't any R's in here. What can I tell you? Roll I some C's then. This, I am this starting in Enrique. You might have. There was a guy, and I don't know if it was NPR or it was just a local station, and uh, he would be like, hello, and I'm Juan Valeta. He'd have this crazy, I don't understand the names bring out the deal. I'm Rocky, Rock and Ricky Riviera. Do you ever go to that CC's Pizza? No, I've seen, I see Edge that looks like fucking I hell. always see that. And they, they're like, hey, you know, come to CeCe's Pizza and get the 8,000 different pizzas yeah. for two bucks. I'm like, look at that pizza. It looks terrible. I mean, I, you know, when the pizza on your TV commercial looks, when the food looks bad there, <laughs> so, it's got to look like fucking hell. Like, fuck. at least they have, like, the Golden Corral. They always push that fucking chocolate fountain. Yeah. Hey, the chocolate fountain. I'm, oh, that looks good. But yeah, that CC's pizza looks. Horrible. I mean, it looks like worse than you get in a bowling alley. It looks so bad. No, no, I made pizzas for a fireman's <laughs> carnival. They're better than that shit. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know about that. They were delicious. A lot of people got sick that weekend. Pizza day Enrique. That was from the boiled Oh, here we burgers. go. He, he's back. <laughs> Enrique. Oh yes, the evil genius. All right, let's get on with teeth. The the evil genius of the brain takes takes him to Central Park Zoo, where he uses his mind control Benoit balls to make some sea lions and polar bears attack the Titans. Oh my. Then, he po- then he possesses the minds of several dozen human beings. All hope seems lost for about two seconds, then Raven shows up and returns everyone to normal. Best parts of this issue are the interactions between Monsieur Mala and the brain, which are at once touching and funny. Yeah, yeah, you, that's what Something. you say. That's what you say. Those are my favorite. No, no, that's, that's stuff the brain of Monsieur Malos. That was the best part of this book. The thing about this, this whole the thing. the front of the zoo and, like, he can't, I'm can't looking go at it, now. it really was good. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I'm uh, not going in there. I will tell you, though, <laughs> the whole thing with this, and this is what, this this has been two issues like me and or has it been three? I, which, which has it been? With what? 
with Mala and the Brain? Did it start last or did it the second? This is the second. We have two issues. And basically, you end with the guy going, oh, you know what? All I was doing was parody. And the Brain and Mala going, you know what? We were uh, the brain. Oh, I just wanted to show the villains, and then heroes were the same. It's an experiment. It's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, it, end, it ends with a fart. Yeah, well, we talk about we just talked about Harley, where there's going to be a couple issues where you know just one and dones, whatever like that. This is such a throwaway issue as well that both these last two issues. And it just angered me. I got an uh, idea. Let's nonsense. go back to the beginning of this issue, or even the end of last issue. Hey, Raven, do your thing on them. Okay. Yeah, do that, or like, hey, you know what? Uh, this guy who's parodying uh, villains and heroes, well, let's not care about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then what would you have gotten? You'd have freaking Mal on the brain. What would they actually be doing? Because all they're really doing is fighting the Teen Titans. Yeah. If the Teen Titans didn't show up, I don't think that they had any sort of game going on. Then they would have went home. Maybe they had some, they had some really kind of experiment. You know, they, they would have had the freaking troll guy go on his own blog, write some racist stuff, push publish, yeah, and even then the <laughs> He would have said something about any, you know, Hispanic name sounding like Chi-Chi's, and then off we go. He would have had him review some comics, and, you know. Did you like the uh, Sinestro, pull my finger, I dare you? You know, I thought, you know, actually, the way he opened it with those memes, even though all of those memes were stupid, but it was a cute way to, like, catch you up on the story. Yeah. Uh, But it's funny that the whole thing started was that Brain was pissed. Yeah. Molly even says it. Like, oh, Brain, you were pissed that, Why? He's, he's very. Why are they very so upset vain, about me? Very vain person. Look, it's They're brain and monster Mahala. They don't have a lot going like, on. It's not like brain was slaying there eating a fucking hamburger, half like, drunk off his ass, and he couldn't talk. It's been, you know, it's that's been like five bad. years of the new Fifty Two. Have we seen these characters yet? That's, yeah, really. I mean, this is like their I first regular, mention I, in years. Yeah, and, and here they are. They're mad about me. They're probably <laughs> yeah, really they're probably googling every day, and then, then one day they, they were. Google they're and they pull up a fucking. A it's meeting. so funny too. It's like. Mala the whole time is like, listen, any publicity is good publicity, brain. Yeah. I told you this. Said, no, I can't stand this. I'm a fucking brain and a fucking cannon. And a dildo. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> a dildo. I'm, I'm fucking rocketing around. And I don't even, what was now the meme with the brain? What was the brain meme? Wasn't it something like, who's got the brains here? I don't, I don't, remember. Remember. I don't remember what it was. It was hilarious, whatever it was. <laughs> oh, it was. It was I, lo- I love when Raven goes to pop off the... Uh, you know the uh, mind control jammy on on Metatrol. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. like Power Girl even says, "How'd you know removing that wouldn't kill him?" Huh? Yeah. That's a goddamn good question. Like, what the yeah, fuck yeah. it could have just sucked his brain yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Could have stopped any. Could have stopped. He his didn't brain. care. She didn't like those memes either. Just, uh, that guy's a memer. Basically, everything in this issue. Anytime the Teen Titans are there, this issue sucks. I, I'm telling you, otherwise, I don't, I don't know exactly. Very good. I don't know exactly where that part is you're talking about where she says that, but does Raven just shrug her shoulders? Eh. Yeah. Because I wish it was a lucky guess. I thought she said shoulder shrug. She was afraid that he was going to leave a bad uh, review on TripAdvisor. <laughs> I think I heard her say, and it was all pissed off. Yeah, I did, you know, you're right. When Mala goes and uh, can't get into the uh, Central Park the zoo. zoo, it's okay. But again, well, I mean, all, it's it's something that's these, so. These are the good crazy. parts of this comic because. Yeah. Any part because the rest of is fucking deplorable. It makes Even that die. 
there's the part where they go, hey, there's a gorilla, and then Beast Boy immediately turns into a gorilla. Gorilla, I can handle that. I think he wants to get sexy with Mala. I don't know why he would do that. And then even with those sea lines, I don't know what was going on. I don't know when freaking Power Girl shows up and picks up the polar bears and then looks like she slams her head together to get the mind control. I'm like, those are the polar bears. Calm down, lady. Uh, This this Wonder Girl, I hate her. I hate her. I I hate her so much. Yep. She should fucking fly off to the to another moon or something. I, I just can't stand seeing her. Ever. I really I, I, thought there was potential with her in the early runs of t- uh, Teen Titans during the New 52, and I think I just really wanted to like her, but she's just a rage machine anymore. Oh, I hate her. And, like, um, I don't know, we got a little bit of background yeah. how she was, like, a thief back in the day and did all this cool yeah. stuff, but... She really has not progressed much. About, I, oh. If a Red Lantern ring came down right now, okay. There she be. Uh, I mean, the, the, la- the last arc was supposed to be her redemption, yeah. right? She was supposed yeah, to find out where she's from terrible. and that she's part of a team. Silent armor. And now she's a fucking, you know, bitch again. Fuck the... I, I hate don't her know, so she's going to fight polar bears. Yeah, well, that's nice. Kick ass, that's right? Nice. I, I just like that the brain's joke. Here it is, where, like... Uh, he's controlling the sea lions. <laughs> Adorable, aren't they? Right up until they bare their fangs. No wonder they're called sea lions. Thanks for that, Brian. Very like, good. Really, that, that's such a waste. And there's bunkers trying to block them in, and then Beast Boy turns into a polar bear. Uh, good job, Beast Boy. Like, really, those are the two characters I like, Beast Boy and Bunker, and I like their interaction, and that's what you get with them. Yeah. They're, they're just oh, there. Virtually nothing, yeah. Well, they had no, no place to put them. I don't them care for their characters anymore. There's no, like, there's nothing to them except we're buddies. Yeah. Well, that, but I'd, I'd actually like that more than this. Yeah. That you get nothing. At least somebody's fucking buddies on this team. Agreed. And it, it's funny, too, because they they were controlling the, the Teen Titans at one point. They ripped off the mind control of those. And now they're just controlling every animal and person in the zoo, and it's still just stupid. It's stupid. It, there's nothing to it this. Sucks. Like you said, I like then where Power Girl does the emu chuck. <laughs> like it gets all big, yeah. bashes the fucking polar bear. I don't understand how she got that power. One. And then you get the idea. Did they ever yell Titans together? Uh, Is that supposed to be such a stupid joke to the Teen Titans go? Yeah. I think it's because like that's you know, all Avengers Assemble type of yeah, shit. But, I mean, well, in the Teen Titans, you know, every time they yell Teen Titans go and stuff like that, and it seemed to be that, yeah, that's and it my really favorite, wasn't that's funny. That's my favorite page of the book, though. Well, it looks good, but it's not funny. I don't think it's supposed then he to be said, funny. It, no, I, I, it is. That's the joke, because even, I don't, even I don't Beast think Boy is. says, he says, go on, Bird Boy, say it. And that's when he says it. That's the big joke in the Teen Titans Go cartoon. That piece went, oh, no, here we go. And then Robin yells it. It's, oh, maybe it's, you got some. I don't watch the cartoons. So yeah. It's a joke from that, and it's such a bad joke. It's not even I funny. I think that is the most serious part of the book. No, that's why, <laughs> that's why Beast Boy's laughing and says, go on, Bird Boy, say it. And that's when he says it, and they're all, you know, ready to go. Well, the best part, best part is, so it's Titans together, and then the Titans don't do shit. Fucking Wonder no. Girl flies up, fumbles the ball, it. and Manbala catches it. That's it. Yep. The, next panel, the next page, though, Brain shoots off, looks like Tim Drake's mask. I'm like, where did his mask go? Yeah, it's I, it's I true. What the hell? I don't know what's going on. Somebody fucking shot off the, you know, good dialogue and story here because, boy, it's terrible. And then I guess he spent the next couple of pages scrambling, scrambling around trying to find his domino mask. Yeah, well, then Mala saves Brain and then is there. And then that's when uh, the next joke, Beast Boy and Bunker, hey, is it just me? No, it's not just you. Yep. Uh, let's get They're gay. 
Yep. And hey, send then uh, you know then there's Red Robin. Hey guys, uh, you know hey Raven, send them to an awful place. I know. Your home dimension. I Jesus Christ, hey, you know. Send them to hell. Yeah, that's a hell for that a makes people while. insane. Holy yeah. shit! And then she's like, hey, I'll be back. Uh, you know, hopefully you won't drive you mad before yeah. I get back. To you. Hey, hey, I'm like, Strikers this, Island, please. This issue has Christ. it's so it's so lost between a jokey type issue, which it should have just went full out funny. And uh, but then you have these parts like that, like hey, hey, yeah, it's a joke. Now send them to hell. They'll go mad. So fucked up. Yeah. Gird yourselves, and, for I consign you to dread to dread Azeroth. <laughs> I shall retrieve you before it drives you mad, but probably just yeah. barely. Yeah, that sounds. Hopefully she doesn't go time. and do anything. She forgets about them. What great no, and then out of the they blue, are. Yeah. Yes. And then out of the blue, you have Mister Memer, who now has learned his lesson. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> And he's like, hey, for what it's worth, I'll post the truth about you and hope people listen. Well, you know, you know, what, you know, problem, people don't you know what the listen. problem with this page is? They didn't, uh, they were supposed to have a soundtrack over it, and they didn't. Yeah. So, so the music goes, when you share a little bit of yourself <laughs> without even knowing. That's what you when need. When you share there. a little bit I'm of yourself, you, you I, find I tell the feelings guy. growing. <laughs> I want to tell the guy that people don't listen to nice truth. They, they want the next awful meme, and he's not going to get any hits on his channel. He's going to go right back to being a piece of shit yeah. later. No, his his blog just, is going to be all the Power Girl and Wonder Girl ass shots. Yeah, next thing you I know, the that. guy's going to be uh, doing Mondays, <laughs> reviewing Marvel books because he's desperate to get fucking attention. Uh, but, yeah, th- this whole thing is just it- – it's ridiculous. It's terrible. And then out of nowhere, they're like, hey, where's Robin? Yeah. Where's Robin? Uh, uh, they're such a team together. Robin they don't even know he's gone. I know. Yeah, he's been gone and, for five and, hours. Uh, I don't three hours him later in the presence. What, what are you talking about? Yeah. He was yeah, just really. there. How did everybody yeah. miss him getting kidnapped? Yeah, he was just there. Like, did he not yell out, like, hey, Tighten and where? Together, please. Because what happens then, he's he's captured by Amanda Waller. She doesn't, She she's not a metahuman that just zaps in and zaps out. Where the hell the fuck, usually she's got that big helicarrier yeah, type thing. And a, at least a helicopter. How did he get taken? He's Red Robin, too. It's not like they're just going to come and he's going to go, okay, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, this is one of the oh, greatest so tactics. Well, obviously, he's, he's, he's cuffed in here. It's, uh, yeah, but, it's yeah how did they get him? It sucks. I know. How did they get but him? This also leads, in my mind, to the most interesting development of the series, because I had this, I had a top five for, right after Forever Evil happened, where uh-huh. like it was like top five Suicide Squad characters I want now that this is over. And I always liked the idea of like heroes being thrown into the Suicide Squad uh-huh. because pe- the government didn't trust them. And with Red uh-huh. Robin being on the Suicide Squad, I think that's a, awesome. Yeah, but here's the thing. He's not. Oh, I know. And he won't but, be. That's the, but like, that's I the problem with it. You end this, though, and you would, if this was something where you didn't know a rebirth was coming and all this stuff, you might be like, holy shit, that's awesome, because I think it's a great idea. So yeah. I think it'd be awesome. And I would even like the fact that you would have him get on the Suicide Squad because of the shit he's done yeah. in this awful book, and then actually kind of liking it. Like now he's gonna be a leader, and he and then Batman wants him up. There's a lot of cool things that could happen. Never I remember will. back in the day, they're I gonna go and they're gonna bust in the bell rev, and I yeah, they're gonna bust in the. They're just gonna bust in the bell rev and grab them and yeah. get the fuck out, Never and then go. that's that's when they're gonna be like, hey, listen, hey, Raven, you know do the your whole thing. thing. Really though, the whole, it's gonna be Power Girl. She's just gonna rip off the fucking top of the Emo building, chunk. grab them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they're gonna say like, you know what? 
We've been assholes now for five fucking years. It's about time we stop this fucking yeah. nonsense and go our own way. Titans not and together. Yeah, yeah, Titans separate. <laughs> They're fucking like goddamn Voltron. They're all fucking joining in together. Then hopefully we get the Bunker and Beast Boys show. That'd be fun. That would. And, yeah, that's the problem is when you get the new team and all this, who knows? I I don't know if they've even announced the full-on team. We know that Damien's going to lead them. Yeah. Uh, And I would would guess what's that? Wally's in that one? I thought he was in... I thought he was in Titans Hunt. No, no the other Wally. Uh, yeah, Kid Flash. Oh, oh, yeah. The, new the new Black Kid Flash. Flash. I don't know the rest. Yeah. I don't well, know. I, I wasn't going to say that. The team is. <laughs> I'm assuming they're going to keep Beast Boy. He, he's a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he, yeah, he, sure. But I would assume they have Beast Boy. I'll have to look into it see what the team actually is. But, uh, yeah, I um, I like. I, I don't like this. No. I, I don't like no. it at all. I'll it say one, I have one good thing to say about it. And that this what? is the best it's drawn issue. Yeah, it is pretty I've good. Seen, and like Eric uh, said, that Titans Gather or whatever the fuck Titans Gather. That's a really good panel. That's I, good I panel. like that. I like Mala. Shots. I mean, it, it's it's really well drawn. I mean, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I'm looking at a cover of the best. future Teen Titans when they comes out again. Okay. We got Damian Wayne, Beast Boy, Raven, Starfire, and Kid Flash. Yeah. All right. For weird. some reason, Star- Starfire's on there. Yeah, that's a little weird. Uh, but yeah, the rest are okay, and you know it's one of those books like a Suicide Squad as well that you can. Wait, I throw Doctor Fate in that and in you, a heartbeat, and even that you, you have you have uh, people show up and leave and whatever. When think that's the one good thing about this book, it's made so that if something's not working out, you can you can change the team pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at Mala sitting there yelling at Brain. <laughs> Yeah. So, so but, but because of the art, uh, and even yeah. and just like la- I think last time I talked about this, while I talked about it, I wanted to give it a lower score. I feel yeah. the same way, but I gave it a six out of ten. Really? Probably the way I feel now, I'd give it a five out of ten. I, I yeah. give it a six out of ten as well, and that's mainly because of the art. And I, even though it won't go anywhere, I did like that conclusion where Tim Drake is going to be on the freaking Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. I give it a four. Right. Because we'll never see. I Tim know. Drake. I'm just. So we're not even going to see him even with the Suicide Squad. If anything, Harley will be in one panel, and they're just going to save his ass. And it, it's going nowhere. And it's ridiculous. Plus, I think next we have a annual, which has not. It, it just books a mess. Sure, it's been a mess forever. Okay. If I, so I, now, I was, when I read this uh, this issue, I thought you know if I was in charge of DC. I would literally just walk away from this book. Like no, I, I would just would. stop producing it. You know thing. what I mean? Like, I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make an announcement. I, I went behind the scenes secret. because you had Scott Liddell. Yeah. Then you had Will Pfeiffer. Then you got Scott Liddell back for a little. Then you got that change with Greg Pockets when I gave you that. Then after that, now we have Tony Bedard. It, 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 everybody's walking away from this Who fucking book. Writing this book. That's what I'm Fucking saying. That and everybody, you would think that one of these guys. I really thought Greg Pak was going to change things and make it like yeah, at too. least a and couple Tony Bedard's issues. A good writer too. Yeah, it just I thought that maybe you'd get now. Tony Bedard seemed to have tried to go a little goofy with Mala and the Brain yeah. and stuff. Didn't quite do it. No, and I appreciate and the inclusion of those characters. It just didn't do it's, much. It's fine, but yeah, and even the whole thing with the memes and stuff. It really set up to be. A goofy issue, and I really wish he would have just went fully with that. I, I Just make fun of everything in this book and how bad it's been and all these characters. And you have, like, have Bunker, like, just keep building up a wall. 
And then the person like Molly builds a wall, Molly walks around it. <laughs> like, you know, shit like that. Like, just make it really goofy. But it just, it seemed to be stuck. But the art was. Just walk away from it, DC. Just, yeah. Pretend, just stop Maybe. it. You know, sell the retailers and, um, and drop the There's the thing walk where before we were very mind. upset. Before we were very upset, but. I've been impressed with Ben Percy's Green Arrow, and maybe he'll be able to do it. Maybe, like, I don't, I, I'm hoping the Teen Titans aren't going to be social justice warriors there. Okay, so well, well, but may, I, I don't know, I've never seen Ben Percy writing a team book like that, but the reason why I'm liking Green Arrow so far in Rebirth is he has a couple extra characters in there, a kind of a team. And also, maybe that'll be what we always wanted Emiko. On the Teen Titans, maybe that'll lead because it's the same be writer cool. of books. Because cool. I really like, I think Emiko would be great with Dane. I like the, I I like the idea of Doctor like each other yeah, and, 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 and fight each other. Be kind of like oh, the, they, they would be like they have a crush on each other. So that at that age, that's when you be really like him and that girl in uh, Rob yeah, Son yeah. of Batman, right? Yeah. Oh Maya, Maya, Maya right. yeah. Uh, I'd really, I'd See, like Dr. that. Doctor Fate, I think, would be hilarious because here we have a kid who's in med school getting bossed around by a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. yeah, but the problem is, is I think he's 20. I don't know how old he is. Who, Damien? Uh, yeah. No, he's no. all about Dr. Fate. Oh, Dr. Fate, yeah. Uh, but... Khalid. I have no idea because, you, as we saw, Damien was not allowed. When he turned that 13, the fucking doors open, that smile he had, because <laughs> now he knew he could be a teen type. Whoa. Uh, it's so crazy. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I guess that's it then. That's Teen Titans. That's all your books then, Reggie. That's it. And you know what? Next week we get to talk about Teen Titans and Oh boy. Teen Titans. Hi, Jim. Hi, Eric. Hi, Reggie. Hi, Chris. And hello, Mother. It's uh, Dancing Mike Part 3. Dream Warriors! Um, just wanted to comment on another one of the Touch Too Much episode um, songs. Uh, Touch a touch a touch me from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I actually saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show over a hundred and four times. I lost count after a hundred and four, um, and over a hundred and four times in the theater back in the day. Um, this is over twenty. This is about twenty five years ago or more. I actually, when I first started going, there was not a cast at the theater I went to, so I played Frankenfurter plus all the parts in the floor show then some other people you know got a cast together and i said do you have a frank and they said you're a frank and then i was like yeah well of course i am so i actually played frankenfurter for quite a long time in full regalia at the rocky horror picture show so yes i've worn women's lingerie in public just not in my private life so that probably gives you a little bit more insight into the weirdness that is or slash was my life uh, because trust me, this much later in my life, no one wants to see me dressed up in dressed up in those costumes anymore, especially me. But anyway, um, enjoy the podcast. This is hopefully, probably the last time I'll be calling this week. Um, I might try to write a letter after I uh, an email after I finish reading the comics I picked up this week at the Golden Age, 1942, in Marvel, Tennessee. And I uh, really enjoy podcasts, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Hey, Weird Science. Uh, this is Alex. I was just calling um, uh, last week, or no, not last week. Uh, well, 
I guess it must have been a month, last month that I heard um, uh, a review of Cyborg that sounded so ridiculous that it got me excited to read the next Cyborg, and so I went and picked it up. And, um, yeah, my uh, expectations in some ways were not met. Um, instead of getting something really ridiculous, although this was kind of ridiculous, I felt I got something somewhat bland, uh, a bland story that was, you could say, had some good points. Um, I hate saying potential because that's thrown around so often. It was more that there was a story there, and for one shot, it, it wasn't bad. Uh we got a story about uh, a brother and a sister trying to save their own life on the machine they father built to save his wife's life. Uh, but because he can get the machine when he went to Star Labs and for some reason brought his kids along, he had his kids hide and then they got infected by this thing that gave him power that made him sick and now they need the machine from the father that he built to save their mom that he went in with, with them to go get but then they couldn't get it and then they got infected. Uh, yeah, this was a little confusing and a lot of random connections were made to build this one shot. Um, and in the middle of this is Cyborg. Hang out Star Labs, and this is where we start off. He's over at Star Labs. He's watching sports. He's watching sports because, well, I guess based on what he's been doing and and the uh, other cyborg stories and based on what else he's been doing uh, with the Justice League, he had no time to watch all the sports and uh, news, so he all watches at once, and that's when these brother and sister come in and he basically goes after them, and they have all these crazy powers. I mean, I thought these guys, when I first saw them, I was like, oh, this is this is Clayface, right? Like from Detective Issue. Like the guy looked like Clayface, kind of has a power of Clayface. This is like Clayface and Clayface Evolve. And uh, speaking of powers, like I can't even keep up with Cyborg's powers. I mean... The guy just keeps getting more and more powers, you know, like he can morph into different things, he can send piercing noises and vibrations, he probably can shoot laser eyes, don't forget the hacking, he can hack. Um, you know, I think what he else he needs is he needs claws. I really think he could do well with some claws and um webs. Webs, that would be good too. That would be good. I mean, it's cyborg. You can do anything you want. Don't forget a hammer. I mean, not like Thor's hammer, like like steel. Like he should just steal steel's hammer um, and use that. Um, but yeah, they start fighting with these boy and girl and sisters and brother, um, and tries to help them. But of course, nothing goes right because somebody else comes in and starts another fight. I think it was his dad. But then the best part of it, um, yeah, they died at the end. Great one shot. I mean, concept for a one shot. I don't know if it was uh, the most 
straightforward like this review. Uh, it was the most straightforward story, but uh, I don't know. I, I could reread this. You know, it's one thing I like about one Charles. You can just go, you know, if you're in the mood, pick it up, read it again, look at the flaws, re- understand where they were coming from. You know, I think there's great ideas, but I think in a sense when somebody has too many powers, the best thing to do is to put it down. Um, just like this series of Cyborg will be probably put down until they come up with a rebirth. Cyborg. Uh, yeah, um, that's it for right now. Uh, you guys take care and um, have a great episode. Hello. Hi. Do you want to go to a party with me? No, the game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Weird Comics History. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we like to bring you some weird comics history every week on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. This week we're going to be talking about Paradox Press, which is uh, what came out of Piranha Press. That was last week's segment. Uh, But why don't you give us some recap, Chris? Yeah, last week we talked about Piranha Press, which was they were uh, DC's first attempt to explore the alternative comic scene. That's you know comics with an X, mm-hmm. um, and it was also their first for foray into creator owned work. And you know it was a great theory, especially at the time. I mean the uh, the the landscape was changing, and it was uh, definitely a potential viable you know publishing option. Uh, they brought in a fellow named Mark Nevolo, who was the managing editor, and uh, seemed kind of uh, happy just doing something different. Yeah. Really uh, wasn't too interested in the bottom line. It goes without saying, he was shortly replaced uh, yeah. by, uh, by uh, the more uh, commercially goal-oriented Andy Helfer, who's a longtime editor on uh, DC Books, and he eventually morphed Piranha into Paradox Press. And uh, this was a uh, transformation of the Piranha Press line with a narrower focus on the non-comic book reader. These are more comics for people who don't read comics. Yeah. Aimed really, really hard for the bookstore market. And, you know, we'll get into that deeper as we go along here. This uh, imprint ran, uh, you know, I'm finding conflicting uh, start dates for it because Piranha ended with that Prince book in 94. Uh But I'm seeing some some, uh, information saying that Paradox started in 93, that's probably wrong. It probably started in 94 right after. It was probably a pretty smooth transition. Yeah, and it, it might, might have been a little bit of overlap. You know, they, they, sure. might, they might have put the Prince book to bed and Yeah, maybe just to get it out of the way. Started it up and then, you know, the, the print issues showed up after. Who knows? But, you know, they were right around right around that same time. Yeah, yeah, and it ran until uh, 2001. So a pretty decent run for a uh, experimental imprint. For sure. Uh, they looked a lot different, though, than uh, most DC comics. They, uh, Like Chris said, this was comics for people that don't read comics, so they has had no capes, no powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be different from Vertigo, and that would be lacking fantasy and science fiction elements and guys with powers like Sandman and uh, yes. 
you know, the and Swamp Thing and folks like that. So it was going to be stories about people, I suppose. Uh, the yes. main players of this imprint were Andy Helfer. He was the DC Comics editor who joined in 1981 as a special projects assistant to the uh, legendary Joe Orlando. Mm -hmm. uh, he was an editor for Man of Steel and for Justice League International, both uh, really well-remembered and well-loved runs in the 80s. Uh, I recommend people read both of them, or at least Man of Steel up to a point. <laughs> take Man of Steel to about issue 9 or 10. Um, later wrote presidential material. John McCain uh, wrote a John McCain one-shot for IDW. Yeah. Uh, that could be interesting. You know, We'll see if he might have something in his... Uh, Arsenal for Trump later this year. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to see the Trump comic, maybe Super oh, Trump. I'm, I'm, I'm figuring we're probably going to see a few dozen of those. Yeah, I think you know, I was when I was at the beach, I already saw some T-shirts of uh, Trump opening his shirt to reveal a Superman symbol. So you know, that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> it's it's already in the it's already in the gestalt, as you say. Yes. So uh, you know, just look for more of that shit to come up this summer. Uh, mm -hmm. Someone else involved in. Paradox was Heidi McDonald, who took over as editor following Helfer. Uh, she would later move on to editing Vertigo books. Uh, she also is a journalist for comics. She uh, does the did the comics beat for the Daily Comics news source. Uh, she had a is, does she still do this? Pick Heidi's brain section. Well, yeah, because it's, it's uh, the comics beat is is the site that she runs, and yeah. uh, I was gonna I was gonna send her some questions to, to see if she remembered anything about Paradox or if she could give us any insight. But if you, there's a section called Pick Heidi's Brain, then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I could send her a you know a question. Yeah. And uh, if you do, it suggests that you give a donation. So uh, yeah, I, I didn't care that much. Sorry, we are running on a shoestring budget here, Ms. McDonald. So we couldn't mm -hmm. do that. Uh, she also uh, she also worked for Publishers Weekly years okay. back, writing a uh, actually I think I think she got uh, let go this year, but she had an article. Uh, it wasn't weekly; it might have been monthly. Uh, essentially, about the state of comics and often highlighting um, non superhero comics uh, and original graphic novels. So she's been around. She she has a quite a pedigree in comics and journalism. And, uh, you know, she took Paradox Press to its conclusion. Let's see. Some of the uh, key publications that uh, they came out with, there was a series of books. And I, I think a lot of people will remember these. If, even if they don't remember they came from Paradox, when they hear what they are, they'll, they'll, it'll you know, pop into mind. For sure. These are the, uh, the Big Book of series. You know, you had the Big Book of Vice, the Big Book of 70s, yep. the Big Book of Urban Legends. It actually, it's on the cover, it shows that it's from Factoid Books. Yeah, which but, is interesting. But there is a uh, the 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 paradox logo is on the spine. Correct. Yeah, it's in yeah. there. This ran seventeen volumes. This is pretty much the you know what what I think of when I think of paradox, because it was there the whole time. It it came out from nineteen ninety four to two thousand. And, and because as you'll see, other books done by paradox were later reprinted under, under different imprints. So that kind yes. of confused. <laughs> Confused me and other people. But anyway, what, what was this big book of series? Uh, they were uh, graphic novel anthologies. They uh, had a bunch of stories in there, you know, concerning one subject. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like the big book of Vice, you had a whole bunch of stories that would, you know, have the common theme of Vice running through yeah. them. Um, the 70s, same thing. Um, they were almost, you know, edutainment in a way. You know, they were, because uh, they were, they were nonfiction. You know, yep. they were. Uh, you would learn about. It was a very interesting way, and it, in, uh, you know, dare I say, fun way to learn some historical stuff that you may have, you know, not cared about previously. Mm -hmm. 
th- these are the books that made the significant inroad into the you know the non-comic bookstore. Yeah, I you know I, I have a little collection of these, about five of them that I've gotten over the years. Uh, and that's pretty much the reason, I think, is people go to the bookstores thinking, you know, Reggie likes comics. And <laughs> for years, that was pretty much all you could find was, uh, you, know, you know, this and maybe Dark Knight Returns. And I guess, uh, and, and I got to say, they're pretty cool for what they are. They, they do have some good artists. Rick Geary is definitely one of the artists that does a lot of work for them. I can't really think of anyone. Uh, right? I think Frank Whiteley did some. Did Frank Whiteley do things? I mean, you know, it, it's sort of, it's sort of a, a hodgepodge of creators in there. So there'll be some... Really good, some not so good, and most of them capable enough to get the job done. This isn't yeah, just, this isn't high flying action, no. so you don't need to have somebody that's so like versed in anatomy necessarily. But I will say, in every single book that I've read, there's things that I learned, and uh, certainly you know they're wor- they're worth checking out. They're pretty cheap and black and white comics. So if you see them in the if you see them in the wild. Don't be afraid yeah. to give them a look. Give them a snag. Yeah, they're uh, they're interesting stuff. It, it, it's almost like looking into uh, the '90s when I think about it. In a way, it's, you know, especially the cover treatment of that one also is like this weird pattern. Yep. Right? It's like it's like mostly black with a pattern of the of the factoid books logo spread yep. all over it and like an off kilter inset picture. It just yeah. <laughs> it's like they were learning Photoshop tools. Very <laughs> much like that. Yeah. Let's this skew is, it. Yeah. This is like the early days of Photoshop. So uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's but they're cool. I, I give them a thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, and another one of the uh, another one of the books they released was a, a history of violence. And that was written by John Wagner, who was a co creator of Judge Dredd, mm-hmm. with art by Vince Locke. And uh, you know, I, yeah, it's been a long time since I read this. Um, I actually had to read this for a uh, for a, a, an American history, an American literature class that I took. Oh wow! And I can't remember a whole lot of it. Yeah, but, I, don't, uh, I don't remember a ton of it except it being, uh, you know, really over the top <laughs> uh, goriness. But you know, you've written here. My memory of it too was I just did not like the artwork. Uh, yeah. It was just a little too confusing to see what was going on. I, I you know, it sort of fits in a certain style. To be it honest, reminds, it reminds me a little bit of From Hell, but scratchier. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, from From Hell, From Hell is actually kind of taking from a, a, an almost Victorian style mm-hmm. uh, from the old uh, pulp papers. Those those uh, covers yeah. of like, what the what the you know wife's murderer did or whatever the heck in like six panels polishing the knife yep you know but I you know this what's funny is when I'm thinking about it now and I'm really just remembering it in my mind so I could be misremembering a little bit but doesn't it seem like this almost might have made a better piranha book in looks you know what yes. I mean because the art was 100%. so wild so like un, so experimental in a in a sense and sort of unpolished it was ultimately uh, you know made into a uh, feature film in 2005 uh, directed by David Cronenberg mm-hmm. who uh, who I remember from uh, Videodrome and, and The Fly two, two of my um, favorites right there yeah and uh, it's an interesting fact here is uh, per the uh, Los Angeles Times this is the last major Hollywood film to be to be released uh, in the VHS format huh, that's weird <laughs> <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah it's uh, you know apropos of nothing uh, there it is yeah and uh, <laughs> and this was later reprinted as uh, in a Vertigo uh, under the Vertigo banner in the Vertigo Crime imprint yeah which was which, pretty uh, short lived as I remember I think it was this and another it's book. only a few books yeah. and, and we're going to get to that book right now <laughs> yeah, here we go there's another one it's uh, Road to Perdition was uh, published in 1998 and this was created by Max Allen Collins who I remember most fondly as the co-creator of Wild Dog that's right and uh, with art by Richard Piers Reyna 
And uh, it was uh, kind of based on uh, the Lone Wolf and Cub manga. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a lot of parallels to be drawn between the two. And uh, this would, you know, just like the one before, become a feature film in 2002, uh, starring Tom Hanks. And in 2013, it was uh, reprinted under the Vertigo Crime imprint. Yeah, it seemed to be an imprint that existed to reprint Paradox Press books that made yeah, that absolutely. made good. Although, you know, it's interesting. Here we are, two books in two years, uh, and both of them get made into movies. You know, to me, that would be yeah. well for most publishers, that would be a ricketing success. But I have a feeling that there were, uh, you know, creator deals that maybe cut. Hey, this is me just postulating that cut sure. DC out of the largest part of the money. Maybe they didn't, but... Because, uh, yeah, I be, mean, DC didn't really promote them. If no, I exactly, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. really, if if this had been a DC comic, uh, you know, making money, if this was two DC movies, oh, they would have been reprinting those, you know, like yeah. you would never see them out of print forever. No. But And we would have had a Road to Perdition, uh, Mr. Freeze, Freeza Pops. For sure, yeah, before Road to Perdition, <laughs> you know, and uh, yes. of course, you know... Uh, Pre-Road to Perdition. A, a, and A prehistory of violence. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> a, a, his, a history of silence, a history of violins. You know, they would have done everything. Absolutely. So uh, it's, it, that's, it's interesting. So, I mean, in, in a sense, with those three titles, you could look at this, uh, or one of them being a series, it's a pretty successful imprint. You know? Certainly. Uh, you know, they, they sold a lot of uh, the, his, the big book ofs, and those two ran into movies. But then they had a bunch of comics that you will not remember. Uh, yeah. So other publications were Stuck Rubber Baby in 1995 by Howard Cruz. Uh, this was interesting. It was a civil rights story about growing up gay during the civil rights era in the uh, late 50s into the 60s. Had incredibly detailed art. It was originally intended to be published uh, through Piranha, but yeah. uh, I assume Piranha switched over before that could happen. Uh, so it kind of got shifted over to Paradox. That's my... That's my uh, Guess he would have rather come out through Piranha. Yeah, he he would have rather have come out through Piranha because the name was more dangerous and subversive than Pair of Ducks or Paradox, (laughs) which is sensible. Although I don't know if that's really the most important part of a comic book. Uh, This originally planned to take four years, two years to complete. Wound up taking four. Uh, The creators were not given advances, and they had to seek grants to complete the project. This is in the days before you could do your uh, Kickstarter, my friends. So, yeah, so you actually had to have conviction in your project. Yeah, you had to have conviction. You couldn't just, you know, make a lot of empty promises, and you couldn't just appeal to people on the street. You know, by getting grants, I assume that they got actual funding from some kind of foundation or benefactors that, you know, uh, could do something. They were true, uh, true patrons instead of the fake Patreon that we see today. Yes. Uh, that's just my editorializing on that. Uh, in uh, Howard Cruz's online journal... Mark Nevelo, he, he says that Mark Nevelo did remain as an editor on a freelance and an uncredited basis, uh, which just shows that how much he wanted this to be a piranha book. Uh, yeah. And he allowed Cruz to have all the creative autonomy he wanted uh, and didn't really enforce the changes. Uh, basically, I don't know why he bothered, since obviously he wanted a very light hand on his work. Uh, but Nevelo was very protective of the project, and he wanted it told in Cruz's voice, which is why he did what he did which is why he did what he could to retain editorial control. Which yeah, he is, seemed to really believe in this uh, project. I think it's understandable. And, you know, it's a really uh, heady uh, it's, a, it's a landmark publication. You know, I mean, but, but I have to admit, I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't think I, I've ever read it. I read it a long time ago. I, I have. I actually have the, the Paradox Press printing of it. Interesting. And uh, it's a hardcover version, actually. And I... 
I don't remember a whole lot of it except the the art is just there's like not a free there's not a speck where there isn't pencil. It's uh it's, it's very, very like even the faces, you know, like freckles everywhere. It's just it's, really it's very painstaking. It looks like it you know, it looks like it took four years. Is it uh drawn by Howard Cruz also, right? Written and yeah, drawn? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind checking out the story. Sounds really interesting, but I really can't speak to it. And uh, I would say, having blown out two years of its publication schedule, probably did a lot to uh, lose interest for you know some people waiting that might have been waiting for this. If they yeah, were, the press know. release has kind of expired. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, another one that I did read was Brooklyn Dreams in 1995 by J. M. DeMatteis, and it's uh, basically his uh, autobiography of his life as a kid in Brooklyn. Uh, that was pretty good. I liked that one. Um, you know, not a whole lot to say about it. Some good re- no. good renderings of brownstones and uh, some child- childhood hijinks. I don't really remember too clearly, but I do remember enjoying this one. Uh, there were some gone manga adaptations, six volumes of them by Masa- Masashi Tanaka. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, six volume would be the final Paradox publication in September 2000. And then DC would do more uh, mango local, manga localization with the CMX imprint, which I do remember that. I don't remember this adaptation, but I've also never been the hugest manga fan. Uh, yeah, it's except a, for uh, it's like a little dinosaur. It's like a little orange dinosaur. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, it's funny. I did read uh, a lot of Lone Wolf and Cub, so of, of all the ones you had, that you mentioned, I sure. have some familiarity, but I know that is a super popular one. And then there was uh, Reinventing Comics in 2000. That's Scott McCloud. This is a follow-up to Understanding Comics, which is itself one of my favorite books, but I've never read mm-hmm. this one. Uh, this was a common-sense look at the future of comics from angles of creation, production, and reception. Uh, guess what? Computers are the future. Yeah, go figure. Uh, seems, seems like seems like uh, this a certain gentleman by the name of Mark Wade had the same claim about digital comics totally taking over print comics by this time. And yeah, I think uh, I I heard like Peter David had similar yeah, thoughts. Uh, Bob Rosakis had some thoughts. <laughs> I don't know if that happened really, but uh, but you did read this book. So what did, what did you think of it? I did, and actually, I, I wrote. Uh, I went to, I, when I when I was in. Uh, community college. I did that uh, comics history class. Basically, it was a, it was an American literature class that I've, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned a couple times. Yeah. And uh, the professor was a very big booster of uh, Scott McCloud. I wrote something on uh, understanding comics, which uh, we both agree was great. Yeah. Excellent book. The reinventing it just seemed like. A, Saying the most obvious things and uh, just wanting to be the first person to say that something's going to happen. Yeah, it's like if a drop of rain hits you and you run to your house and say, "Hey, it's, I think it's going to rain." Yeah, you're not exactly I mean, a, a prophet. <laughs> you're not telling there. the future here. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious because if you you know, and it shows what kind of bubble that comics are in. Because if you look at anything, computers are the future. Of course, yeah. <laughs> especially you know around the turn of the century, you know when we didn't really have the kind of internet we do now. For sure, I think everyone saw that that was on the horizon. Yeah, I mean, and, look at uh, look at the episodes of Seinfeld, which are now you know now twenty five years old. But to see the situations they're in and and, and the office spaces they work in which they yeah. work, you'd think it was you know the early the nineteen fifties or something. Yeah, you know, it's always it's always about getting to a phone booth or you know. Yep, I was going to say I read a, a thing on that that said every problem in Seinfeld could have been solved with one cell phone. It, it, I mean, a lot of them could be. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's it's really funny how rapidly the world has changed, and you know, 
Scott McCloud maybe maybe by saying reinventing comics was not the right thing, but you know adapting comics might have sounded a little bit better. Uh, yeah. But it's going to happen, as you say, regardless, or they will cease to exist. Uh, Certainly. Happy to say that comics on the internet are alive and well, so it's uh, it's a good look for us. Well, it depends on how we define well. <laughs> <laughs> they they exist. That's, they do exist. That's about all we can really say. And, and there are some goofballs talking about them. <laughs> but with all all good things, you know, the, there is going to be an ending. Always. And, uh, yes, this line ended with uh, three big books uh, on the docket to be published, and uh, they they are in various levels of completion, and still, even to this day, have not been published or solicited or or anything. Um, the 18th volume was uh, going to be called The Big Book of Wild Women. <laughs> and it was going to be uh, hosted, I guess, you know, maybe like one of those uh, those, uh, those old Elvira House of Secrets books. Yeah, where there's like a an old vignette. EC comic, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, where there's a Crypt Keeper or something. It's, uh, some of those books, some of them have that. They'll, they'll have a little character in there that sort of embodies whatever the, the topic is, yeah. Yeah, and this was going to be uh, hosted by Susie the Floozy. I don't know who that is. I don't know. I think I think that sounds like a nom de plume. You do sometimes see this, uh, even now. Sometimes I, I, it's you do a search for it and it'll look like it's still going to be published. But folks, it's not going to be published. It's done. <laughs> or if it does come out, it's going to be in a totally different format. Yeah. Uh, but maybe we can kickstart it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe now's the time. Go fund it. <laughs> Here we go. Um, the uh, sales for this, uh, you know, they were successful in the bookstores, but the sales were still relatively low. Yeah. Um, it uh, really, it didn't, it wasn't as lucrative as envisioned. And I think, I think maybe it's unfair because I think they were always comparing it to the mainline universe and, and even Vertigo. Yeah, um, which at that time it, was booming, you know. Yeah, and I mean, this, this line was always in the shadow of Vertigo. I mean, it started just around the same time. Um, and, you know, for Vertigo was at the time healthy, vital, just critically acclaimed. Why would you need a paradox press if you already have like no, no capes? You know, even though yeah. even though it did have powers, but it had and it had a lot of normalish stories about just yeah. regular people. But Put on Harvey like, Car for goodness sake. Sure, but I mean, around the around the turn of the century, I mean, Sandman wasn't being published anymore. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Doom Patrol was long gone. Animal Man was long gone. They they pretty much were the creator owned. Haven, you know, yeah. it was transmetropolitan. You know, preacher was ending. It was. Uh, we've, it it we've wasn't been getting into why the last man soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of years later, you'd have that, and uh, so really, why would you need a paradox press if you have that already? That it's a, it's a more uh, identifiable brand. It's a it's a it's you know perceived as a cooler brand. Well, it's sure. going to appeal to uh, it's going to appeal to those same comics for people who don't read comics. The, the, uh, there's also one uh, one problem with getting into bookstores. You know, the good side is now you've reached a new audience. The other side is all books at bookstores are returnable, uh, which is not the case with the direct market. Oh, okay. I didn't so even when, so I, I'm I'm sure that this had something to do with that. Uh, that you know they were able to get these books in there, but especially around the turn of the century, around '99 to about 2002, Barnes and Noble was was doing what we in the uh, publishing industry called a like a fresh produce kind of cycle, where if your book didn't go in a couple of months, they sent it back, and that was unusual. That was new in bookstores. It, it was always a, a, an agreement that books were returnable, but sort of tacitly understood that they were going to hang on to them until they really ran out of space. Uh, Barnes and Noble, where they had space, they wanted to spend on note cards and 
you know, whatever the fuck else, pens and pencils and, you know, you know toys. The stationery, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, they, they didn't feel like hanging on to them. This, this was actually affected the industry tremendously right around that time. And I'm sure this affected Paradox because, uh, you know, not, again, not that I think sales were tremendous, but I think that they were probably returned in numbers that DC uh, wasn't prepared, wasn't for, prepared huh? for to to handle, especially books that are uh, fairly expensive to produce. You know, that not only do they have a lot of creators involved, but you know they're oversized. Uh, yeah, they're paperback bound books that cost money. Yeah, they're boutique. It's a boutique line, basically. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm guessing that 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 was really the double edged sword of getting into bookstores for them. But uh, of that. not totally gone forever. There is a legacy for Piranha and Paradox Presses. Uh, you know, these were this was DC's first forays into creator-owned work, and now they have all kinds of fakakta deals with their <laughs> creators. You know, where they can own part of a new character, or they can, you know, they can if they write a book for DC, they get to do a one for Vertigo. You know, and they they definitely parlay that against you know to to get creators on board. Uh, I mean, they just signed a slew of exclusive, and I'm sure you're going to see yeah. Vertigo books from almost all of them. Uh, DC's attempt to, to expand the consumer base from out of the direct market by aiming at bookstores uh, pretty much has succeeded. Uh, yeah. You know, you go to the bookstore now, there's a huge graphic novel section in most Barnes & Noble. The one in the Barnes & Noble near my job uh, just actually expanded to another two shelves. Oh, wow. Uh, granted, I'd say a full shelf of that is manga. Which counts. Oh, I'm not saying it's not, but uh, there's just so much material out there, and, and DC had a lot to do with that, uh, not to mention with their evergreen titles, uh, you know, Watchmen and uh, Dark Knight Returns and Sandman. stuff like that, yep. Sandman. Uh, so other publishers had to follow suit, of course, post Jemis and Casada. Marvel made a special effort to keep as much of their contemporary work in print as possible, uh, based on the same model, and they still do that to this day. Uh, as yeah, a matter they of fact, do it even better. <laughs> well, I, yeah, for, for sure. They they definitely keep their stuff. They they, they come out with their collections a lot quicker uh, now. The, now the model is doesn't matter what they print. Everything gets collected uh, yeah. in trade, which you know is it's the television season season model. Exactly, it affects the way the comics are written. Obviously, it affects the way they're being bought. It's hard to say, you know, whether this is. We, you know, not having seen the numbers, we don't know whether this is a good or a bad thing. But I find it hard to believe that anyone could justify doing a trade collection of, uh, you know, Dead Man and Challenge of the Unknown from the New Fifty Two. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the three people that bought that did not justify the several thousand dollars in expense. I have a feeling, but I don't know. That's me. It's, yeah, it's interesting to because I mean, I, I was talking to somebody and we were comparing our our bookshelves. From you know ten years ago and now, yeah. or fifteen years ago and now, and it's like you look at your bookshelf then, and it's you know it's Watchmen, it's Dark Knight, it's uh, you know those those you know books that you wanted on your shelf, yeah. And now it's like Cable and Deadpool Volume Eight, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like but, it's like it's just so so different. Am I ever gonna read that? You know what I mean? Like yes. Uh, you, if you want, you can talk to my wife about my graphic novels problem over here. It's definitely an <laughs> issue. Uh, ongoing, still, still to be unfold, uh, gentle <laughs> listeners. So I'll tell you about it. But uh, as you said, you know, DC uh, Marvel does print collections a lot faster than DC. As a matter of fact, you can usually get a collection and then pretty much jump on uh, right after that or an issue in from the next arc. Oh, yeah, right. Or right around the turn of the century, they published a either a three or four issue miniseries to tie in with the uh, the Daredevil movie. It was Ultimate Daredevil and Elektra. Yeah. And on the day the third and or either the third or fourth, whichever was the final issue, on the day that that was released, the trade came out the same day. 
But DC did give more opportunity and exposure to lesser-known creators, uh, be they new or semi-established in the underground scene. And you can go on, you know, Neil Gaiman pretty much blew up because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Brian Vaughn really blew up because of Why the Last Man, even though, you know, he had done Astonishing X-Men, I think, before that, but that's not he, what... Uh, he did uh, Runaways. Oh, that's what he did. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Runaways, which, you know, is a, is a great run, but people remember Why the Last Man. That really is his... And I bet that it led to that's him his, writing like, seminal Lost yeah. and stuff. Yeah, now the stuff he does, pretty much he writes his own ticket. So, you know, it... it Definitely, kind of, it, it, you know, it's it's interesting. We we talk about um, shifts in the industry, how they sort of generations come and go. In the late '60s, you had a lot of out with the old guard, in with the new guard. At DC, it would have been like Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill. At Marvel, mm-hmm. you would have seen maybe guys like John Byrne and and uh, people coming Chris in. Chris Claremont. Chris yeah. Claremont around that time. That doesn't happen as much anymore. There there aren't seismic shifts like that so much. Be, and I think it's because there are more imprints like Vertigo and more ind- independent publishers to kind of keep seeding the industry with yeah. talent on a regular basis. So now, you know, there definitely new talent comes in, but it comes in at a kind of a steady pace instead yeah. of just kind of like a line of demarcation. This was one <laughs> era of comics. This is a new era. So, uh, you know, that's, that's all because of Piranha and Paradox uh, and ultimately Vertigo-type imprints. And, uh, you know, talking about their legacy, uh, in the, you know, the, the whole imprint thing kind of blew up on for DC. I mean, in the years that followed, you know, uh, well, first looking at Paradox itself, it would have become redundant in the new landscape. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, DC still had that imprint bug. They wanted different lines. They had, uh, we, we mentioned earlier, the CMX line, which mm-hmm. was um, manga localizations, which is pretty much only known for censoring a few covers now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the Vertigo imprint was already seen as their boutique line. They were getting the, you know, the high-profile or the, you know, pseudo-indie alternative creators to, you know, apply their trade there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was filled predominantly with critically acclaimed creator-owned work at that point. And it was already a strong presence in the bookstores. We mentioned the Evergreen model, and Sandman is definitely part of that. That gets a, that seems to get a new printing almost annually. Oh, my goodness. And different editions and versions, you know, between that and sure. Watchmen, you could just fill up your whole bookshelf with versions of that shit. <laughs> of that same one, <laughs> That <yeah>. same book. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, a few years later, they did uh, the DC Focus imprint. I remember Which that, was yeah. uh, very short-lived. Uh, only went about a year. And it was a kind of more mature, but kind of not. Uh, it was uh, focused on... Kind of, it was focused on people with powers, basically, not superheroes so much. Yeah. But people who had powers, and you know, it it wasn't very successful. The second season, quote unquote, of uh, Focus Books was just published under DC. I took, I took this as sort of like their attempt at an Ultimates universe. Could be. I don't Could know. Be. You know, maybe it, it's sort of it's uh, you know one way to look at it. But yeah, they definitely. I think there were even possibly a couple of others that were you know that were socially yeah, lived. There was Minx, which was the yeah. the comics for girls who don't read comics. That's right. <laughs> and uh, there was also, uh, you know, I don't we I don't know if it's worth its whole seg its own its, its own segment. But there was also Zuda, which was their first attempt at DC web comics. Uh, I vaguely remember. I never saw those. I don't think my computer yeah. could handle it. But <laughs> not that, at not the in time, two thousand six, two thousand seven. No, it was. Uh, it I think they it actually started out of a contest. It was uh, they were trying to see who would do the best web comic for DC, and it wasn't DC characters, wow. but uh, it was just under you know the DC publication branding. Yeah, 
fine. You know, we we said all of that, so we can say this. Yep. (laughs) You know, just a couple of years later, there were going to be a lot of comics for people who don't read comics. So Paradox was redundant, (laughs) and it was uh, only the tip of the iceberg. I mean, that's pretty much, in a sense, the current premise of Image. Absolutely. Comics that comics for people that don't want to read superheroes, they can read you know these image comics. And I'll tell you, they've made quite a go of it. They've made quite a big success. You know, they they just recently, I think they slipped a little bit, but uh, until recently, they were holding ten and eleven percent share of the marketplace, mm-hmm. which is huge. That is true. Imagine that. Yeah, we're talking about a company that even in their explosive beginnings, I don't think they were reaching that. Of course, you know, Marvel and DC were selling a lot. Yeah, they were then exploding. Too, they were exploding too. along with them, you know. But you know, it, this is uh, this is not this this is sort of unprecedented. The landscape of comics right now. I go into the store. I went into the store just this week, uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact. And I asked the guy, you know, how's Rebirth doing? How's Marvel doing? He said Rebirth is picking up some interest. Obviously, the new number ones are just out. Sure. Marvel has pretty much a lot of it is dying on the rack, uh, except to his pol- polis customers. And he says people come in for Boom and Oni and Image. Yeah, uh, you know that's in New York City. Uh, you know, sort of, and that isn't that isn't the biggest comic store in New York City. So this may not be the case at your local comic store, but it definitely shows there's been a shift, there's been a change in what people expect to see from comics. And personally, as someone that grew up uh, loving comic art more than comic books. And maybe we'll get into that someday down the down the line. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see it. You know, I, the the language is being preserved, if Absolutely. not if not the intellectual properties, and that's for fucking corporations to worry about, not me. Yeah. No, and, and you mentioned uh, the the change there. I mean, out here in Phoenix, you know, you have you have your Walking Dead day, you have yeah. your Saga day. Oh yeah, it's huge, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like... it's you know that's the the comic stores here will they'll tweet out that it's Walking Dead week or it's Saga week. Wow, it's because they know that they're going to see a whole fresh new bunch of faces. Yeah, it, and and it, they do. It works. Uh, you know, people are really into these and. I have to say it's good for everybody, even if it's not specifically good for Batman. Yeah, if it's if it's not <laughs> even if it, yeah if it's not to your taste, it's still good for for the preservation of the industry, the preservation of the art. It's but it's you know, still a good thing. since Batman's always prepared, you think he's just going to like switch over to like a normal guy book? You know, it'll be the story of Bruce Wayne. Bruce he has Wayne uh, Crusader. Some, <laughs> he has some uh, Walking Dead repellent. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that wraps up our talk about Paradox and Piranha before it. Uh, probably the only place to see anywhere or hear anywhere people talking at such length <laughs> about these imprints, so soak it up, folks. But we have a super special announcement for everybody that listens to Weird Comics History, and that yes. is we are going to stop doing the segment for this podcast. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, we have grown too big for our britches, folks, and we are cramping Jim and Eric style. So in two weeks, uh, I'm not sure what day, Chris and I are going to debut uh, the first episode of Weird Comics History, the solo podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. As not part of the regular main Weird Comics podcast, we've been uh, talking a lot about it and really getting into it. It'll be on the regular Weird Science DC Comics podcast feed uh, that's where you'll find us. So if you are subscribed, you're going to get it automatically. And if you're not, you better take a look because it'll show up. 
Um, but part of this is because of your support and interest, and we really appreciate the kind words people have been giving us. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely told us that maybe this was something people wanted to get a little more of. So we will be doing some long-form podcasting coming down the line where I don't need to uh, do all kinds of creative editing to try to squeeze it into half an hour, which is yes. still, still pretty long. And For a you, segment, yes. If you think that's bad, you should uh, listen to the chatter Chris and I have before we even record. You know, there's like a nice hour of that. Yeah, too. Our, our Skype call is going on four and a half hours right now. <laughs> oh, so, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're we're real excited for that. Uh, I don't know if you. And want it's to also anything. the it's also the next step in uh, Jim and Eric taking over the world. That is also this is also part of what we're calling the Wadcast, which is Jim Werner's uh, <laughs> podcast. You know, conglomerate network. network. Yes. So I'm sure you're going to see a whole bunch. There's going to be Eric doing, uh, you know, horror movies, and there's going to be, you know, Chris will do another one just about how hot it is. It's gonna, we're going to have so many goddamn podcasts. And they'll, they, maybe they'll finally do that Lost Boys uh, Marvel, Marvel podcast. Well, you know, with the, the, we are doing Marvel comics for the site now. So uh, we are branching out, folks. Things are changing very rapidly here for the summer at weirdsciencedccomics.com. And uh, we hope you stay with us. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, complaints, uh, please direct them to weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Reggie Reggie. Now I'm at Ace Comics. And of course, I tell you every week, you got to go to Chris's personal blog. Chris is on infiniteearths.blogspot.com. Uh, he actually did, not too long ago, about three weeks ago, you did review all four issues of Wild Dog. I did. Right? So yes. if you. You want, if you want to do a brush up on, on who that is, who Wild Dog is, we mentioned him earlier in the show. That's a great place to go check it out. Uh, yes, we, he's we, coming into the TV show too. That's right. He's coming into Arrow. So if you want to, you want to get a uh, little leg up on what that might be like. Although it'll probably bear no resemblance to the comic. <laughs> I do want to make that clear. But you know, just in case you want to know something, you should check that out. I also want to say before we sign off that we will still be contributing to the podcast, but in a different segment that we'll reveal uh, next Sunday. So yes. uh, don't worry, we're not going to vanish from the, the main podcast entirely. We're just going to do this. Or worry, because we're not going <laughs> to leave. What did I, what did I, did I say? <laughs> you said don't worry. I said, well, maybe worry. Oh, maybe worry, yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you should worry that we're still there. So, uh, yeah, but we're just going to do this uh, Comics History one in addition. So you're actually going to get more of us. So maybe this uh, was not the best idea. But anyway, we'll uh, <laughs> go along with it. And for this episode, which is definitely long enough, we're going to sign off. you have anything else there, Chris? Uh, thanks for listening. We will uh, catch you on the other side. Take it easy, everybody. Well, it's the rap beautician. The facts you listen. A blast through rhythms like hacks through the system. True and living wisdom. Well, often witty. Using God's sleep like the hell. All right, we're back, and the end is near, Eric. We have a the couple books. The end is nigh. The end is nigh. We have a couple books. Um, they're usually the last couple books are not the greatest. Yeah, I think you could say that. That, that kind of continues here somewhat. Uh, yeah. What, what are we, and they're both yours. Sure are. What, what are we? Talking? We got Robin, son of Batman, number thirteen, written by Ray Fox with art by Raymond Box or Ramon Box. I have, actually have no idea. Uh, Matt, like Razor Ramon. I wish it was Razor Ramon. Scott Hall. I have that fucking toothpick there. I'd like, Looking oh, at you. That greasy ass hair. Matt Lopez and I used to get so angry at him. D. Ron Bennett. D. Ron Bennett. Yeah. You mean like Rick Rude? No. What are we talking about? How does that? I don't know. Anything's going to mention a wrestler. What? You mean Bobby the Brain Heenan? Hillbilly Jim? Hillbilly Jim? That guy was a handsome fellow. No, it's crazy thinking back.
<laughs> Damien concludes his year of atonement with this issue, and man doesn't feel like this issue was an afterthought, because we, we see, even though Damien talked Surindarga out of destroying the world and resurrecting his daddy, his daddy never really trusted his weakling of a son and had a backup plan all along, which Damien quickly dismantles, and all is well that ends well. Yeah, I, um, I like it a little more than what you just said. Uh, but yeah, uh, a real, lot of I'm these are, you, just, uh, a lot spent, of these new Fifty Two things are ending at a point really where ended last issue. Well, it should have, but they they seem to want to keep putting out issues. They should have told the writers ahead of time. I swear this was not on the normal docket when they were writing. I guess the only it. the only thing that you get from this leading forward, I, I really what don't you get know. From actually, this leading forward just, is like a, a res, not a resurrection, a um. Ah, fuck me. What the hell's the goddamn word now? It makes Surindargo look better. I can't think of the word. It starts with an R. Retribution. No, it's I know redemption. God damn it. Redemption. That's actually the same word I messed up when we were off air, what I was saying about uh, Cyborg that we're going to talk about right. next with uh, Cyborg's dad. These are both redemption stories. We, to, we don't to need somebody. a redemption for Surindargo because I'm I pretty know, sure it's going I, to be I don't any know. part of the future. I think that... What we get here also is they they want to leave you with the idea. Now, again, if we want to think to ourselves, okay, this is leading to Super Sons yes. or Teen Titans. Or Teen Titans. Um, what can this mean? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Damien comes off as more of a kid to me. Uh, you know, they're eating ice. I, I like and that, really too, because we've had that. this progression throughout the series yeah. where he was the hard-ass Damien, and the more time he spent with Maya and Goliath, yeah. he has become this younger. And he has become that. And is it one of those where he has le- this has led to his atonement? It has happened to a point where he is willing to sacrifice himself, and then he came back again, and this time it meant more? I don't know. I don't mind it. It, it's, uh, it gets a little goofy at times, yes. even. Uh, especially with Maya, has a lot of goofy lines. Um, I'm telling you, I, didn't I like the it. bookend of this issue, where we start out with uh, Surindarga, Maya, and Robin just sitting there eating ice cream at a fucking roadside yeah, yeah. stand, it seems like. And like I, I really like the idea that Surindarga is Damien a year exactly. ago. Exactly. And I really do like that, and I like the way that Maya Watch is it. like... Ah, Maya, like, even... Yeah, and Maya even, like... It's a joke to her seeing the two of them, and it's almost, you know what I mean? And I do like yeah, that. Yeah, so do I. It's just weird. I, the whole thing ends up being at the end, like you said, yeah, I really didn't need all that, but I didn't mind reading. But I'm telling you, we start this issue out with them eating ice cream, having fun, laughs. It's a good time. I actually started really enjoying the book. And then yeah. Lou and Darga, like loyalists, come out. They're extremists. They're gonna, even though the plan was ruined, they're going to keep coming after uh, the, our heroes until they're dead or the end of the world happens. Yeah, yeah. And then immediately... They just they fall just down fall, dead. And then down. Yeah, they fall because down. Because of Maya's sweet-ass technology and how much she's able to sense fucking spirit energy for some reason. And yeah, she yeah, sees they, that they all fall. these spirit energies go into one place, and they follow it back to this cave where the uh, fucking, I can't think of this goddamn name now, freaking, uh, the Dendarga is now alive. Yeah, the Dendarga is, is alive, and he's gathering up all the energy of everybody. He somehow resurrected himself out of his worshippers, even though Surin yeah. kind of can fight it a bit. It's kind of weird. And then we have this mystical gem where Damien's like, Oh man, this is like a battery charging. I guess I can use myself and this wire to ground it out, and it's over. Yeah, yeah. It's it, this is weird. Where, like you said, last issue had an ending that seemed like, "Hey, we're family," and you're like, Good. "Okay, I'm in." And then they said, "Wait a minute, we need another yeah. issue." And like, "Okay, well, we can do this." And I'll give them credit that in this one issue, uh, it's okay. 
It's not the greatest, but it does tie. And and having Damien die again seems hokey, but it was and okay Maya's because body that like, happened. I can see him, and as she's pulling him out of Ruben scene. Don't but again, that was the only Damien. reason why that whole that whole issue of the I see the spirit yeah. energy. All that is is to set up for her to Which see is Damien. Ridiculous to me, but yeah. So she sees him, and he he's uh, what's his name? I always forget. What's the, the father? Oh, freaking uh, the father's name? Yeah, the guy. What's his name's father? In not in a, I'm not talking oh, shitty ass movies. The Den Darga. Fucking hate that movie. It's a great movie. That's another it's one. No, it's fucking overrated. It's like Tron. Tron's it's overrated. It's it's boring as hell. Both of those movies are boring as hell. Oh, and that's when I realized when people like I'm not watching a movie I you know, where I was born. I'm not watching a movie usually from fifty seven. And my kids would watch that poltergeist and be fucking bored out of their skull. I like old but yeah, he's grabbing Damien by the leg. Yeah. It's kind of funny. You ain't going away, but yeah. kid. But then I like it where uh, they're calling out, hey, that's, uh, you know, son of Al Ghul. And then uh, she's like, no, that's Robin, son of Batman. It's, it is like yelling the movie title <laughs> the thing. But it made me smile. And then when he when they brought him back and she's like, he, that it, he's a hero. And my brother... I actually got a little choked really? up. I really did. I be, because I love Damien that much. And just that where he's never really had a friend. That's his friend. That's his best friend right there. And, yeah, he never had a friend. And if he met Emiko, he'll fucking slice his throat. <laughs> he doesn't care. This is actually somebody who cares for him. And I really did like it. And there's Goliath there. And it was good. Do you think they were going to uh, see Goliath or Maya going forward at no. all? I think maybe Goliath might be in Super Sons. I could see that because you kind of need something to fly around to keep up with John. John's not going to hold him like a baby? I hope not. <laughs> That'd be crazy. But, yeah, maybe he'll be in that. But my, I don't think they'll mention it like in the Rebirth issue. If there is a Rebirth number one for that, they'll be like, hey, what, where's your friend? Oh, Maya, she had to go take a family business. She's taking care of she that. She went to a private school in Europe. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, she's, she got a genius grant. <laughs> off of some you, oh, you didn't hear? She got the letter. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's Fucking getting that nice. goddamn letter. She got the letter. What? She has AIDS? Jesus Christ. I'm glad I didn't kiss her. <laughs> glad I didn't follow her on that toilet seat. You get toilet seat AIDS from her. I, heard, I used to say it to my friend when he had cancer. Yeah, he's the same seat toilet seat as you. Fuck no, you don't want to use that with the cancer. But, you, like my friend when I grew up, I had a friend who had leprosy. No, you didn't. You didn't have friends. Yeah, well, we did, and um, he was on our hockey team. And uh, we had to stop the game, Eric, because there was a face-off in the corner. Boom! He also played baseball, and we had to stop because he dropped the ball. Hey! <laughs> uh, what other leopard jokes do I have? What do you call five leopards in a... Five leopards. Five lepers in a pool. Spotty situation. Soup! Soup, baby! There you go. That's gross. Oh, right. But no, there, there's nothing to uh, Robinson of Batman. It's the final issue. Some leopard jokes, Some though. leopard They're jokes. A little laugh. bit of leopard jokes. I don't know. Leopard jokes. What do you call three leopards in a car that goes off a cliff? Tragedy. A good start. <laughs> Boom. Nobody likes leopards. I like leopards. Do you? Yeah. You think if there was a leopard right there next to you, you'd be like, oh, man, I like you, leopard. It's a different situation altogether. You like them. Why don't you invite them over? Why don't you marry them, huh? <laughs> Why don't you go to the Poconos with them? Fucking put fucking flowers on their daddy's grave. Was the leopard the uh, the Rio Olympics mascot, and they shot it this week? I don't know, really, yeah. really. Yeah. And it, it went when after somebody. When were the Rio Olympics? No, I don't even know when the they Rio, were. There. No, they're coming up. 
And they're taking some oh, promotional really? shots with the torch and stuff like that. I know Rio is a kick-ass song by Duran Duran, Eric, and that better be the theme for that it fucking better. Olympics. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Olympics anymore. There's another one. You know what? We talk about other things that are outdated and should fucking end. The Olympics. I was actually about thinking that? last time we were talking about... Um, Nobody likes it anymore. What were we talking about? Where so they were saving? Oh, you know what was uh, Justice League number fifty-two, where everybody's trying to say, and nobody around the world likes one another. And now we got to have the Olympics, where everybody has to fucking smile and be no, happy. No, bunch of shaven face, bunch of that, phony. They used to do an all war would stop. Who the hell cares? And really, I hate the Olympics. I, really, in the middle of June. I'll ask you, when was the last time you watched a 50-yard fucking dash on your own just happened to watch it? This is why the the fucking uh, wide world of sports, that yeah. fucking TV show, ended. Nobody likes I'm it. Telling you, we got, when was the last time you're like, you know what I really miss? Watching Javelin. Dude, I'm telling you, we got, done, watch we got done the podcast last night. I went back out in the living room. Jess was watching the show. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? She's watching this thing that's on demand. Get to know your Olympians. Yeah, no. And because she plans on watching the entire Olympics, I'm like, I got to start drinking again. Really, I can't the be home. Summer Olympics. I, I'm I'm watching, if anything, basketball. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. And the only thing that happens is what they're pray. They always pray for is a guy to like all of a sudden he wins six medals and you're go. You know what yeah. I mean? Then it becomes he's the story. Uh, no, nobody. Who? When was the last time you watched any sort of swimming event? The only thing I've ever Not watched was when, uh, when, I guess it was China had the Olympics, and I watched their opener when I was at a bar. Well, at, most people watch the opener. Like a halftime show. The circumstance of it. And, you know, is there, do they have that fucking ribbon dancing? Is that a, a competition? I have no idea, Jump man. Around? I don't know anything Even the gymnastics. That used to be so big. Fuck it. Who cares? I don't watch gym. I don't watch fucking pummel horse in the middle of the fucking winter, and I don't want to watch this. Even the the Winter Olympics, which I do like better than the Summer Olympics, I still don't like it. Now I'm a huge hockey fan. Not as much anymore, but I don't even watch that. Plus, you never know when the fuck the shit's on. It's in Rio. The probably shit's gonna be on at one in the morning. Everybody's gonna get the Zika virus. Everybody's gonna die anyway. So. Yeah, I, I, I really. They should have like the zombie hunt. That's uh, something. Some spice it up. I don't know. One, it, people will say like, oh, when they they added the fucking pros, that no, it was already going down. Nobody likes these things. Nobody likes track and field. I'm just waiting for uh, Battle of the Network Stars to come back. Really, that's what I want. Really, you want to see what's that? John Kit Carson, Kit, what's Kit that Harrington. Guy's name? You want to see Kit Harrington running a fucking relay race? With goddamn somebody from my... Uh, I don't David even know Boreana what show. David Boreanaz from McCarthy. <laughs> Michael Boreanaz. <laughs> David. Fucking, man, what, what, what's his name from uh, Castle? Fucking... Uh, uh, goddamn it. Uh, I can't think of Nathan Fillion. Yeah, Nathan Fillion. Tell him to lose about 30 pounds. He, he would have been awesome back in the oh, day. Yeah. He would have been the Scott Bayo of his time, Eric. I love the, the Battle of Network stars, so but they're really... Even now, what are you going to do... There's not even that many big. You'd have like the whole cast of fucking Big Bang Theory modern that family. nobody likes, and yeah, Modern Family. There you go. I don't even that's know if the that's whole still thing. On, honestly, yeah, that O'Neill running yeah. around, and then somehow they can uh, put all the cartoon characters in. You got Peter Griffin there. He's in. Then Empire shows up. The Empire. Oh, that's Tanya's fucking show. Is it? Empire. Yeah. Yeah. You get those fucking ass. So yeah, Robin's son of Batman. <laughs> Battles. <laughs> uh, why do we even talk about? Comics? I don't even know. Let's talk Olympics. 
Nobody likes them. <laughs> I've been saying this for like 20 years now. Oh, my. It, 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 each, each four years. That, that's the other thing, too. Once they kind of put them, I like when they were in the same year. I don't like this fucking go, you like know, tier to every shit? two. Yeah. I don't need it every two. It made it a little more exciting when they were that year. It was an Olympic year. Jesus Christ. You good now? Jesus. But yeah, I'm Where is Mary Decker Slaney? I don't, huh? I don't know who that where is. Where is she? Who's that little gymnast who was Thompson? pretty good for a while? Where's Daly Thompson there? Who's that gymnast, like that little girl back there? Nadia Kamenich. What the hell is her? Mary something, I want to say. Mary Lou Ratton. That's it. She was not little. Was she was a she was a truck. Well, she was little. She was like a fucking fire hydrant. I told you I knew a guy who dated her in high oh, school. Yeah. Tell me some crazy stories that I cannot talk about on the podcast. Let's Erica, get on the podcast. I want to hear these stories fear of getting for fear of getting sued. <laughs> no, where where are these big Olympians like Beyond Borg? He wasn't. I don't. Uh, Beyond Borg. Cassius Star Clay. Trek fucking sequel. Cassius Clay. Huh. <sighs> Now the bo- even boxing people love boxing. I don't want to watch Olympic boxing. I just just planned on watching all of it, and <laughs> she's full of shit. That's what she says. She is. Fu- First off, look to see what time difference is there from Rio to here. I don't even well, she's know. She's not working right now. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> this could be two a.m. Yeah. She's still, she's she's still up. She's going to still up. She's already still up at that point. Plus, there's shit that just goes on, like they have the triple cast back in the day. I was in college when they had their triple cast that fucking cost, I don't know what network it was at that point. Uh, it cost them a lot of money. It was like a pay-per-view type right. of thing. Yeah, there's shit that I goes on. They don't that. show everything. You're, Jess is not watching it. Tell her right now. Is she there? Yell to her. Say, hey, Jim says you're not watching the fucking Olympics. It's bullshit. And if she yells at me, I'm disconnecting. I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell her that. I don't need to hear that. Tell her that uh, I was going to be mean. Don't be mean. Not even mean. I wasn't going to be mean. I was going to say something. There's no dildo events, but I don't want to bring up that fucking piano. Yeah. Well, ah. What the fuck are you talking about? What did you give Rob? Eight out of ten. I'd give it a seven five. Um, mostly just because I, I'm not, I have never been a huge fan of the art, but it has been growing on me each issue no, I've been I, reading. I, I liked it. It seemed a little cartoony. Yeah. And it, it just reminded me of how many people do not like shot put nowadays, Eric. Shot put. That's what my son fucking throws shot put. Nobody likes it. I don't even go to watch him throw shot put. I'm going to watch some fucking stranger with shot put. And they always say it's always the, the fucking human angle. we got to get the fucking stories. Here's this guy. Here's that. Nobody cares. Oh, no, she was watching all this. Like, get to know, and the one guy's reading the children. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? Really? Turn this off. I want to watch some horror movies or some nonsense. Nice. Yeah, watch something good. Not Olympics. It's so outdated. Outdated. And I like the book end of this LeBron book. LeBron James well, in this fucking... Is King James going King on? King James. King James, we saw a guy today at Aldi, an older guy, probably a little older than me, right. big fat guy too. Guy had Cleveland Cavalier shorts, right. a LeBron James jersey, and LeBron James shoes. <laughs> and Rafe was so angry at that guy. He's like, that guy's a fucking bandwagon jumper. He was so angry. Then they came home. We've been playing a lot of basketball. They went, and uh, in the meantime, right now, next door where I'm recording in the room next to Zach's there, my uh, oldest that lives in the house. He yeah, Did I tell you how Rafe's big thing is he does these crossovers and yells that he broke your ankles? No. Yeah, that's his big. That's a big term in basketball, but he does it all the time, and really, he's not that good. Is that applesauce but, episode of American Dad? No, yeah, yeah. He has, the, and he's like, "Hey, cr- oh, broke your ankles." Ah. Well, he ended up playing today while I was getting ready for the podcast. Crossover. 
Zach rolled his ankle. Mike oh, my God. So, Rafe, and Rafe is so proud of himself. And Zach, if he's listening, he'll yell, who was on a rebound? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking trash talking. But, yeah. Uh, did I say I'd give it a 7.5? Seven, five. Seven, there you five, go. Right, and I've just never really been a fan of this freaking mystical no, year of really, story arc. It, this whole, I'm this glad whole it's over. series seemed odd. It, to me... This should have been a six-issue miniseries about this atonement. You wanted to have a Damien book out there. I wanted a Robin I think it, book. I didn't want a Damien uh, book. Yeah, I'm saying, though, really the way it was, they wanted a Damien book. They wanted the, the Robin name there, so they did this. They had Batman. And, like, this is a title, Eric. You, with your shitty titles, that's a title that kicks ass. You have Robin and Batman in one title, boom. But, yeah, uh, I think it could have been a six-issue mini and would have been pretty yeah. good. It just went on too long, and not much happened. I, I, I like this. It gave me the feels a little. I put. It gave me the it's feels, really nice so I'm giving it seven five. So, yeah, I liked it. I didn't like the next book, though, at yeah, all. Nice. Well, yeah. Kind of like Hurdles, Eric. Cyborg number 12, written Hurdles. by Marv Wolfman, with art by Felipe Watanabe, Daniel HDR, Julio Ferreira, Eau Claire Albert, uh, Adriana Lucas, and Rob Lee. A lot of people on there. Cyborg. I, I, I ran Hurdles in, in track. Hey. And I was the shortest guy on the team. Yeah, I know. That was nonsense. It was nonsense. How many uh, hurdles you run into? None. No? I was, you know, I can't say that. Uh, I, my big race, uh, you know, this was Milford. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the big one is against Strayer. Right. And it was me against three guys. I was the only Milford uh, hurdler. Oh, and I was against three Strayer guys. And I'm running because nobody else would do it. Crazy. I was a fucking athlete, baby. I was <laughs> earning M's back in those yeah. days. So I was running... And the guys, it was almost like it, I would have thought somebody was picking them off because each hurdle, another guy would hit a hurdle and fall. And then That's I hilarious. got to the end. I, I hit the last hurdle, <sighs> fell, got up, ran, tripped, fell, <laughs> got up, won. It was the I think best. I watched you in some fail videos. Oh, it was so funny. And I looked back and I just started laughing and just, I mean, belly laughing at these guys because I, I think. Nobody wanted to do it. I even think I remember like us like lining up, getting in the blocks, and two of the three guys didn't even know how to fucking set up in the blocks, and the other guy had sneakers so, on. I still don't know how to set up like, in the blocks. Fucking nonsense. I, I was not. I you shouldn't had wear sneakers. No, you have your spikes. Oh, the spikes. Yeah. I, I actually, I actually um had the issue where it took me the longest time to not get in the blocks. Boom! Stand straight up and run. Yeah, that's what I would do all the time, but uh, I, I learned. I liked track. I didn't mind it. It was more, I was doing track as a way to get in shape for other things. Yeah, that's the thing. I did uh, cross-country track in Milford. Yeah, I, I did. I tried fucking bullshit, and I yeah, hated I it so much. Yeah, you show up, and they tell you to yeah, run. that's all it was, and I was a heavy set kid. I, yeah, I want to get in shape, but God damn, it was yeah, brutal. Yeah, you should have. You should have run. You ran right to the fucking fridge for a yodel. <laughs> fucking yodel nah, on a yodel. devil dog, man. You know that. Yeah, yeah devil. Yeah. They are the driest. I know, but you got to have some milk with that. I did like them, though. Uh, right now, uh, we have two, count them, Eric, two big boxes of the Star Crunch. Nice. Little Debbie Star Crunch downstairs, and they're going fast. <laughs> going fast. Uh, now you have one box. <laughs> yes, we do. Go Cyborg on, confronts honey. a brother and sister duo in this maybe final issue, which you have told me it is, because somehow yes. I missed the end completely. But yes, does the end at the end. Who have broken into Star Labs looking for a cure to their superpower-giving disease that's killing them. But the cure isn't viable and actually causes the two to create black holes inside of them before they die. Oh, I'm sorry. And before they die, they use their density-slash-shape-shifting powers to protect everyone and go out with a bit of redemption, even though they don't die. 
Yeah, I this issue is nonsense. God damn it! piling the fucking bullshit. And and this whole thing again, we just got upset about the Robin son of Batman, or you did more than me about how oh we should have ended before. That was miles better than Agreed. this. This this issue again. If you if you want to go and uh, like I said with a bat uh, Robin, I mean where I said oh what would they do? What why are they using this issue? What does it lead to? I, I really don't know, nope. except I said it showed that Damien is a little more friendly. Maybe that was to set up him yeah, working getting with along with John, John yeah. because before he wouldn't. No. He would not never have teamed up with John, and it would have been like, oh, but I'm Superman's son. Hey, fuck you. You're I don't fuck, give a shit. I'm, I'm a loner. It does set that up. At least we can say that maybe, and I don't know. Maybe they'll play around with the fact he died again. I don't know, but this issue, n- number one, it made me want to strangle Cyborg. The guy's a fucking sad sack. He's a goddamn dope it's outside. like, how many times can he say in this issue, like, I could have been one of them. I could have had a life. This isn't the life I wanted. It just keeps I would going have, on. I'm telling you, when you collect this into a goddamn, like, the entire thing into two trades, and it would say, keep the Cyborg out. Daddy Issue Part 1, Cyborg yeah. Daddy Issue Part 2. Yeah, Cyborg Daddy Issue, the beginning. Yeah. Cyborg Daddy Issue, After I could have been somebody. <laughs> Because, yeah, he's there, hey, and it's such an odd force setup because he's there, he's in the machine, they're rebuilding him. complete, like, we pick up right after where we left off last yeah. issue, and he's... And I didn't mind it. Right away, the first thing, I'm like, okay, I, that's kind of cool. I like the idea that there's uh, an intruder. Yeah. And he's and stuck he's in this machine. Kinda, and he's got to kind of ease off. Like, he wants to jump out, and he's like, no, no. And it's, again, it's 43 seconds. Yeah. And he's like, uh... It's only 43 seconds. It's fine. It's hilarious uh, to me there, too, because he's been, like, spending this time where Sarah Charles was supposed to hang out with him and, you know, yeah. you know keep him company. But now he's catching up on all the sports. Like, he's messed up. With yeah, he's watching sports, including women's boxing. Yeah. Uh, really? He might he like the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. He might like him, but yeah. The thing he is, said, though, like, it's very – I realize, oh, man, Cyborg, you're really impressionable because after watching all these sports, he finds out about these people breaking in, and he starts commentating on it like he's an announcer. Yeah, he's like, hey, and then they move to the left, and then we – Exactly, and it, beca- it yeah, becomes this whole commentator bit. I'm thinking to myself, uh, you're very impressionable. A lot like me yeah. when I was you know, watching well, Space Jam as a kid and thought I could he, be an NBA he player. Has, he has caught up with months of sports in an instant, it seems. So maybe it does affect him. Maybe he now is Marv Albert. Yes! From downtown, yes. That'd be great. If they're like, hey, where'd those guys come from? From downtown. Yes! Brad Doherty. Sorry, all my commentating on know is from NBA Jam. Yeah. Hey, is it the shoes? <laughs> He's on He's fire. On fire. <laughs> Look, he is on fire. Uh, but yeah, he says, I, I laughed too because I'm re- reading this and he's like, hey, I caught up to all the games I missed these past months. He's like, go Tigers, go Lions. <laughs> and the weird thing about that is, it's like, I would even say that like, oh, you know what? He doesn't want to yell the Pistons because Marv Wolfman doesn't want to seem racist, yeah. but it, but then he doesn't include the Red Wings and these, these seasons. You can't even say that the Tigers and the Lions, uh, play within the same deal. This stretches out almost the whole year uh, because of baseball and football. It's okay. Uh, basically, to me, that was like Marv Wolfen going, remember, he's from Detroit, baby. That's right. He's from Detroit town. But, yeah, you get there. What the goat lions? Who's yelling that besides Manchester? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he says he's watched the season. He knows there's no exactly. goat lions. 
But yeah, it looks in the down below. He, uh, what it looks like too, the basketball part looks like that really bad cutscene from Double Dribble right. when you jam. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hated that. Uh, but so yeah. well, we we get this brother and sister like named pa- Parker and Autumn who are breaking yeah. into Star Labs for their father's invention called the Inoculator that yeah, may it, or may not cure everything. No, I don't even know what it cures. Because we're told uh, because it was going to cure the mother, yes, but, but the mother didn't affect them. No, they were affected different. So what is this inoculator? I don't know because the mother seems to have died of a normal disease, but now the yeah. kids think that they can use this inoculator. What's well, it? I, the father yeah. built this machine specifically to cure the mother with, I'm guessing, yeah, I, I got she had. The, I got the mother would have had like a lung yeah, cancer, ovarian cancer, breast cancer, something like that. I don't think that she had, let's Density start growing, changing, uh, let's start growing, power yeah, shape shifting and becoming solid and not. Yeah. I, it seems very odd, but even that, it leads to so much. She was not so a with alien gas disease. Yeah, yeah, and it, it leads so much into this, like, uh, yeah, I know how you're doing, I know how you're dealing, because my dad was bad, but then in the meantime, they don't think their dad no. was bad, but this inoculator is supposed to show you that he was a, a scientist, and it's really bad at the end, where, uh, what's, what's his dad's Silas. name, I always, Silas, when Silas basically rips apart the father, I'm telling you, it's, who's it's, like, yeah, he was a scientist, but he didn't go through with his, his theories. He's he didn't cut, yeah, and it's like really awful. Like that's why we had to fire him, and he got arrested. Yeah, so I'm like, no. Star Labs, like Star Labs told the scientists, he was like, you know, they never mentioned the scientist's Fire's name ass. or even Autumn or Parker's last name, so we have no idea who this guy is. No doctor, or whatever. I think it's just, it's just generic. So we he can't use it, so he breaks in with his kids. He gets yeah. arrested, and his kids somehow wind up in the red room, which should be oh, in yeah. my mind. And he says, "Hey, uh, I don't want you to get arrested. I'll take the blame," which he should. Yeah. And then, and now here we go. A scientist A, who whatever his yeah. name is, he may be the worst parent of the week. Well, I got to decide. I want to know this. how they got into the red room. This should be the most protected well, part of that's Star what Labs. I'm saying. He's like, and that's why. And they blame Star Labs for all this. No, yeah. every step of the way, it's not Star Labs. Go back fault. to where your father fucked this up and brought room, you along. Yeah, this red room should never have been entered. And yeah, you might get the idea that maybe Star Labs should have a lock on the door. Why is there like Something a skeleton crew at Star Labs? Yeah. And yet, not only there's a skeleton crew of one goddamn fucking guy. At at this point, when they were kids, it didn't seem like anybody was there. And yeah, they're like, hey, let's go hide in this broom closet. Oh my god, it's the red room full of dangerous alien tech. Why? This is so stupid. And a leg cramp causes... Wise up, buddy. Marv Warpin. He probably likes the Olympics. But yeah, they're, they're going, and all this is, again, is to say, for Cyborg to say, listen... My dad did this, and but, I didn't like it either, but at least I'm alive. But at least but he's yet, still, like, before he died. The whole thing he's doing, which doesn't jive with me a little bit, is that he's like, at least he te- like waited a little bit and tested to make sure that this would work yeah, on yeah, me. Yeah. I'm like, no, he pretty much put you in there and decided, yeah, just went I got to save the my test. son. He was the test. And uh, the other thing that I don't get throughout this issue is between pages – Cyborg goes from you think he's very, uh, like he likes these kids, then the next he's yelling at them, then he's nice again, then he feels bad for him. It is way off. Well, these kids accidentally end up killing the, 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 lone, the lone guard of Star Labs. Yeah, the one guard. The lone guard. And when guard's Cyborg man. confronts them, he doesn't know about this, and he immediately gives them use of his, their father's inoculator without telling yeah. anyone in Star Labs about it. 
even that now number one really why is this inoculator where is it sitting around probably in the R&D department like, yeah but it like might be shelf. but this is years ago it hey, seems you don't throw away stuff like that you keep it around no you don't have it sitting out you, okay. you go to work right Sorry, now and find something that we used two years ago on the fucking extruder and see what the fuck where it is you'll never find it where it's at no, no. <laughs> I know where everything is. There's no right, way. No, with you. This thing is just sitting there. It's Star Labs. They get shit all the time, but yet Cyborg knows where it oh, is can, and knows how to fire it up. Access the, access the database immediately. No, there's no database. The guy didn't test it. I'm saying that, but it would be in the system. I don't think it would be. I think it would have been destroyed. The minute that he came in and got arrested for trying to steal it, if they weren't going to test it themselves, which it seems like they weren't, I think they'd destroy it. They do not just have shit just hanging around Red like room. this. <laughs> It's, this isn't Red Room, though. <laughs> this is a failed experiment in their mind. It's so stupid. Even Silas is like, yeah, he rushed. So why have it sitting around? It's so stupid. Or do you do us all a favor and test it, Silas, you son of a bitch. But yeah, the whole it, thing, I, though, I just, is for some reason, it bothers the shit out of me. That Cyborg seems to have full run of Star Labs with no, like... Yeah. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. And, and knows how, like you said, yes, he can download yeah, anything yeah. he wants or whatnot. But, but he just seems to be able to just work everything yeah. in Star Labs. The thing is, he, there's there getting concussions. He, he's yeah, he's a, getting rebooted, and then he just gets off. Like if these guys weren't here, who knows what he would have yeah. done? <laughs> he just goes in that red room and grabs alien tech. I don't know. They're guarded, apparently. They're even explaining the whole thing about when they went in this red room, the, the Autumn and Parker. And the whole explanation was they're in there and like, yeah, we were hiding in there, and I got a leg cramp and knocked over this vial. I'm like, really? This is what the, we're talking about here in an issue, that you got a leg cramp and knocked over a vial of gas, and now you fucking have these crazy powers that I don't even understand, don't even make sense to me, and I don't even know who the fuck you are. Yeah. Yeah, how are you supposed to care at all about any of these characters? You don't know them. Well, that's the and then Cyborg, he's like, oh, that's a pretty big tale of woe you got there. Why don't I go find this? And I, you know what? I'm going to cure you, even though this thing has never been tested. And he does yeah. it. He gets halfway done, and then Silas and freaking Sarah yeah, Charles come running. Why don't you answer your test? These people murdered someone. They did what? I'm yeah. Like, God damn it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking at him reading the things. He's like, "Remember, your father never had a chance to test it, but so far it's positive." <laughs> he's just going, and then he's talking to these kids. He's like, "Hey, I'm not what I wanted to be, but because of my dad, I'm alive." But I'm thinking to myself, "Wait a second, no, no, this is not. Their dad did not do this to them. Yes, he brought them to Star Labs." It's just so weird, Cyborg a connection. Is a fucking idiot in this and then there's Cyborg, and he's like, hey, I got a chance to help others like you. You know all those lemons to lemonade cliches. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Where are you now helping these people? First off, you know that they have broken in. He at yeah. least knows that. Get them the fuck out. It's so, yes, they explain this. Where did they you get call these somebody. fucking Call suits. your father. Call your father up and say, listen. These kids are here. They, they're not bad. They want to get cured. Can you help? And then Silas would show up and like, oh, it's there. They're the kids of this scientist. You know what? That machine doesn't work. Dr. Because so then, and so. Then at one point, you're, you're led to believe that August has all, or Autumn, Autumn has already been in the inoculator, yep. which you did. Cause, but where do you see that ever? You know. And she's like, oh, I'm getting dizzy. Then all of a sudden, this fucking Parker turns into Swamp Thing out of nowhere. <laughs> And you're like, what is going on? And then he's attacking the, the thing. And then that's when Cyborg yells to his dad. And uh, what's her name? Sarah. Sarah. You're in my world now, baby. 
And I'm like, what is going on here? Your world? Yep, got no, it. this is Star Labs' this, world. This is really crazy to me because then Autumn has a problem. Oh, my God. Silas immediately knows they have a black hole growing inside of them. Oh, they do. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, they go outside, and then they wrap themselves in a cocoon together and, you know, well, yeah, harden their density yeah, underneath of a say, lake. Listen, and it yeah, they're like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Uh, don't follow us. We're not going to jail. And I, that I don't no, mind because sense. Uh, Autumn did, did, but she did kill the guy by yeah. accident. It doesn't matter. She's going to jail. Her brother loves her. I don't know how much, you know. I don't know what the goes on in that family, Eric. I'm not going to judge here. Uh, they might be from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I, I don't know. I went to West Virginia University. I can say this. And uh, oh, yeah. so they go out and they're like, hey, don't follow us. But, like, up until this point, you're, you're supposed to feel bad for them. You're not, I don't know. I don't. Because you don't know them. And I'm yeah, and then, they're like, and then uh, they're, Cyborg's fighting them as they go. And this Parker yells out, you can't believe that Star Labs is just another damn government bureaucracy. <laughs> I'm like, what are you yelling? So stupid. Ugh. And yeah, then uh, wraps in a cocoon. They harden their density. And it's funny too because at one point Autumn is down for the count, and and Park is it Parker? I keep forgetting. He's carrying her. Then he gets hit by Cyborg. She wakes up. She grabs him, cocoons him up, and they jump in the fucking river. That also was a lake, or I well, thought fountain. actually. To me, it was a fountain. Me too, but it's a deep-ass fountain. Yeah, I guess that it might be that the Star Labs there on the backside is open to the ocean because there's a lot of shit going on. Now, to me, number one, like you said, hey, why aren't they going in to get them? They did not escape. They jumped into what appears to at the most be an ocean. I think Cyborg might be able to track them. Somebody might be able to go down there. They don't look like they move. What's the thing? They go down there because they're going to pr- try to prevent this yeah, black gonna hole blow from up. killing everything. That's, they're going to implode. Yeah. And they're going to implode. Take they don't want to take And then the, the ground shakes. Oh, it looks like they did it. Well, let's go back to what we're doing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why aren't they checking this out? And also, too... It's weird because you see where they are. Everything's going to – nothing really implodes. No, because I'm saying they it's because they, they're the cocoon. Yeah, but you would you would think that they would cause some sort of, like, ocean rippling or I something. I don't think it's like, the ocean. I, well, they're, they're in Detroit. I, yeah. Yeah, but no, I don't even know that they are. I think that's because they're – I don't know. This does not look like a fountain. There I'm is saying, I think ocean it's a lake. Pipe. Yeah, but there's there's barnacles. And shit like that, it doesn't look like, uh, yeah, maybe it is a lake. I didn't even know. Is Star Labs in Detroit? I didn't even know. I just thought that he was out. I thought that he was out and about. But, yeah, it's nonsense. So they're in a lake. Why aren't they going down to check on them? And then they survive. Yep, you're not going to let them just jump in and and nothing happen. Like you're saying, they've saved themselves and there's no implosion. I think you're up there looking and you're like, I don't think anything happened. I think we better check on this. And why aren't they doing that? No, no, they're just why leaving them down there. Why aren't they standing lake? They're just like, and then something. It's like the hand coming out of the fucking dun, grave. Dun, 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 and then something moved. You know what moved? My bowels on this fucking issue. It's going to diarrhea when you read it. This is terrible. It's nonsense. A lot of these are nonsense where, you know, but at least... It fits somewhat within the series, okay. and you can see this is nothing. The art has always been great to me in this book, but ever since David Walker, who I, I wasn't even a big fan of him because of the Techno-Sapien invasion story, yeah, ever yeah, that since was a- he left and Marv Wolfman took over, the series has been nonsense to me. 
Yeah, it has. And that was the big thing. Like, hey, Mark Wolfman, the creator. Creator, thing. yeah. He He's out of fun. touch. I'm telling you, it just this issue is the redemption of Silas. Yes. Yeah. Because it is, you know, Cyborg, like, a hundred times in this, it seems, of the, like, you know, he didn't have a choice. I, I might not like it exactly what I am now, but at least I'm living. Yeah. And tries to tie that in with these kids. Nope. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm actually angry because I uh, gave this book a 6 out of 10, and the reason I gave it a 6 out of 10 instead of a 5 was because there was no hacking involved. So, yeah, I got really I, tired of that. I wish yeah, I, I, I don't know. I would say that he started off hacking with the football, and, and then he had the little Star Labs deal. I just hated yeah. it. I, I, I'm giving it a fuck you five. That's what I wish I would have given I it. I fucking hate it. I, I just, this is one of those books that the past couple months, with when Marv Wolfman took over, it is a fucking waste of money. Like D-Run said, he wants his time back. Yeah. I want my time back. I want to talk about Olympics, not this crap. I don't. I just, I just don't like it. And this issue, really, to me, I say it to fuck you five. I say that DC is telling us to go fuck ourselves if you bought this. Because, and yet, I don't know. People reviewed it. They love yeah, it. I don't get it. There's some reviews out there and like, this is what I've been waiting for from Seth. Really? really? This is what you've been waiting for? I'll write you a cyborg story. Cyborg sitting there. I don't know what I would do. I, I, I'd make fun. I, I guarantee you I could write at least one as shitty as that. <laughs> Well, my story involves these two, uh, brother and sister. Uh, the brother's name is Parker. <laughs> now, there'll be a brother and sister. They break in the star laps. And they actually realize they're the wrong ones, turn themselves in and go to fuck the jail. How about that? I just, I just, this is nonsense. Nonsense there. I, I sit five. And the art is not that great either, this issue. I, I like it enough. It's okay. If there's nothing really where I say, like, if I say, oh, man, the art, what there's not the panel in this that I go, wow, that was an awesome panel. There's not one. There's just a bunch of cyborg running around yelling crazy shit about lemonade. No booyah, though. No, no booyah. Yeah, we didn't even say at the one point he's like, I miss my dad. I, I want to give him a sloppy fist bump. I don't know what that what is. What the fuck is that? I even looked it up. That There's no Urban like, Dictionary for that, that either. That sounds like somebody fucking bent over. You shove your fucking hand up their ass, and then you fucking, you know, wipe their hair with so it. So it's kind of what an, an excessive thing to that, uh, that cheese curl? To me, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a fisting cheese curl. It's a fucking cheese log. <laughs> it's To me, it's like Marv Wolfman's there, and he's like, hey, what do the minorities do? Oh, I, I know. I, I heard they do fist bump, but I really don't know what that is. Maybe it's like a, a kiss or a hug. Jody, yeah, then he's typing. And then he gives, I wish I could give him a sloppy fist bump. Jody, a sloppy I, yeah, fist that bump sounds like a fail. When somebody goes and like does the fist bump and you don't realize that and you go to shake their hand or slap and like, just wrap your sense. hand around the but fist. Obviously, that is nothing because he's saying this as in a, a thing of affection. I think it's like somebody where Tom Brady is off. He's trying to give people high fives. He doesn't get a high five. <laughs> Actually, I would think that a fist bump, a sloppy fist bump, would be to me where you go up and you would go to give me a, a fist bump. No handshake, though. You would go to give me a, and I'm giving you a high five. Yeah. And you punch my fucking hand. Exactly. And then I'm like, what are we fucking training the fucking Olympic boxing here? You're fucking doing a little boxing there? It's so stupid. Right there, that line, I, I wish I could give him a sloppy fist bump, <laughs> sounds very sexual to me. And it just, it makes no sense. Like this whole fucking issue. I hated it. I hated it there. Uh, that's it, though. That's that is it. Funny. 
Oh, yes. Those last two books we hate so much, we talked about everything else but those books. I don't hate uh, Robinson a bad. I hated the series. This issue wasn't bad. I didn't hate it either. I actually, 7-5, that's not a bad no, thing. I, I, I think terrible. That shows you, you can still more do Wonder a, Woman. You can do a throwaway issue and not have it be garbage like that. Why isn't Cyborg a fan of the Red Wings, Eric? The Red Wings. He's a black man. Black men don't watch hockey. He likes Steve Eiserman. He's a huge Steve Eiserman fan. <laughs> You like Steve Eisenman. Right? I don't even know who that is. He is one of the greatest fucking Red Wings ever. Him and Gordy howled at me. Gordy. Two, I know Gordy. The, you know, Gordy died recently. Gordy is dead. I did hear that. Mr. Mr. Hockey is dead. Yeah, I like Brandon Shanahan. I like a lot of that. I, I was not a big Red Wings fan. Because everybody else was? Them. No, no, because my buddy Joe was a Flyer fan, but he also liked the Red Wings. <laughs> it just seemed like the Red Wings were on one all the time. And I'm like... Really? You're a fan of those both. What happens if they play each other? Who are you voting for? Well, then, uh, no. You have one team. Then you just I have a good team. You don't care who wins. I fucking hate that. I don't even care. No, you stick with a team. You you have a team that sucks. When they eventually win, that makes it more to you. That makes it better. Agreed. And then you see this fucking asshole fat guy walking around with every fucking LeBron James thing. You can laugh at the guy. I am actually a LeBron James fan. I was the whole, even just this final. Oh, yeah? And my son, Rafe, yeah, he's great. I'm People just don't you. like him because he's too good. And again, with me with basketball. basketball, I'm so off of the, the basketball deal that I don't really have, like, the Sixers aren't, quote-unquote, my team. Um, Your first draft pick, though, don't we? Yeah, they got the first draft, uh, which I think was a mistake. But, uh you know, I like players that usually when I'm not invested fully in a sport like that, that I actually have favorite players, not not favorite teams only because and, and really basketball to me is I, I just like to enjoy myself when we watch. So if two good teams are playing, I, I do enjoy it. My son, Rafe, loves right. it. That's his. It's his, he loves, likes football more, but basketball is a second. So I watch it. We have a great time. We watch the whole playoffs. All the games we could and had a really good time. And boy, I, I told him after uh, the the what would it be the fifth game when Cleveland won the fifth game. I said, I'm telling you, Rafe, they're going to come back and win. And Rafe was fucking. He got so into it and what, kind of was a Steph Curry fan. But as he watched LeBron James, he even said, he's like the guy. You can't stop. That's right. You can only hope to contain him. But yeah, the big <laughs> the big thing that people would yell about him all the time was that he would just try to get everybody involved too much. He took it over. He fucking won. He fucking block in that final game, that game seven. One of the best fucking plays I've ever seen in basketball ever. He still doesn't get respected, though. People just hate guys that are really good. Just like us, Eric. That's why they hate the podcast, right? Too goddamn good. Too goddamn... No, it's because we, we fucking talk nonsense and can't come up can't with the fucking... The fuck name, want. Can't come up with the name of Patrick Swayze in the Roadhouse. It's Dalton, Eric. The only reason Dugan. I can remember it is because of, what's his name, Dugan. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to welcome Dugan. <laughs> dumb, dumb Dugan. Dugan walks out. I've been reading too much Marvel, that's the problem. Bowler hat come out. Ah, uh, yes. But what was your pick of the week? My pick of the week, god damn it, I actually had the idea too, I didn't write it down. Uh, I know what mine is. Fuck. I know, you say yours, and Zach. I know what yours is. I gotta look real fast. You say what you Mine is Justice League number that's 52. That's what it was, you are correct, sir. Yep. As we had talked about that earlier, it is tough to remember. But yeah, that that was my favorite book of the week. Uh, you want to hear next week's yes, book? I do. And I'm telling you, you guys who like the nonsense and the long podcast, 
you find another one next week because we have four books and one we don't talk about. Uh, next week is a very odd week. It's the fifth week. They usually do use that week for annuals. But because the rebirth has just started, you don't have a lot. Of, you can't have an annual. No, it seems like Grayson has 17 annuals. They, because we are getting Grayson Annual 3 in a series I think ended at 19. <laughs> so odd. But, yeah, we're getting a Dark Knight 3 Master Race number 5. Maybe. We did not talk about number 4. And, yeah, I don't even know. that. freaking call Brandon or Pistol. They'll tell us. It's probably been delayed, so we might not even get that. Uh, Deathstroke Annual number 2. That's a Phil Hester joint. Phil Hester. Seems like a, a one and done. Uh, Grayson Annual 3, which is Lansing and Kelly, and it's it's fucking nuts. The the description of this, first off, that is a book where you want to talk about a book that I dead and buried. I've already went and put my fucking flowers on that grape twice, Eric. I am done with that book. I want to just get on with my, and I love Grayson. Have you looked at this book yet? The No, I haven't okay. gotten it yet. What I'm saying is I, I'll probably, for some reason, usually I get the uh, issues on Friday in the mail. I did not. So I'll probably get them on Monday. But uh, the thing about this, though, is the solicit. It's Grayson with oh, Harley, right. fucking Simon Baz, and Constantine. That's a weird-ass book. I'm like, really? And maybe that'll be fun. We like those annuals. That annual with Flash and Green Lantern is still Great one annual. of the funnest books I've read. Maybe it's going to be somewhere along those lines. Maybe it's just going to be as fucking nonsense fun, I hope. Uh, then we also get Teen Titans Annual Number 2, and that's it. That's all the books. So legitimately, who's on that Teen we Titans Annual? Have, I don't know. You mean who's yeah, writing yeah, yeah. it? Oh, look, i got to see if my phone still has the thing. Yeah. Say, if you don't, um, I thought you might have had it in front of you. No, no, all this other stuff, I'm just off the top of my head. Because uh, this you know. book has been nonsense for a long time now. Maybe if we have a, you know... Somebody else come on for this annual. It might. Oh, I actually, I should have remembered because I talked about it uh, to Reggie. It's Scott Liddell's back, and that made it so funny. And it says a rare night off for the Teen Titans turns into a disaster when party goers begin to mutate into bizarre, uncontrollable animals. Is this the work of Brother Blood? Brother Blood. Hopefully, it'll be good. Uh, We'll see. Maybe that'll be goofy fun. That seems like it's something from like fucking a year and a half ago that they just didn't use and they have to throw because I think this fifth while, while you think that DC owns a calendar I think this week you know it came out of nowhere to them <laughs> because really th- these books are ridiculous uh, Deathstroke seems to be the best because you can have Deathstroke just a, a tale from Deathstroke's past when he had you know, to do this bounty and then he has a heart of gold you know and something he had like to bring, that like, uh, can, Rose along for, to bring the daughter yeah, to work you, but you can always yeah you can always have something like that but uh, boy I, I don't see how this podcast can be more than an hour I, we're going to have books of the week we usually do two books that's two thirds of the books yeah. so what we're going to do I think that books of the week next week will be one book and then um, the podcast, we're going to, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do this besides just do it. Because one section of the book, usually that this is an hour. There's <laughs> three. Huh. Maybe we'll just take off next all week. All right. A well-deserved week. We've had all these weeks in a row. We'll take off. We'll still have the podcast, but maybe we'll just talk nonsense. Maybe, maybe, we'll, uh, maybe we'll do all Marvel. All Marvel, all I now. I don't feel we'll comfortable call. with that. 
I don't either. I really, I'm, I'm a little scared to even write reviews. I think <laughs> people are call me out. Uh, that's why I say up, up front, I, a lot of these things I don't know past what somebody just jumping on. But I, I think that that's kind of an exciting thing anyway, yeah. because a lot of the people who go to our site probably don't read Marvel. So they can kind of go with us. They're the along for the ride. Take with us. It might, it might be a roller coaster ride of emotions and you might buy the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. It's all you're going to need. Shut your mouth. But I, I, I think that we agreed, uh, we were talking amongst these books, uh, if we do have a book, and really, if anybody's out there still listening to this garbage, uh, if we don't do a review, like say something comes out that week and we don't do it, just email us and tell us that you like it, I'll do it then. As long as we know somebody wants to see you know, these Marvel reviews, we'll do whatever. And right now it's all willy-nilly. Yeah, right now we're just grabbing shit. And there's a lot of, and you know what, I'll even throw it out there too. You guys, anybody out there loves Marvel and wants to review it? Fucking email me. You're in. You fucking, you don't even need a fucking, you know, audition. You're not like Basil Carwell. There's, there might be a casting couch, but it doesn't matter. You really don't have to do the casting couch. That'll just be for the fun of both of us. Oh, yeah. And, but you're in. But yeah, if you fashion yourself a reviewer. Yeah. If you fashion yourself a reviewer and you're like, hey, you know what? I love the Inhumans. Then you're in because nobody likes the Inhumans. Uh, We have a checklist of all the books and everybody's like jumping on. And at first it was like a mad scramble trying to grab the big ones. And at this point, I don't think there is one Inhumans book being touched by anybody. And that's the big, uh, like that's the missing hole that's left. So if you (laughs) like the Inhumans, you like to write, you don't mind me editing what you write to include blood sport and fucking edits. I always put edits in every edit I do to Brandon's as, as bad-mouthing you. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucked up. I put it, though. I put Jim edit. No, because Brandon will put something like, uh, yeah, Jim and Eric are awful people. And I'll put Jim edit. He actually means Eric. <laughs> like, stuff like that. I don't say, like, like Eric's a piece of shit. Right, yeah, I always add, like, these little asides. But, yeah, I, I like doing it. It's fun. But, yeah, uh, that's about that it. That is about it. That's about it. Yeah, we're going to. Go off for the week. We're going to do our Marvel stuff on Monday. Go watch some uh, TV, see if fucking uh, pre-Olympics are on. Yeah, really. Get fucking, you know, see if Mark Spitz, is he in the Olympics no. anymore? Mark Spitz? Yeah. That guy won like 7 million medals. How about, Mar- oh yeah, when we get done, I'll tell you a little Mary Lou. I'll tell you some Mary Lou Rett. I want to hear it. She's from West Virginia. At one point, she was the only one allowed because she had a license plate, Mary Lou, and that was one more digit than they allowed uh, it, on the West Virginia license right. plate, and they gave her the exception. That's crazy. I think, I think at the point the story was that the governor tried to do that as well, and they wouldn't allow Hey, there was a whole Tales from the Crypt episode about that. About Mary Lou? No, about the freaking uh, amount of letters you can have on a vanity oh, really? plate. Yeah, yeah, she got that extra deal. She was she was everywhere. I think the she mother from Home Alone was in that episode. Oh, really? Home Alone. Home Alone. Was that Meredith Baxter-Burney? I don't know who that is. It was not. That's the lady from Family Stroke. Family uh, Ties. Family Strokes. <laughs> that is an odd-sounding fucking thing. I'm going to watch family some Family strokes. strokes when we get done here. Hey, you want to watch that Family Strokes? Huh? What do you, you better get off that Pornhub there, buddy. I'll do what I want. Family Strokes. Who's on that? Fucking Jody West? Family Strokes? Yes. Yes, she is. They don't have that anymore. They got rid of the Jody West fucking stuck and fuck. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Really? Yeah. What? I don't know. Maybe she got mad. A lot of these things are on those. You know, they're also on probably sites that you're supposed to pay. 
So, yeah, I think that it's like copyright shit that probably would take it down. I don't think that anybody's against that unless they think that it's, you know, teetering on rape. Because Levi does take a little bit of a, you know, fucking what's it called? He he goes to town yeah. with that oil. I, I But at, by the end, you cannot rape the willing air. I'm looking. I, I see, you know, uh, guy massaged by MILF and latex. Mommy gives you a reward. Mother first lesson for you. Ain't finding any stuck and fuck. Really? What did you look up? Uh, Jody West's mom. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, look up Levi Jody West. Levi Jody West. Oh, and while you're doing that, I'm going to ask. Uh, you do that. We'll talk to the people, and I'm going to uh, message Peter Tomasi. You do that. I'm going to ask him now. What, Threesome birthday you? present, MILF Jody. Really? MILF fucks it, younger girl. Lesbian hitchhikers <laughs> number one. Good. Multiple orgasms for Jody West. Girl on girl poolside. Lesbian hitchhiker two. Milf masturbates while the kids are away. And uh, that that painting definitely wasn't Batman and Robin, right? Yes. Why didn't Bruce? Mommy gives you a reward again. <laughs> Jason on the painting. Jody West. With all the Robins. Stuck all right. And this is some fucked. good. This is some great podcasting there. Milf so fucks you, younger I, girl. Stepson so fucks his milf redhead stepmom very hard. It's a terrible titles. Yeah, they are. 12 they, person they don't fuck a, train. They don't make them at, like, you know, 21 Hump Street before <laughs> or fucking Rambone. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they got. They, they used to. That used to be the best part of them. They, they'd have those clever titles. Yeah, they got. I'm rid sure of they have, like, Big Bang. Big gang banks here. Yeah, right? There has one. to be that, right? There has to be. I, I got off it. Modern family. Boy, did I get off it. Modern, uh, what would be your mind? Yeah. Did yeah. you? Jesus Christ. Well, I sent uh, Peter Tomasi the note, and he, of course he will not get it. It is 2.40 in uh, the morning. Yeah. Nope, not going to happen. No, that'd be funny. He's, he's up doing his own podcast that's seven and a half hours and thinks that we're bullshit. Bullshit. All, All right. right. We... We done. We are done, sir. We done. All right. Well, what do we say? What do we say, Jim? We say. I don't know. I tried <laughs> I twice without you. I don't know. You say, and I start yelling proud. It's like if I told you to do what I say in the beginning, you just yell proud. 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 What do I say? What What three networks are we members? We of? are proud members of the We Be Geeks Network. Yeah, that's the second that's one. The second one. Proud members yeah. of the Batman Network. And proud the Batman Podcast Network. Batman Podcast Network. And proud members of the Comics, the Podcast, Comics Network. Podcast Network. Yeah, proud. See, you would know. One time, I'm just going to take off, and uh, you and Reggie can do the podcast, and then you'll see. You'll see you won't know what the fuck you're doing. Uh, Next thing you know, there's nobody yelling for you to, to sing. <laughs> can you see you in seven? See you in seven. Can we have that? No, I, I don't have anything set up for that. Right. Everybody have a great week. You keep it weird. Great week. Proud. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Right. Jack the two, baby. That's the clean two. Oh!